So we're now in the new year. Uh, the Keeleys were decided. Um, the Dice Awards announced. But those don't matter. The only awards that matter are ours. Here at Hot Button, uh, I'm Randall Beatrice in the studio today with Austin Blakesley. Hello. Sean Chambers. That's me. Matt Newtaboom. Hello. And joining us online, Mr. Andrew Banks. Uh, yeah, I'm piped in live over the internet. That's me. <laughs> yep. Uh, the series of tubes. Reporting um, from Skynet. Uh, for, for you listeners, this is how it's going to work. Uh, we have eight categories total, some positive, some negative. Today we are tackling four of them. Uh, any release from 2023 that we played is eligible. The nominations have already been chosen. I will read them off at the beginning of each uh, discussion. Then after elimination-based deliberations, we'll be left with our one winner and two runners-ups. Um, overall, uh, Game of the Year, however, is a ranked top 10. Of course, that'll come at the end of our second episode, obviously. Uh, questions? Comments? Uh, the only thing I'll right? say is that we that we are not uh, against nominees being added late. Oh, if yeah. If somebody thinks of something, mm-hmm. we might add it to the list. So if you should read we do, off. Should we do one runner-up or two runners-up? Simplify? Did we? What did we do before? I don't remember. I think I, we did one. I think we just did one. Yeah. Gentlemen, right, we'll one. gentlemen, first, a brief primer on Robert's Rules of Order. This will be the uh, the prelude to the actual awards. You can skip ahead about an hour you know, if you don't <laughs> want to listen to all this stuff. <laughs> only one? <laughs> and okay, uh, before we start, uh, everybody officially agreed: uh, no fantasy titles, no open world, no sequels. Right? Also, nothing over twenty hours long. Oh shit! Look at that! It leaves Hi-Fi Rush. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit fantasy. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but I'm kidding. I don't know, man. Street Fighter Six can be all kinds of different lengths depending on what kind <laughs> yeah, of person you are. Uh, but also, for- the campaign's under twenty hours. <laughs> uh, first, kind of. we've got uh, a favorite of mine. Best aesthetic, uh, you know the definition, what perfect blend of visuals and sound and vibes resonated uh, with you the most. On the list, we currently have Hi-Fi Rush, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Remnant 2, uh, Alan Wake 2, Cocoon, Baldur's Gate 3, System Shock, uh, the remake, um, Chance of Sonar, Have a Nice Death, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, uh, Atomic Heart, Pizza Tower, Oxen Free 2, Lost Signals, and The Exit 8. I don't know who wants to get cutting. I, I'm actually going to eliminate Oxen Free 2. I know I put that on myself. I, just, I like, you know, the general look of those games and, um, but, you know, from that company. But uh, this isn't doing anything that well, I, outrageously so new than the first one. There's a couple I want to talk like about radio, up like, top. Yeah. That was one of them. Um, Oxenfree 2 looks really good, but it looks like a sequel to Oxenfree. It does, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. But in a similar vein, um, I love Remnant 2 with all my heart, and I think that the second one looks way better than the first one. But it's still it like it, too iterative. You think? Uh, but the enemy design is the enemy design from one. Like the sure. it's cre- the the one thing I will say is that the first world had or the first one had the worlds were Earth, a swamp, a forest, and a desert. Yeah. In the sequel, the worlds are alien, eight fucked up H.R. Geiger world, um, <laughs> Bloodborne world, Earth, uh, and and then the same uh, forest from one. Okay. So, so the, the, the Pan so. Ziggurat one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm playing through Kronos right now. Yeah. So not only is it in Remnant 1, but it's also in Kronos. It's also in Kronos. Which is, I like the That is like the, the, 
the hub of like the other yeah. universe in Remnant. It's always Earth and always that, and then they add in other worlds. They add in other worlds, yeah. But um, yeah, we could take Remnant two out. Uh, I'm gonna need you to edit wanna, the doc in real time because yeah, I, do we want to strike through on this? Yeah. Um, I yeah, think really, that's interesting. Through. So I thought Remnant two would have uh, lasted a lot longer. I actually kind of thought that that game that game looks pretty fucking good. No, it it it, it does. It's just more of you know like it's. It sounds it looks, like it. Yeah. Also, it's it's one of the first commercially released Unreal Five games, and it has that some actually, that performance issues. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Not as many performance issues as other Unreal Five games, which we will get to, but uh, it, it doesn't run super well. I mean, speaking performance issues aside, though, like Remnant Two, like you were saying, Austin does look plenty good. But dude, there's there's some. If we're gonna have winner and runner up, there's just some stiff competition on the list. Speaking of Unreal 5, I, I, we can get rid of the, the Exit 8. That was my addition. I'm going to talk more about that game in other categories. I was uh, going to ask what the hell that game is. Look, good, great <laughs> use of liminal space for horror. Yeah, 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 it's very, like, back rooms. It, it looks, it also, um, it reminds me of a mobile uh, well, in the a, uh, the beginning of uh, Matrix Revolution. It's a subway station, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a looping subway hall. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, oh, that game, right. Yeah, so I, it's, um, it's... It's a, it's a kind of a showcase of the engine by a small team sort of showing off their proof of concept. It's very PT inspired, but like not as terrifying. It, it is a like a little psychological thriller. It's a spot the difference game. And that's how like, you know, you, you find the, I'll, I'll get it more into it later. But uh, I, saw, I saw the trailer for this one. Yeah. Uh, and, and no offense. I'm sure it means a lot to you, but that deserves to get cut right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's more I, to it than what they allude in the trailer. Yeah, okay. I actually didn't. I never watched the trailer. I just heard Nextlander talk about I, it. I later. have a, a question, which is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I quite enjoyed it. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk perfectly captures Jet Set Radio. But yeah. it also per heavily steals from Jet Set Radio in the process. So the question, and it's the Lethal League people, like they're good at art. So like I, I, I feel like Lethal League was kind of even based around a little bit. Yeah, they're a even. good choice for like rebooting Jet Set Radio, right? Even though they weren't, they are rebooting Jet Set Radio, but, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. How do we feel about like basically making a spiritual successor and nailing that art style for aesthetic? Because I think it has a good aesthetic, but it has a good aesthetic because it's trying to be Jet Set Radio, which had a that, good aesthetic. That would be fine in and of itself, mm -hmm. um, but I also just don't know that it hangs. I'm, I'm just pulling yeah. up some visual v visual aid as I go along with this. I haven't played it, but uh, I have my seen only, plenty of My only of argument it. for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, and we can cut it, I don't think it hangs either, mm -hmm. but my only argument for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is that it looks like a Dreamcast game. Right in, in a world where like you're but, either getting PS1 graphics or PS5 graphics, it looks no, like you're a Dreamcast. Right. But game. there's also another game on here very much inspired by like Dreamcast and GameCube era. Like that does it better. Art. That's uh, yeah. true. So Bomber Server Funk is out. Okay. Hmm. Who else have any of you played Chance of Sonar? No, but nope. I've I've heard of it. Alfred mm -hmm. recommended it to me. Um, I mean, I know what it looks like. Yeah, is is I want to play it. You know what? I'm same gonna do the same thing Andrew's doing because I'm gonna I'm gonna look up I'm a nice visual, I'm gonna look up some visual guides so, here. Initially, I was like, this game looks really good, uh, and the problem with Chance of Sonar is that it's the way the game is organized. You're in a tower, and the bottom level of the tower is the church, so it looks very like m like Middle East inspired. Yeah. The second level is the army, so it looks lo it looks like fucking the Empire in Star Wars. <laughs> the third level is um, 
the like the wealthy. So it looks very like Baroque Renaissance oh, inspired. Right. And then the fourth level is like the scientists. And then the fifth level is a kind of a spoiler, but it's like the creators. Okay. So you go from like seeing like Aladdin style art to like Star Wars Empire style art to like Da Vinci and like styled art and then like weird plague doctor masks and stuff like that to like people wearing VR headsets and using laser screens. This does look quite stylish, I have to admit. Yeah. Yeah, on, on the notice spoilers, is it worth saying uh, how we're organizing this and trying to uh, steer around spoilers at certain spots? Yeah, I, w- I was going to make a note of that because some categories are a little bit more spoiler-heavy than others. Like, uh, definitely, mm-hmm. you know, things yeah. like characters, moment. and I'm not trying know. to... Sp- right. spo- I'm not going to spoil any more of the story of... Fans of Sadar until we get to narrative. So right. I was going to say we're going to yeah. have to spoil it for narrative moment and character anyway, which are right. the, that, which are the three that we're doing today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But so, I, I just uh, I don't know that we we didn't have that disclaimer so far, right? So no, no, no just, you were right. Disclaimer: to If you want less spoilers, um, this is a bad day because this is all <laughs> character moment narrative and looks. Yeah. Whereas the next day is just surprising, disappointing, best and worst. So. I have um, to say, what drew me to this game was is was its aesthetic. I think it has a really good aesthetic. It looks beautiful. I would like to, I would like cool. to add it to the short list. Is what I'm pitching. Okay. I think I think huh. I, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. I uh, I gotta ask. Just looking at the this list, um, Baldur's Gate three. Obviously, I, yeah. Andrew put that on there. I want to hear the argument because okay. I don't know if I think it hangs. Because I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know. I played Divinity Original Sin two this year. Looks a lot like Divinity Original Sin two. I'm not seeing, uh, not seeing where. I don't think the budget went into the graphics, which I think is fine. I just don't. I haven't played Original Sin two. Uh, I played uh, a good amount of uh, Original Sin one, Act one. So like not yeah. even all of Act one of that first game, and a lot of that was with you actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so, and, and maybe it doesn't hang if we're only picking, you know, winner and runner up. Um, but I will say what this game does super well is, uh, one, all the information is super readable, uh, especially in a game like this, knowing where you can actually walk is a really important thing to convey to the player. Mm -hmm. There's a very good use of color. Even when you're in the underdark, it doesn't look like just, you know, gothic horror. I can't tell what anything is kind of like, uh, Maybe I'm spoiling some of my position on on what's coming up, but it doesn't look like Diablo 4 or Remnant 2, where a lot of their take on what demons are or what an underworld needs to be um, is just kind of, you know, uh, unreadable and drab and whatever, right? Um, as much as I enjoyed Remnant 1. Um, but it's like, you know, even when you're in that kind of situation where you would expect there to be no color, there's excellent use of color. Uh, it also uh, very... Um, very astutely makes good use of both the cartoony when it needs to. Um, and as well as like, you get like close-ups on characters' faces, like, you know, you're in those conversation systems. A lot of them look really great, especially like some of the stuff going on in act two, where you get to, uh, the people that are in the shadow curse and they've got like the, the, the flame up again, you know, everything lit by fire just looks so good. Even if it does tank the performance, if I'm being totally honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I, I do think the aesthetic both works from a, you know, convey what's going on on the screen, 
to uh, uh, as well as just making sure that it doesn't all just like feel boring or or overly morose or whatever. I think it nails so much of that. Um, personally, I think we'd probably get further through this list before we cut that game, but I don't think it's going to make it to the top two, so we can cut it. Um, so but I, I, let's I, leave, I do think let's it's Let's leave strong. it for now. I'm sure it'll get its due diligence elsewhere. But, I, right. Yeah. Let's leave it for now because I've been called out and I got to say, <laughs> I put Diablo 4 on here and okay. uh, transition. I, that game does have readability problems. I won't argue that, but mm-hmm. what it makes, what it uh, lacks in readability, it makes up for in being the grossest fucking game. <laughs> what about Scorn? Uh, n- okay, <laughs> maybe this year. This year, right? this come, year. On, come on, Sorry. it's just like everything's wet and squishy, and there's just like <laughs> it looks pus. like hell. there's yeah. just like pus things popping everywhere. But that's the dungeons are very demonic. Mm. The overworld is like organized around a central city, and there's like a Siberian section. There's a desert section. There's a swamp section, and then there's like mm-hmm. uh, you know. Like it, it, it has a diversity to it, and all of the stuff that they design around that diversity, I think, is really well done. Um, the, the cinematics look good. Oh yeah, we will get to the cinematics <laughs> in moment or sequence because holy fucking shit! Yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah, I believe it. Blizzard's Blizzard always, Blizzard's always been always good at that. It. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it like it. I don't know. Like it's just. It, yes, it's just demonic, but it is about the lords of hate and destruction and like <laughs> No, I I it I nails that. Agree. Yeah. And it nails like the Wait, you're talking about Diablo? Mm-hmm. No. What? Mm-hmm. What a weird name for that type of game. <laughs> yeah. Like Well Diablo it's called Diablo Four, but Diablo's dead. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. spoilers for yeah. three. Diablo's um, daughter. <laughs> no, yeah. it's um Mephisto's, Mephisto's daughter. Mephisto's daughter. Yeah. Huh. Um Lilith. The daughter of hatred. Well listen, we don't we don't know. The... And also, she's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, me... that trailer. Yeah. That trailer, when they showed her, the like, translucent foot uh-huh, uh-huh. touching the ground. Uh-huh. That was Yo. dope. I was into that, yeah. Yeah, you know you know, like uh, you know, who else is hot and has horns? My tiefling character in uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I was going to mention. Yo, dude, just, just, no, no, just Carlac, dude. Come on. Yeah. You're not even you far kidding? enough in the well, game. Carlac's not a tiefling. No, but my tiefling is. My tiefling okay. is also hot. I don't know what so, any of you so, are saying. So, tiefling and demon people. I, I do want to Ran, say, so Randy, I don't are you, think... Are you team Shadowheart? Are you team Carlac? Or are you team... Are those the two Mountain Dew flavors that just came <laughs> out? Here's, here's the thing. Here's, well, let me finish the Diablo 4 thing. Yeah. yeah. Because I, while I do love Diablo 4's aesthetic, um, mainly what I love about Diablo 4's aesthetic is that Diablo 2 is a very dark game. And Diablo 3 went very cartoony. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they were like, fuck that. that. We're going to go super dark again. I and appreciate they, that. They nailed it. That being said, if I'm going to allow one fantasy aesthetic on here... Which one of these two games has the better I, menus? I think... uh, What, better <laughs> menus? I'm going to give it to Baldur's Gate because they have no. separate <laughs> menus for controller no, and, I gone, and keyboard. Okay, I will... So, since that is since that is your your piece on Diablo Four, I would have argued farther in favor of Diablo Four, just because, like I said, I have played Divinity Original Sin Two, I played Baldur's Gate Three. I will say, yeah, but okay, okay, go ahead. The one thing I will say, you want to talk about aesthetic in that game, okay? 
talk about the character creator, okay? I'm fairly sure it's mm-hmm. impossible to not make a hot character in that goddamn game. They all <laughs> oh, look no, fucking it's possible. No, it's it's the opposite of the finals where I, everybody looks I, like a doofus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I played I played through that game twice, and my first character definitely looked like a doofus. Yeah, uh, so it, it is it is possible. Uh, let, I don't let know the how. Souls I don't know if it's get a hold of your character. Here's, here's my yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's fuel for Monster Factory like Street Fighter Six is, but oh, it's still Street like Six is. Street Fighter Six definitely has the Monster Factory. I don't think year, it's but... possible to make a hot character in Street Fighter Six. <laughs> <laughs> but, but aside from the aesthetic characters in Baldur's Gate Three, I am telling you, it looks exactly the same as Divinity Original And that's Sin fine. If I could, there, you know, if you ain't broke, don't fix it. But the problem, <laughs> the thing I'll say about Baldur's Gate versus Diablo is that environmentally, uh, my my vote is in the Diablo camp. But Diablo is an isometric game. You can zoom in. The characters don't look great, which no. is fine because you're not supposed to zoom in. It yeah. makes the gameplay harder. Baldur's Gate, where Baldur's Gate succeeds, is character design and facial animation and, like, mm. in a way that, like, very few games nail that. That's like, what I'm saying. They're hot. Which, That's it. They're hot, <laughs> sure, but they're also, like, they, the, the facial animation in that game yeah. conveys so much with so little in a game that already has fantastic writing. Yeah, I will say the environments, I think... I am not impressed by the environments. Not that they're mm, bad, it's no. just that I've seen them before, but the one place I do have to say that game succeeds is the characters do mm-hmm. look gorgeous. And I mean that in not 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 in just not in just a hot way, but I mean they look gorgeous in the All fact right. that they it, they it, the they're, they're performance captured in, in the yeah. in the they're in really the, good. in the interest of time. Yeah, I just let's move forward and we'll see if we get anything that can beat those two cuz this might all be for not. I think both of those games are going to get cut. Let's yeah. let's talk let's talk about the two games I think so wait, wait, are, are Sean, going to Sean, take what the did top you spot say? for me. Oh no, I was just going to say like the biggest thing for me with Diablo 4 was like the concept art and then Dude, like that, scene... that opening cutscene alone could win best aesthetic. Right. What? Well, so I get so it's tough because like the dude's blood went in Became a web, but yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. that's cool. Those people I, look real. I was like, it looks so good. It is. Maybe I'm just not remembering my time with Diablo Four fondly, mm-hmm. but it was definitely <laughs> like from concept art to like in game. I definitely on the first go around, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but in a game where all of those assets are being reused over and over again, it just what I remember the concept art being, and obviously the translation to in-game stuff, like it's not going to translate. But I was so hopeful because of how dark and demonic and everything, it felt like they were capturing it. But like towards the end of my time with the game, it just it started to feel like it was more Diablo 3. I, I, I can agree with that. Let's, I, Andrew was about to say something, but I'm going to cut him off and say, Hi-Fi <laughs> Rush is like a, a guaranteed, right? Yeah, over my dead body. Yeah, that's, one that's, of the that's two. That's half of what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay. So what's your other game? Yeah, uh, Street Fighter Six. Okay. I actually was so, kind of so shocked that that was on here, and I knew that someone would have to argue for it. Really? Because, Street Fighter Six. I, yeah. oh I think we can cut this off at the pass. And I think that we can say that... Well, wait. If we're going to get into, like, locks or locking, is... Is there anything anybody wants to add at last minute? Like, it's like, you know, Liza P isn't on here. Uh, yeah, that was true. The, the NASA was, punk game. Uh, I was going to suggest that. <laughs> Starfield, no, Starfield No, Starfield does not win best aesthetic. I'm no, sorry. I know. Just I just wanted to say the word NASA punk. So, yeah, the NASA punk. <laughs> as much as I, so I enjoyed Liza P, I will just say. I know it's not on here, but uh, it looks it looks good, but the level design, I've seen better in... in... From soft games? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Uh, it it does not the the level. It's, it's an imitation, but it's not a cheap imitation. Yes, correct. Okay, but that, uh, that's kind of what I said on our our, our um, game awards episodes we did. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's like the it's one. It's fun thing, seeing their interpretations of those characters. Yeah, the yes. fr- from software, with the exception of Dark Souls Two, which had a lot of very wonky level design. The level design is outstanding in most from oh in from God. software games. Please go back and listen to last year's talk about Elden Ring's <laughs> level design because uh, it is Elden, immaculate. And Elden Ring like wowed me with yeah. its level design. Mm-hmm. There were some places where I was stunned. Uh, 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 there were a lot of places I yes. was stunned. Uh, um, yes. Each mm. new place you go to you think is better than the last. But right. we're not talking about Elden Ring. We'll so there's, about, so there's let's, a lot uh, here. I'm, no, what I was going to say is I'm going to work around the stuff that I think, because I, I can see right here. Mine, I mean, we could just. five. Yeah. Well, Alan Wake, we haven't talked about either. Yet, we but. haven't talked about Alan Wake. I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about System Shock because Andrew added that, and then I want to talk about Cocoon. Okay. Um, because I think those two personally, and I added Cocoon, but I don't think they hang with the rest of the stuff probably, we haven't no, talked probably about. Probably not. I mean, I also need you to re- refresh my memory on Have a Nice Death. I... Oh, right, and Have a Nice Death. Have Look up... Uh, so if you're going to look up pictures of Have a Nice Death, you have to look up. You can keep it muted, but you have to look up a video of Have a Nice Death because it's the that is some of the best 2D animation I think I've ever seen in a 2D game. It looks better than most cartoons. Mm. It, it is insane. And the, the, the creature design for it, it's, it's a Dead Cells. It's a yeah. Metroidvania, but not really. It's a roguelike. It's funny because everybody was like really paying attention to this game and then it kind of... The problems with yeah, this looks like a a, like a late era Cartoon Network kind of yeah, Yeah, it's a lot like Billy and Mandy. uh, Yes, yeah, yeah, but a little bit more, um, a little bit more detail. Did it go early access? It left early access this year. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it had an early access. Had an early access last year. I think that's kind of what's cooled everybody's jets when you're not Hades. It also it has (laughs) a lot. It has a lot of gameplay problems uh, in terms of like. Making a roguelike like a Dead Cells and having like build variety, it's not very good. You find right. like one or two weapons that looks, are just leaks and bounds butter. It looks better than Hollow Knight. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, but um, I'm looking at what's left, and if we're going, there's a there's another game on this list that if you're capturing cartoons, mm-hmm. I think does a better job. Uh, so we can cut. Have a nice death. Okay. Uh, uh, so where did you want to go next, Austin? System Shock? System Shock. I want you to talk about System Shock. Yeah, it probably won't hang, uh, but I do want to call out that, uh, that game does something I've never seen before, which is, it is a fully 3D game, it is not voxels or anything, but it conveys the very pixely look that the original System Shock had. Mm -hmm. I kind of don't know how they did it, you know? Like, it's somehow somebody was like, no, what if it still looked like the way it looked when you got up close to a low res sprite in the old system shock? Um, but it does that with like high detail uh, I can assets. Think of, I can think of a couple other games that I was going to say, that, like a short hike does that uh, uh, a short a short hike is very PS1 aesthetic, right? Like this is like. Very specifically, like if you think specifically back to how, like that, that era of PC. Yeah. Like, you know how, okay. Yeah, well, like, Doom is a 3D level with 2D assets, right? Right. Um, And System Shock is very much the same way. And System Shock was also of the era where they didn't really know how to look up and down yet. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But but they still, like, you know, it was still much like Dark Forces. Like, yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, Yeah. Have you played Proteus? 
Uh, a Pro- little bit. Proteus, I know where you're going. I, is I the know where you're Because I was going to say, like, I've I'm here for that. I'm here yeah, yeah. for that whole aesthetic. Because yeah. I, like, that yeah. stuff is like eye candy for me. It's Proteus like, and, I get it. and Ultra Kill. Yeah. The games where the the, the uh, sliders on the menu start at the highest and you can only go lower <laughs> resolution. Yeah. That's my jam. <laughs> So, it's it's interesting how they each have different takes on but, on that. Well, ultra, idea. Ultra, that as well. ultra kill specifically is very like we're making a PS one shooter because you there's a t- toggle box to ch- to toggle the texture swimming from the PS one in that game, which is yeah, amazing. it's like it um it, it it isn't trying to fake the illusion of being two D, but it is still trying to evoke mm-hmm. that right mid nineties look, and well, and it is a really interesting look. It probably doesn't hang, honestly. Matt, uh, you played since, it. I did, yeah. I did. And I will say this. Uh, one, um, I admire the art direction. I think I know exactly, understand exactly what Andrew is saying. Mm-hmm. I admire the art direction. Uh, I also give them very big props for um, modernizing it in a way that's not just converting it all into 3D. And, like, you know, they, they did as much as possible for, to preserve a lot of the original, um, yeah. you know, features and, and whatnot. And, yeah. and the thing that I would say, and the thing that I would, you know, I think that completely eliminated it off this list. Um, it is so difficult to tell sometimes what is important and interactable in those levels simply because of, they go from, a lot of stuff goes from being textures to just like, it, like the environments just look you get lost in just the textures in that game a lot. Okay, like a lot of stuff looks interactable, but isn't. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. so there will be. Stuff I notice. The- I watch you play it for like ten minutes, and I notice that there's yeah. so much stuff on the wall that looks like it should be important, and interactable, and you're like, no, this is just set decoration. They got to give it the little Resident Evil shine. And it, so, <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, yes, it is insane because it's like your eyes as a gamer are drawn to things that stick out. And there are walls in that game with, like, machines and stuff on that. And you're like, this is surely something, right? It's like, no, it's just set decoration. It's all over the game. And it's in the entire game. Um, Sometimes it's just difficult to see what is a wall and what is a door and where is a switch. I remember there was one particular level where it's like... I'll I'll say real quick before you go too far is that I did not finish this game. Uh, And maybe that'll come up in another category depending on how much we value brevity. But but I'll say early on in the game you interact with more things than you don't interact with, but I also get your criticism of, like, I don't get where the interactive right. part, part yeah. of this door we, is. Uh, yeah. And to be yeah, fair, yeah. I just want to say, I did enjoy myself in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're but talking is, aesthetic. Yes. And yeah. I, it's yeah, like, yeah. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. seem like I'm, I'm, like, trying to trash that game. No, I, it's, I it's am a, It's a very, yeah, it's a very neat look. <laughs> it is. Uh, yes, it is. I agree. Yeah. I, I want to ask Cocoon, because I could personally take or leave the I was, aesthetic, I was just about yeah. to say that. I do, yeah, like, I, I think that game excels bug. elsewhere. Yeah, bug. <laughs> Little mobs. Um, I do like how everything is, like, bug-themed. Yeah, and yeah. I, and yeah. I do like... And I, the instant warping to worlds within worlds so is, cool. is, is so it impressive. It does a lot of yeah. really neat stuff, but no, it doesn't hang with... Now, let's... We have remaining... I say we cut uh, Baldur's Gate and Diablo. Wow. Okay. Because no, I look, think if, what I think what's yeah. left is all better. Yeah. Interesting. Supp- okay. I am surprised at Diablo Four, but I will also say my judgment of those graphics are literally well, that opening cutscene. I think it's beautiful, but we want to the- give these games their props, but we already know 
one of the games that's going to be at the top. Uh, you, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is a completely unbiased judgment here in this studio. Is, there, is well, everyone say, unanimous on number will, one in this category? I'm just curious. It's possible. Well, we'll get there. Me and Randy are uh, yeah. probably, but um, so my number two is a bit of a left field one, though. I don't think that's that. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I'm cutting Diablo. <laughs> we'll leave Baldur's Gate until. Um, a little later. Let's talk. Look, as, as long as Diablo 4 went first, we can cut Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, I, we made I a lot of me, those type of uh, compromises. <laughs> so yeah. me, me personally, though, I would take Baldur's Gate over Atomic Heart, but, you know, you, it's each so, time. Let's talk about Atomic <laughs> yeah. Heart. Okay. I was about to say. Because uh, it's the one thing that game does right. As a communist, I appreciate <laughs> uh, an alternate history where the commies won. Yeah, the, 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 the retro future of yeah. it all is fantastic. I, I mean, people said that it's it's Bioshock like, but I think it crafts its own identity. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it's in, it's uh, it's who, who would have known that this alternative <laughs> universe would have been so pretty and <laughs> and, and so horny. Yeah, uh, yeah. So sexy horny. robots and the, like old. My cars. argument, yeah. my argument is, and I don't know if it has a chance of winning either categories. My argument against Atomic Heart is that we didn't, none of us made it all the way through because of the rest <laughs> yeah. of the game. Yeah. I did. Did you really? Did you? Yes, you I did. Right. Okay, wow. okay, never mind then. Damn. But, um, but also, it will get its discussion in moment or sequence because there's a couple. It, no, you're right. It will. Yeah. Because that intro... Oh, oh, it's fan! It's, oh, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah, it's it really it uh, sets you up for checks that can't cash. Yes, <laughs> it certainly uh, does. Because <laughs> it's also so similar to um uh like Half Life One, like it just establishing yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. you know, the tone of your world and oh yeah, yeah. No, that's the, uh, the only uh, problem is that Half Life One carries that tone through the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. It's more consistent. Yeah. yeah, listen, dude, that is a that is a game that defines the. Uh, rule of uh all style no substance because uh that is yep. like yeah. god damn yep. it's like i was so heartbroken oh i was that was like Heart. a, one of my most anticipated games i'm just like year. i'm was, so pumped i'm so pumped to play that game and I, I get to the first like you know you get to the bunker um it's kind of when the the action starts and it starts tutorializing like combat and stuff like that and i'm like okay i'm gonna do this this is like the tutorial we'll bunker. definitely get to where this the cliff happens but yeah I, okay yeah, I, the, yeah. the one thing i did the last thing i just want to add to aesthetic and then and i i, I don't want to let it go but i understand if, go, uh, we can leave it but is it is the uh the best um picking things up in a game i've ever seen mm-hmm. the object like just yeah. S- sucking open all these drawers and yeah, everything. Uh, paper the fly gl- everywhere. The, the glove with the weird tentacles yeah, coming yes, out of yeah. it is great. Yeah, it's like uh, it, I've. It's never been more fun to do that. I thought, uh, Matt. <laughs> I, I thought you were coming up for like a nickname for me or like a nickname for the thing, the games I like to play. All style, uh, all style, no substance. I like <laughs> style guy. I, I like I. Yeah, that I, phrase does have problems of them because it's like when you apply that to movies, it's like, well, that's just called filmmaking. Yeah. But yeah. at the same I, time, I, I, this game almost has too much. Mecha- well, we'll get into. Yeah, it. yeah, no, well, but let's, I, uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, so we'll leave Atomic Car for now. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to. Did we eliminate Pizza Tower? We didn't. I was just about <laughs> to say, let's move on to Pizza Tower. Yeah, I was because I was, when I said. When I said earlier that there's a game that captures being a cartoon better than oh, having a nice yeah. yes. it's it's uh, the artwork is like if Ren and uh, Ren and Stimpy was drawn in MS Paint. <laughs> it yeah, gives, it's like, chaotic. Play, and playing that game gives me a headache, uh, and I don't like it. But I think that that's to it's the a, game's credit. It's what hilarious. It, I think yeah, I just, it's a celebration of it. Maybe somebody said this, or I, uh, uh, the way I described it to my wife was. 
Oh, it's you know, it's like Wario Land games on acid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it Nintendo is. wasn't making anymore, so they it's took like it to it, the next it, level. Yeah, it's definitely melty face vibes from the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, it's it's like it's like angry Rocco's Modern Life, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's it's yeah. almost like in anxiety inducing too. Like it's yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that gets cut yet. That's yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, fine. all right. Oh, yeah. No other game I, has a reaction cam in the corner that no. shows your character. Your character is literally <laughs> so. Now yeah. let's so talk. Good. Let's talk about I think one that might split the room a little bit. Oh, which is Street Fighter Six. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time have, have some of you other plebs. Uh, how much time have you spent looking at that muscle deformation oh. tech? Because oh my god, it's so <laughs> good. Oh oh I, oh, I watched a trailer for it on YouTube. That gives me an opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I have no idea. Street, I, I saw you guys. Street Fighter Six is in a unique position because Street Fighter Two established how those characters look. Fuck one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> three is one of the best animated 2D games ever yes. made. Four is all the ink all stuff. style with the ink stuff. And, and stuff. this is where they went backwards because five, five, yeah, and they, five was boring. Yeah, and I I didn't hate the uh, aesthetic of five, but it, it was just very simple. It was unremarkable. And then six was like, it's like no, gra- we're bringing that back. It's, it's like really like graffiti and graffiti yeah, yeah. inspired, and just like the the animations on all those moves, the character yeah. designs, the new character designs on mm-hmm. old characters, mm-hmm. and the new character designs for new characters. Like, yeah, uh, it's just it's um yeah, it it definitely felt like to me like four with like a modern twist with the graffiti to, mm-hmm. to more yeah, type it's almost like street this is what art. Five shows. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. It definitely like. feels like the the natural, uh, you know, uh, next step or next progression. That's the only issue that I mm-hmm. personally have with the aesthetic. It feels like after five. That's why four. I thought it would be splitting the room because it is Street job. Fighter, right? But they do look fucking ridiculous. But it looks, so, it's got so much attitude. Yeah. In, Going, in, a, oh, yeah. A, in, a little beyond just the look of it, too, is that the music complements the visuals, too, and that, like, the hip hop vibe that they're going for, right? Yes. Uh, I still have I, that, I, I still have that character selection menu. Uh, music stuck yeah. in my head. Yeah, Dan Dan Bittner will will sing that. Uh, he, yeah, does. He, he will. Yeah, he, he will do that when we're sitting at the character select screen when we're going through the load screen. Uh, no doubt it will be a big hit at Combo Breaker yeah. uh, this year. Um, uh, but yeah, I I mean like yeah, it it is. I mean like look, okay, Brandy, if you want to bring up menus, the menus in this game aren't great. Nope. Uh, but oh, I've seen uh, them. I mean, we played it for the night. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the look and, and sound, uh, I think, for the most part, they, they to me, Dan things. and Andrew trying to figure out how to play against each other that one time through digging through all of those menus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and even then, yo, Austin, even then they changed like where one of those things shows up in the menu since then. Yep. I, I don't know that it got better. It was just different. oh, cool. It's like when they update an <laughs> app and you have to play a scavenger hunt to see where. Yeah, yeah a, little bit, a little bit. A little bit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. if it's splitting the room, then I guess it's not number two. Then right? If if I was gonna say I was I'm gonna an say, a, but I do yeah, like it. How do you guys feel? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nay on it just because uh, I don't know. Um, John, you're the split. You're split. No, I, I I you're like Kevin Costner in that one movie. Swing vote. <laughs> I. <laughs> I kind of so I said pretty much all that I really wanted to say. I didn't have a lot of FaceTime with the game, but I did like I, you know, did see what they were going for, and like like I said, 
You know, it kind of feels like a natural progression from four. We've definitely gotten to the cuts where it's like it is an honor yeah. to be nominated. If, I, like, it's not going to feel good. I'm going to say we cut Street Fighter Six. Okay. And I'm going to say in the same vein, I am totally okay at this point letting Chance of Sinar go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was actually kind of considering right. that. So, because mm-hmm. I was on like, I was kind of on the fence about a few different games. Mm-hmm. But, okay, if we're going. I'm trying to d- determine like what my basis for this is because there's a lot of games on here that have outstanding graphics and good good art direction, but I have to say, looking at Chance of Sonar, it's like that is actual art direction. That is aesthetic, not just technical achievement in graphics and and yeah. Whatnot. The one thing I'll say for Chance of Sonar is that the way it deals with language is through characters, like a Chinese, like Chinese or Korean Japanese characters. And like every word, technically English also has characters. That, you know, letters, right? But, but it's not like an alphabet. Yeah, like the way the way Chinese is organized is like they have characters, they have shapes for vowels and consonants, and then they organize those into those characters. That's, you know what I mean? That's impressive that you. Know, I did not yeah. know that. And so, like the way Chance of Sonar will literally do it is like, uh, here's the icon for death. Okay, and yeah. now this box with three sides means building. We put the character for death inside the box with three sides. That yeah. means graveyard because it's like building. That is really, that is really cool. Death. Like it a is. lot of the designs of the language, like there's one part towards the end, spoilers a little bit, you, ha- you get to the scientist thing and you have to learn how their number system works and how their number system works is they have a symbol for each number one through nine. Yeah. A line means zero. And then they have a symbol for each number one through nine. Yeah. And then this corner means the ones digit. This yeah. corner means the tens digit. Hundreds, thousands. You know, I got okay. I just want to point out, um, weren't you all the fuckers that hated uh uh what tunic? do you call it yes. tunic? Yes, yeah. No, but no, I, like, hey, I I liked tunic up to uh, in fact I love tunic up to a point. The game turned saying, on this me. part yeah. of tunic was not why I hated. it. <laughs> oh, you know, what? okay, fair. Yeah, I was gonna same. say to be fair, it was the it was the game the gameplay the. Uh, yes. You know what yeah. I? You know what? To be fair, my favorite part of the, Tunic was the transit. manual thing yes, was the manual. awesome. Oh, yeah, that was the manual great. thing was the best part. It was yeah. just the it was the game the didn't game want me play. to play. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't I? But why didn't I become uh, a cryptologist for like the NSA or some bullshit? Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I should have. That's what I should have done. Crack that last zodiac. Uh, lack, uh, crack that last zodiac letter for us. Yeah, <laughs> I ruined my joke. I. You know what? I actually I decrypted. And I'm just like guys. This is a shopping list. It says <laughs> eggs. <laughs> <milk>. <laughs> he had his own fucking. Yeah, he had his own language. Yeah. Hey so, Matt, have you have you played that game or no? No, but I have had it recommended to me by a few people now because I did crack the uh, the tunic uh, the tunic yeah. runic. Uh, well, so I, I've heard people recommend it to those like you and I who enjoyed Golden Idol. Yep, I also enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. okay, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, there is one title we haven't talked about. At all. You're right. We have not. There, just are, there are two. Well, oh. one that I was going to say Alan Wake Two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which because all right, we kind of did discuss hyperbrush. No, we should. I mean, we should get into hyperbrush. We'll further, get into but it more. It, yeah. it, it feels less controversial, but um, I mean, it's remedy games, so we already know that the art direction is is going to be on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mentioned this in the uh the the the, the game VGA Wars. episodes yeah. about the uh the mixed media it does with FMV, yep. you know, is awesome. I mean, it it looks fantastic, like the presentation of it and the uh the the the, the lighting and. They still do the thing where it goes boom, and there's like the the, the, the text on screen yeah. thing, I, I, and I really enjoy the uh, the place setting for when you 
are doing going to the places to investigate and you're getting different scenarios for different areas. Yeah. And how those like setting those completely changes the environment uh-huh. based on how yeah, it ties no, into the story. I thought because it's funny initially I mean I have a lot of qualms with this game but I yeah. will that I will I will get into in a, in a not, uh, different category but the um the the forest I like I didn't find that very like visually compelling. Right. Uh, you do eventually get to the town the very right. like twin peaksy Area, but once you start playing, um, once it goes from Saga to Alan Wake stuff, and yeah. you're in the the TV station in the city, yep, and like, and it's raining, and it, it looks all yeah. filmoir, and then when you find, you know, the the lamp and everything, and you're rewriting the stuff, and so yes. I was like, I was like, okay, this is so much more like. So yeah. funnily like, enough, uh, that is I just cinematic, booted, and I just booted up my my PS2, uh, PS5 again, and uh, we had left, uh, we had left Alan Wake on pause. And yeah. that is where it was paused, and I unpaused it, and it was in the city, and it was raining, and I'm like, I'll just, I'll summarize my thoughts on the, that game in just one sentence. It's goddamn beautiful. It yeah. looks so yeah, it good. Is. Yeah. It looks so fantastic. And, and at least for me, on PS5, runs really oh, well. Runs great. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, I got that and you want to talk about sound being a part of aesthetic, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's got binaural audio, yeah. which is incredible, uh, and it's got some Reed. killer Wake. fucking music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Wake. <laughs> Wake. Yep. It's just everywhere. All, yeah. 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 I like when, even when you're, you're, you're like, trudging through areas and all the spirits, yeah, or yep. all, like, are, you know, wafting around you. Um, That'd be a tough one for me to let go, personally. Um, And it's funny, because I, I initially was... I'm, I was probably going about the hardest uh, for uh, of us with Atomic Heart, just because I'm very personally into like that. But um, but I would let that go for this. I was gonna say I think and, we and can obviously cut. hi-fi and go nowhere. So I think we can cut um, Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart. Okay. okay. Uh, Those yeah. Chrome ladies, though. They got curves. They got those. Those <laughs> ladies are chrome. They got shiny A-F. curves. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Mm-hmm. Yo, so chrome. Mm-hmm. S- step on me, chrome lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm fairly sure one of them does at some point. Yes. And having been the only one that made it through <laughs> that uh, that challenging uh, 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 ordeal, it that there's just. Like you were saying, Randy, like the the animations for like opening yeah. drawers and, it's, and stuff. Oh, so, it's and, like, and when you're outside, it's like colorful. Like it yeah. doesn't look like Metro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a very dreary uh, future. I mean, yeah. it, it's very. Uh, what do you call that? The Granny's house. Like, <laughs> I just. Been, it seems like a utopia, but only like in. You it know, is funny. Like, like on the surface, it's like. I'm sure normal, it's and then right. underground, it's like uh, you yes, know, there's hellish. some juxtaposition there. Right? And yeah. I, I mean, it's I, very, I it's very Columbia, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. an infinite when you yep. get out onto Columbia, and you're like, oh my god, and then you yeah. go like into the staff quarters Lovely. and yeah. like the colored yeah. bathrooms, and you're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> then it, the veneer yeah. starts to wear thin. Yeah. It's very hyperchromatic. Uh, yeah. So now, now I'm making up, but it's fine. Uh, I do. I will say as last word for uh, uh, Atomic Heart. We've done retrofuturism, Soviet retrofuturism. That's what I want yeah. to see. It's yeah. like it's, it's, <laughs> it, it hasn't been done before. At least not yeah. what I've seen. Who knows? Maybe this. Maybe Russia has. But you don't associate that, that architecture with like progression and like you know yeah. like a yeah. Listen, <laughs> totalitarian regimes are like really good at art. <laughs> they yeah. are. You ever look at Nazi propaganda? The, the best uniforms. Oh my god, you're yeah. right. It yeah. Rips. <laughs> Oh my god! No, there's, a, there's a subreddit that I follow. The reason why the empire looks cooler than the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, there's fair. a there's a subreddit that I follow <laughs> that's just money. propaganda. <laughs> yeah. I showed it to you yes, and Chris one yeah, night. Yeah. It's just propaganda. 
but it's like sick. I want posters of all of it. If people yeah. didn't wouldn't think I was a neo Nazi, you just have to have like at the same time. You just have to have like black curtains that you can t- like rip a cord from your doorway and it just covers your wall. And, just, and, it just, and there's like still, a Norman still Rockwell sends the wrong message if anyone ever finds it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was one on that that subreddit was. Uh, it's just like no one will go out with him. He wants to be a Nazi, and it's just like this this dude just like on the couch. He feels all bad for himself. It's yeah. like what a what a great way. Yeah. Hit him really where it hurts. Their yeah. dating life. Yeah. yeah, you know, no one wants to date you if you're a Nazi, bro. So I want to say a short piece on Hot Fire Rush, and then I was gonna say after that, can we do a uh, uh, room check? Yeah, we got five left. Correct. Yeah. Um. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, we have five left. Okay. So it's understated how absolutely gorgeous the animation is in um in Hi Fi Rush. I I know I compared it on the on, again on the VG episode to uh the spider like the the recent Spider Verse movies with the differing frame rates and like it's just very uh the world design the character design. yes I mean the uh, the bouncing backgrounds and environments mm-hmm. that bop yep. to the tunes and, like and listen if we're gonna put sound in with aesthetic. Oh yeah, nobody it's tops. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A it it, uh, There's a reason why it keeps. There's a reason why it won sound design. Yeah, but uh, uh, man, but yeah, uh, it's. I like I said, I I can't. Uh, even just the the opening intro alone will just like yeah. hook you on it. It's truly like you can tell, it's a labor of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's a love and for this medium and done by a developer this. not at all known for this. Like no. type of thing, <laughs> like totally. No, word on the street is they are they are getting uh, properly rewarded for making that game, though. Awesome! So. Wow, really? that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's pretty good considering good I think uh, every other game Bethesda has published uh, since then and and before that was have not been good from what I recall. You know, this is not that, actually that's, that's a much longer discussion. <laughs> that is a yeah. longer discussion, well, but is, it's like this is Tango. Yeah. So the these, evil are the, these are the people that made the Evil Within and Ghostwire Tokyo. Which oh, they are owned by Bethesda and the but, who is owned by Microsoft. Who is owned by Microsoft. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but it, you know what? You're right. There's a longer discussion, but it's like Bethesda. They need wins right now, and guess what? Hi-Fi Rush did them all the favors they needed. Do I mean, bad, fucking do Microsoft needs wins and Hi-Fi Actually, Rush. Actually, you're right. Yeah, they do, they, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's no. true. Poor Microsoft just can't catch a yeah, break. Yeah, poor Microsoft yeah. with all their money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, uh, uh, should we, uh, vibe check, vibe, vibe check? check. You want to do around the room? Uh, yeah. And everybody pick a top two. Two. Well, well so, yeah. Say your. Yeah. Well, say your winner. Say your runners up. That'll give us some math. Well, so we up. we left uh, Atomic Heart for uh, like you know to talk about other things. Yeah. And I th- feel like we were ready to get rid of Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Andrew. How do you feel about cutting Baldur's Gate from the top five? If if I'm the only one really in its corner, uh, look, especially since Diablo Four is already gone and Atomic Heart is already gone, and I yeah. thought that one was even closer. Uh, I I would say Baldur's Gate Three is okay to go right, now. So it is. Now it we is have that should make it easier. Yeah. Done. Done. It's it's biggest fight uh, is against those two games. So <laughs> yeah, I I think ready. I think Baldur's Gate um, deserves a lot of recognition. I feel like other games deserve. In this particular category, other dessert games deserve it. That's more. that's that's part of the reason why I love the way that we kind of do this is because mm-hmm. it's like it, it the way that we're sunsetting things is mm-hmm. like you know it's just it matters like, when it, you get cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, we got four now. And who so wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. 
I'll go first, and we'll go Pick counterclockwise. Two. So you're last. In the order that All you right. want them. And Andrew, just so you know, you're next. <laughs> the laptop oh, is in wait, between I... me and Matt. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew, counterclockwise. <laughs> you're the head of the star. Um, I am going to say... <sighs> Hi-Fi Rush is my winner, uh, and... Yeah, Chance of Sonar is my runner-up. Oh. oh, we kept chances in R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Hi-Fi Rush Pizza Tower. Okay. <laughs> I thought we cut Pizza Tower. No. Nope. We we did not. Okay. No. That is that was in my mind that was easy top five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Wait. 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 Did we actually say what the top five are? Uh, okay, yeah, the four left are Hi-Fi Rush, Alan Wake, Two Chance of Sonar, and Pizza Tower. Oh, we cut Remnant Two, huh? Yes, we cut Remnant yep. Two a while oh, ago. Right. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I was wondering why we weren't talking about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where you at? Um. I'm going to go against the grain here. Uh, you know what? Now, because I kind of... So, if I were going for... Since Remnant 2 is cut, if I was going for outstanding achievement, like technical achievement, I would have yeah. gone for Remnant 2 and Alan Wake 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to stay consistent, I think Alan Wake 2 definitely deserves uh, a shout-out. Both of those games deserve a shout-out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to stay consistent with my logic. I think for aesthetic... And art direction, it would have to be, you know, I'm going to go Chance of Sonar as my okay. primary and High Fire Rush then. Because those are, okay. because those distinguish oh, yeah. themselves with their actual art direction. Oh, like, yeah. I kind of wish and we were the, doing an the, outstanding achievement for graphics, because I think Alan Wake 2 and Remnant 2. Let me 2. shout it out right now. Yeah. Alan okay. Wake 2. Okay, you know what? Uh, I am creating, nominating, and choosing now the ninth Alan award. Wake 2 Alan Wake 2 and Remnant Goes 2. Goes to Sam Lake's face. Yeah, Sam Lake's face. I think that game, <laughs> those, both those games are beautiful. And it's a shame. I kind of wish we had that award now, but... You just made it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with your choices. Chance of Sonar is my winner. I'm going to go with High Five Rush uh, as, as, my, runner up. as my runner-up. Okay. Sean. Yeah, I'm going to go High Five Rush. Uh, I'm also torn between Chance of Sonar and Pizza Tower. Because so much of, like I was saying, <laughs> so much of their aesthetic is their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, nothing like uh, that acidy uh, brain melt. Yeah. Like you're the cheese go with on. Spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> I can't not go with Pupino okay, spaghetti. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Dude. Pizza Tower is my runner up. That's what you get for snorting. That's what you get for snorting the uh, Romana cheese. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Hi Fi Rush is my number one. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the like when we were talking earlier about character designs, just how like charming and how lively that city looked. At the, like, but um, my number two is actually going to be Alan Wake. I knew too. It. So I we've made no progress. <laughs> I like. Here's the thing. I like the contrast of having like something really yeah cartoonish and colorful, and then like, like, this horror. You know, like All right. So if they're <laughs> ready, if there yeah. was another category, uh. Uh, best graphics or, or best technical This achievement. isn't 1998 anymore. They no, don't no, do but, best graphics. But the thing that Alan Wake does so well is not just looking good. Yeah. Its aesthetic is also very good. Like, yeah. its direction is also... Yeah. Its art direction is also very good. That whole scene with, with the, 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 the song. Yeah. Well, that that's, whole, yeah. That's, that whole thing... <laughs> that will come back. is so <laughs> that's, that's a vibe, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying, so Andrew? If, yeah, well, if I'm hearing this right, Hi-Fi Rush is a lock for number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what and then did I hear two votes for Alan Wake 2 and then one wishy-washy Chance of Sonar or Pizza Tower? 
and then one vote for Chance of Sonar and Pizza Tower. I think which would mean that Alan Wake Two is our number two. No, you voted for Pizza or no, Chance of Sonar. I right? did vote for Chance of Sonar. Yeah. Matt said right, Chance so of Sonar for one. I said Chance of Sonar for runner up. We got two Pizza Towers from you and mm. Sean. And then we got, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with Pizza Tower. But, and then we got an right, well, Alan we got an Alan Wake. So it seems how like about, yeah. How about we lock Hi Fi Rush and then go around for a vote for number two? Okay, that seems. I think reasonable. we well well okay. We kind of already did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got we got no bias in this category. Randy's the alone vote for Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah and everybody said Hi Fi Rush. Yeah. yeah, so it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And then we got one vote for Alan Wake. You, Andrew, and Sean said Pizza Tower. Me and Matt said Chance of Sonar. So, so it seems I'm, like Alan okay. Wake's cut, and then we have Chance of Sonar versus Pizza Tower. <laughs> okay. oh, I, 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 yeah, mis- yeah. I, I like miscounted. Put, my bad. I would like to yeah. put Randy in the hot seat and make him solely responsible for. He's going to pick up. Pizza Tower. I am going to pick Pizza Tower. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, what, that's what I was going to say. If we flip it and cut Alan Wake right now and say, Randy, you got to choose between the two. Yeah. He's going to pick Pizza Tower. Uh, you know tower. what? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not unhappy with Pizza Tower. I'm not it, either. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. picking between Chances and R and Pizza Tower. I do yeah. like, runner up. So. I do think. Uh, you know what? And I, I'll, I, I can defer to Pizza Tower because one, it does have a very great looking art direction and two i did not play chance of sonar i looked at screenshots same. so same no, I'm, but i, yeah. I put chance of sonar on crazy. here yeah and i am totally okay with pizza tower being the runner-up I okay think pizza tower is a deserving so, thing but do but definitely uh shout like uh shout out to everything we mentioned yeah but, yeah yeah that top yeah. five when we break down the Gatorade. top five that's when it gets hard that's, yeah that's when you know it's like these are our winners <laughs> i know i hate the fact i hate the fact that you guys do the uh the only the 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 first and second place because hey that's I more just, generous than yeah uh, to be fair no you're right <laughs> but the reason is a lot of times on these lists a there, lot there's of, a top three there's a top three and like we're forced podium. to pick and we're forced to pick a top two mm-hmm. and I just like and it's like that's where the fun yeah no bronze <laughs> medals in here <laughs> yeah Fucker. I fucking hate you guys silver and gold silver and gold and there you have it um hi-fi rush as the best aesthetic of the year and uh, with pizza tower. Um, I was trying to come up with a pizza pun and uh, tour de pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. the company. Pizza yeah, I think Tower that's the as the topping on this award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't do it off the cuff. Uh, um, put some nice pepinos on it. <laughs> yeah, it's really a nice g- appetizer. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Really, really takes the dough this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, best narrative. Uh, what did we feel featured the highest? Uh, quality of writing, lore, world building, dialogue, drama, humor, characters, the whole shebang. Also, as Andrew pointed out before, watch out for spoilers. There will likely be many uh, in this. So, um, yep. And we'll try to put time codes in for you to skip ahead if you want to yes, avoid there will that. Yes, yeah. there will be time codes. I mean, you're already listening, but yeah. there will be time codes in the description for the next category if you want to skip ahead, but that'll also probably have spoilers for best character. Yeah. Oh man, this is a short list and it got shorter since the last time I looked at it. What has been selected is Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, uh, Chance of Sonar, Boulder's Gate 3, Hi-Fi Rush, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals, Alan Wake 2, Like a Dragon, Ishin, and uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Hmm. Not yep. to be confused with uh, Mortal Kombat... 1990 from 1990 <laughs> uh, or Mortal Kombat 2011. My, I, I yeah, guess yes, I'll, I'll right. start because mm-hmm. mine was like last spur of the moment, last last kind of. Uh, you gonna start with like a dragon? Yeah. Um, okay. I find this was like my first proper Yakuza game, which is you know not 
common since the these games. Moment. Yeah, you didn't play. Uh, no oh, zero. Oh, I right. played none of the any of these, but I with this game, which I think didn't review terribly well for mm-hmm. like a, a Yakuza game. Um, these games are all narrative. Yeah, you know what I mean. This takes it all the way back. So uh, I just wanted to say, like, I get it now. Yeah, you know, I'm like kind of a That's Yakuza exactly fan. How I felt mm-hmm. when I played like a dragon. Uh, or Yakuza like a dragon. Yeah. Yakuza 7. So it's like, I I, I totally understand mm-hmm. the whole mythos and the, the cult following and all that. Um, I, I recall at the end, of, and the reason that I brought this up is the how impactful the ending was and how, like, uh, emotional it made me. I mean, you can feel free to spoil it. Uh, yeah, so we, I, we it all culminates warning. in, like, the entire game is, you know, uh, you meet this guy who's, like, your brother. But he's mm-hmm. like not by blood. You were both taken in by the same guy, and mm-hmm. then that guy gets killed at a meeting, and then you get separated from him, and then basically it all culminates to him being the guy who's like imitating you, and then you have to like fight to the death or whatever. Uh, but then this like emperor guy shows up, and he's like talking about how he's gonna hand over Japan to the British, and what that means, uh, and the fact that they've been fighting each other to like keep the idea of what Japan is or like, you know, cause everybody's from a different area and all these areas get bad raps. And or this whatever. is, this is like late 1800s Japan, correct? Yes. Like right when, right around where the, the, the like uh, guns. I, say, I remember they're getting like, guns. Like the, and the, the, end, the, the end of samurai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the gun killed the samurai <laughs> and it's just, uh, you're, and then, it's not right away. Like at first the way you and this guy split up is like, you know, you don't agree on how to honor this guy's passing and how to go about getting revenge or whether or not to get revenge versus, you know, uh, honoring his memory or whatever Mm -hmm. and upholding, uh, like, um, the morals of like what his existence meant, existence meant. But, like I said, like it all culminates in this cutscene at the end where it's like these guys have been like basically trying to kill each other the entire game, and and then they're they're kind of binded by their belief of like what what being Japanese is and how this emperor is trying to like pawn it off and like give it to the British or whatever. So then they like they're like fuck all that, we're Japanese, and then he's like they they kill the emperor guy. Mm. But no, do you want do you want to keep it? It's or, so, no, no, no. I'm okay. fine with cutting it. But when I looked at the category and I realized what I'd played this year and what wasn't on here, I was like, it's only it's only special to me. But those games are so narrative driven. Mm-hmm. It, that's I mean that's all they really are. But it's like such a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean, let me but let me uh, preemptively now. before before we cut this one. Mm-hmm. Are you cutting it because you're the only one who played it, or are you cutting it because you don't think the narrative will hang with other games on this list? I, I don't. Yeah. Because I, I, it's fine if you're the only one that played it. No, no, no. I'm so, what I'm saying, the, uh, so. I'm the only one I think it was. I think it was just <laughs> that it was, like, super special to me. Like, I think the, the, like, this company and these guys have been churning these games out for years. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe think that it's so impactful because this was a remake of a game that came out previously, uh, I think. Only in Japan. Oh, that's right. Disqualified. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, no, I just, I wanted to add this because it's like, you know, uh, I really understand why 
Yakuza games get such uh, uh, attention. And now they're getting pooped I mean, out yeah, every twice I, yeah, a year. I didn't so. add it to this list, but I played uh, the other, yeah. like a dragon game that came out this year, The Man Who Forgot His Name. Oh, God, there's two of them, one. Yeah. And, and where uh, the hell is And I from? played it specifically because it was on Game Pass right. and because you needed to beat it in order to play the demo for Like a Dragon Infinite oh, Wealth. Oh, really? <laughs> and I got hooked into that fucking story and I did it in like two settings. Really? They, they are so good at yeah. those characters and that writing, yeah. Right, and, and I, so good at the like the culture and mm-hmm. and ethos and stuff. You don't want to put the other Japan. one on here, do you? <laughs> nah, it's not. It's very short. It's literally it's a it's a bridge between seven and eight. Okay, so okay, yeah. No, I more or less just wanted to bring it up because I think if because of the time, I think it was if you were if it was like in my case, it was the first Yakuza game that I played, and sure. it kind of peels. Back the layers of the onion that make it. You gonna go back? Try oh ev- no! It's now, everything yeah. now. Like I don't know. Oh, you should play seven. Oh. No, I I am actually currently in the process. I didn't it's start so the other one because yeah. I want to be ready for the next one mm-hmm. because of what Ishin like. It, yeah, it just like mm-hmm. left me with wanting yeah. more of this incredible storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, but no, it's more or less that it was because of, uh, you know of. It came out this year, and uh, I just think it was a really good story. So other than that, I do think there's stuff on here that will be more widely voted for because of, uh, you know, how it resonated with people. Yeah. So shout out. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask Oxenfree 2. Um, I was about to ask you why that's on here. Because, <laughs> all right, so, you know, it... It obviously is far from the heights of After Party or Oxenfree 1. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exactly justify its existence as a sequel. I think it'll but, get its just desserts in moment. Or yeah, I agree. But it's uh, decent enough. Like, you know, it's like the the characters are, are likable. It's just, uh, I mean, well, I should say it. It managed. It managed to keep us engaged. Yeah. And, you know, we played it in a sitting. It's it's not yeah. particularly wrong, uh, long, but um, it's... Uh, I don't know. Um, I do think writers really need to learn how to create stories about people in their 30s without it constantly being about the same, like, things, mm-hmm. the same themes about, like, you know, having children or starting a family. No offense, but that's not what... <laughs> is, that, <laughs> like, well, is that is that what the, the game is about? Because, like, I, I thought you were about to say... We need everybody's to, path. We, <laughs> or I thought uh, I thought you were going to say we need to uh, we need to stop making story driven games uh, being about uh, nostalgia and uh, like no uh, th- this actually doesn't fall into that trap. I, I like so Oxen Free One is is about uh, a teenager. You know, you're a teenager. Sorry, I should have said uh, that we need to stop making story driven games about coming of age tales about being a teenager. No, but I like the concept of doing a coming of age stories of people in their thirties. Because Oxenfree uh, yeah, was yeah. them in their twenties. That was college. Ah, the, and this uh, the, took, clerk, the clerks too of video games. This went for, this went ahead another ten <laughs> yeah, years. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And right. um, and yes, but it's and clerks too also has to deal with a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> it does, but it's like I don't know. There's other ways to have that narrative connect with that era of your life without you know falling back in the same tired cliches in my opinion. Especially like, having the supernatural wrappings like, like start, which is start cool. Pressure to start a family and like legacy and like yeah, that was a big one. Things like that. It actually sounds like a, being an absurdist maybe pushes me away from that stuff. Like, you know what? Actually, that actually makes me want to play absurd. this game more now because I feel <laughs> give like- it a shot. I I don't think it nails that stuff all that well. No, I think well, it doesn't it all also, come together. It in also way. draws a lot on the first one. 
It does. In a way that I wasn't a fan. I mean, of. that said, like the the voice acting is good. Yes. And the writing feels natural. Like yes. the, it, they're very like they're they do a, um, a really fantastic job of of just kind of the conversational. Like it feels like people are t- together talking in the same room. But it's like it kind of just peters out. Like I don't know. Is yeah. It, the execution it, is where it's yes. kind of yeah yeah because the, the landing we were there in the setup. Yeah. And then like the landing or the the ending does not land as no. hard as the first at all. Like no. and that's yeah. To be fair, I it's like I, I suppose you could say coming of age tales are, you know, are popular and powerful because that is a very powerful it's a universal time. experience. Yeah, it's a very yeah. powerful time in people's lives where it's like you like it's a lot of emotions, a lot of discovery, the world feels new. Uh, looking yeah. back at the old uh versus I suppose being in your 30s, uh not everybody can relate to the pressures of adulthood because everybody's pressures are different, I suppose. Not it was a lot. Well, the thing that I found off-putting because I'm sorry, Sean, I did not mean that jab at all. I uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, fuck parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, my but, history um, is that my, they all suck shit. My, my, <laughs> nice kids, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> my my issue was more that like the the characters talked about high school a lot, and I was like, by the time you're in your 30s, I don't think you discuss like the meaning of like high school that much yeah. anymore Some like do. maybe i guess if you're really trapped or, or uh in a different, i'm reliving like, it in my 30s <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah, speak for yourself dickhead. no uh, I, but no i i i definitely get what you're saying it's yeah. it's, it's not like the traditional life right, path I'll, for everyone i'll spoil yeah. it a little bit yeah spoil the, the that problem bitch. that i have with it is that it wants to be there's not necessarily but. a problem with uh wanting a family or having kids but the problem that this game has is Who that can relate? it's like she what's the con- it's the conflict she, they're trying well to. she found out she's pregnant and mm. you don't find that out until like midway through the game yeah but she knew the whole time and like a lot of the game is like coming to grips with that yeah. right? of having an like of basically being an adult and not fully re- thinking that you have your own life in order and then getting the surprise of like, oh shit, I'm going to be a parent. Yeah. (coughs) Like the justification, she like flips on a fucking dime. Yeah. She's like scared. She's like really scared, which is recognizable. Pregnant women, am I right? It's kind of a lot (laughs) about like- (laughs) <laughs> you begin- all can relate. <laughs> the beginning of it was more about like starting a new job or being in an unfamiliar place yeah. and you know. And then she just kind of flips on a dime and is just like super fucking stoked about yeah. having a kid and it just it kind of yeah. comes out of nowhere. And I then think she it has starts to yelling at you. I think it's the cycle. I'm not trying to talk about mood I think it's, it's trying to do the cycle of like I'm looking back at my childhood and I'm going to do different what my parents did. Like yeah. you know like it's like uh-huh. yeah, I've seen that. In my Breaking head. generational almost, trauma. Almost, uh, yes exactly. Almost every parent wants oh, no. to be better than their parents. No but also there's a mechanic of like Oxenfree 1 had this thing it had like a time travel aspect to it. <laughs> so you also talk to the future version of your own kid and you don't know that it's your own kid until like when Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about that twist. And he's kind just of, uh, mad at you the whole game about how shitty of a yeah, fucking parent you are. Yeah, he's like a giant like dick and then yeah. and it was the choice of being like, "Oh, would you still she, she, it's basically implying that you could take care, you know, you or that you could get an abortion and not have to deal with this, like, you know, more or less, or you could have the kid knowing that he's going to grow up to resent you, hate you, and not have a great existence. Okay, yeah. I would just like to say... And you can't rewrite that path, I guess, with that knowing that information. It's basically, this is an inevitability. Okay. Your kid's going to be shitty and not want you with them, but you still give oh them the gosh. gift of life. Yeah, it's okay, kind of- I will just say this, okay? 
It does not. We don't matter. know whether how good of a parent she actually is. Okay. Uh, it does not matter how novel or how well explored a certain topic is. When a character is shitty, it just makes it miserable to play. That's yeah. I will have to say. Listen, well, that's it why we didn't come around on like the what this character was meant to represent. It's like, well, I guess we don't fully know. She didn't seem like a bad mom. This kid just kind of. That's what I'm sucks. saying. Listen, yeah. it does not matter how you look at it. If a character is shitty, it makes a game miserable to play. You could do it a different way. What if it's like this person gets very sick? That's a different thing. It's like, yeah, you know, that would have been, like, you could, you could actually like, tell the exact same story. Just like, would you still have a kid knowing that maybe they were going to die of an illness? Of an illness. And it's just like, you can't make, you need, if you want a story to be enjoyable, you need to make the characters uh, enjoyable to be around and listen to. Yeah. Uh, and he's not, he's not even shitty in an interesting way. He just especially not a like character a, that he seems like a brat. Like, yeah. Especially like a character that it's like, you're supposed to, it sounds like, you, you know, it's a big part of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, case in point, life is strange too. It's like, I don't care yeah. how it is. It's like, if I don't like hanging out with them, if I don't for, like, for hours out, at yes, a time, if I don't like hanging out with the character, I'm just yeah. going to hate the story. That's it. Yeah. You, that's you what, ruined it. That's yeah. what our parents probably were. Right. Well, sorry. Mine. They didn't like hanging out with me. It's like, yeah, Fuck. you're right. It's not, it's not a true to life story, but also hey, story, yeah, most storytelling, most storytelling is not true to life. Yeah. It's right. about Count themes. your blessings. Yeah. We're cutting that. Yeah. 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 Let's move on. Who? Oh, wait. Okay. Did you say Diablo 4 was on that list? Yeah. Okay. Now I don't know what you had in mind with this, but okay. Are you the one that nominated it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Explain so, the narrative to me. <laughs> Because I Did didn't pay any it? attention. I was just looking at the Who is this scenes. Diablo fellow? No, I, I <laughs> do, do the Diablo games. I've played the first two and like like half of the, the third one. Mm-hmm. Do they tie in? Do Well, they definitely have continuity, but do Diablo games have narrative or do they have lore? I feel like they have this lore. This one has narrative. It does have a plot. Yes. It's not just here's the premise. Because Diablo 2, the premise is literally like... You're following this guy. He's waking up the the uh, what do you call it the the greater evils. You just got to go and kill them. That's the plot. There's mm-hmm. not really much else besides just the the action of following this guy and killing demons. But you're saying there is plot development. Yes. Is there. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically like you killed you killed Diablo. Big no. The lords. The lords. The three lords. <laughs> of, the three evil lords are dead. Right? Yes. yes. Because Diablo's dead, Mephisto's dead, I forget the other one's name. Ball, Ball, Ball. is dead. Yes. Shouldn't have done that. And also but also like Deckard Kane is dead. You uh yeah, you're right. He, yeah. Uh, I think you don't you uh don't you find him at the Oh no, he dies in the third one, doesn't he? He dies in the third one. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like the, what I like about the story of Diablo is like your character is kind of uh you're just like, oh, you're the hero that's saving things and helping right but they have a really good uh i think lilith is a really good villain Mm -hmm. um yeah and i think that because like there's a lot more narrative to that they added in cutscenes and stuff that are really well animated obviously the intro cutscene but even the other ones yeah Yeah. Uh, and and it really should have won an award for like best aesthetic or something like that it looked really there's a there's a cast of characters which we will get into in the next category okay of like basically like a whole bunch of characters who are replacements for characters from one through three gotcha. who are like trying to be the characters from one through three and gotcha. kind of succeeding and kind of failing. So and you've it, got a uh, Kecker Dane then. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, his name is Lorath. Um, like the Dr. Seuss character. Yes. Yeah. No, that's Lorax. Yes. Uh, L- oh, Lorath right. is, is the last of the Haradrim. 
So he is the Deckard Kane replacement. I thought Deckard Kane was the last of the Harajuku. No. Nope. I'm already poking holes all over this yeah. thing. Cut it now. Listen. Yeah. No, yeah we, can, we can cut it. No, no, wait, wait. wait. Do you, no, no. Hidden in his Genuinely. Cupboard. Genuinely. I don't know anything about the yeah. narrative of the game. Genuinely. Do you think it stands a chance? If it does, keep it on there. Uh, I don't think it does because there are. It's the moments. There are three games on here that I put. Sean played Diablo 4 and didn't really seem as hooked by the story as I did. No, I, I, that's why I said uh, it was the moments. It was the big oh shit moments throughout the story that mm-hmm. that kind of uh, that interested me the most. If I'm going to throw my weight behind something... More than the connective tissue of it, I guess. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely... The demon it's, skin it's, of it's the web lo- of blood she was crafted it's from. A lo- it's a loot game, so the story is constructed through a series of moments, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not linear. It's not being directed as much. But if, if there's a game that I was going to throw my weight behind to try to get high up, I think it would be Final Fantasy sixteen over Diablo 4. So mm. okay. okay, I am okay with cutting okay. Diablo 4. All right, um, so, but just so, Lilith and Anarius are they rule, and I will probably I will find a way to show you guys a cutscene when okay. we do moment or sequence because oh again when it comes to the angels' names I get a little confused. Anari, that's the power couple scene at the end. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lilith, 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 and Anarius are the Spoilers. ones who gave birth to the one dude who died. Yeah. Oh. That that eliminates uh, Anarius is a fallen angel, and yep. Lilith is the daughter of Mephisto. So, so talk to me about the story of Final Fantasy sixteen. Then, uh, what's Clive up to? Is it actually? Is it? Should we turn on active lore? You don't need to. <laughs> I never used it. What's active lore? Uh, they have a system in that game where you can pause at any time, and it will tell you. It's like the X ray thing on Amazon Prime, where it, uh, you can highlight any of the characters in the mm-hmm. scene and read their backstories. And I actually have to admit that's actually. I've I've heard it. I've I've heard it. It's yeah, helpful and not. It's sweet. It, yeah, and that it doesn't invade. Because well, when when news of that broke beforehand, they were like, "Oh shit! How complicated is this going to be?" Well, but well, supposedly it's not necessary. Well, I have to admit though, I did not know that was a thing because you're right. Like, what happens when a story gets complicated? But what if you could tell more complicated stories I, it, when you have that? I think at your the disposal? the issue, the thing is like, how many proper nouns do they want you to memorize? You know, it's like a. A decent I mean, amount. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We, we'll get there when we get to Baldur's Gate 3, but in the meantime, uh, I do think that, that like, regardless of what the story is of Final Fantasy 16, I think that's a neat feature, but go on and, and sell me on the story of Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, go for it. Oh, this is a lot of pressure. Okay, so, <laughs> so basically, uh, the, the makers of Final Fantasy watched a lot of Game of Thrones. They loved it. They loved it Great. so much. Called and out the work. They did... Um, there was a lot of people very worried by that quote where they're like, oh, I don't want like a shitty Game of Thrones and I don't want a shitty Final Fantasy. And I'm, I think I'm in the minority on this, but I think they did a really good job of blending what makes Game of Thrones Game of Thrones with what makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. So the whole story of the game is centered around a world where the like magic exists but magic comes from the earth. There are these crystals everywhere, and everybody has built cities around these giant crystals, and some people are born with the ability to use magic, and some people aren't. Okay. And you would think in a world like that that the people born with the ability to use magic would be 
the the people in charge. But very instead, much like that Legend of Korra season one thing where the benders have a lot lot more power than the non benders. Right. Instead, what ended up happening was that the people who can't use magic saw that they were in, that their power was uh, threatened, and they enslaved all of the magic users and branded them on their face with okay, this that's giant. A, that's like, a good like twist. An okay. Situation. Yeah. And so yeah. they, uh, so they're called the branded, and they're the people who can use magic, but they're yeah. essentially slaves. Okay. And the whole game is that uh, there are also a uh, a series of people called icons. So the gods in this universe, I'm gonna sound like a crazy person. <laughs> the gods in this universe are the summons. You know, Shiva, Ifrit, Ifrit, yeah. Bahamut, yeah, yeah. And the, the Knights of the Nine? Yeah. Did they make an appearance? Yes, they do. Wow, okay. Uh, so so what it is, is there are certain people who are born with an extra special ability. They're yeah. icons. They are the living human form of a god. So gotcha. they can at any point summon the powers of a god. Okay. Uh, and Clive, the main character, is not, initially, not an icon. His brother, Joshua, is the icon for the phoenix, but then his mother who is a bitch, uh, hmm. plans, she essentially has an affair with another king and plans that king to invade. This is and, getting juicy. And it's purposefully like, leaves the, she purposefully leaves the defenses low for the city. So Clive's father, Clive and Joshua's father dies. His mother goes away to another kingdom to marry another king. Yeah. And it is presumed that Joshua has died because... There was another fire icon for Ifrit who showed up and destroyed the entire city. Man, so this then, is some real Game of Thrones intrigue exactly. going on. Okay. So Clive, Family drama. Clive, Clive uh, passes out, gets knocked out, and then his mother enslaves him and takes him to the other city that she goes to and brands his face because he's a magic user, turns him into Mama a slave. Yeah. So then... The whole rest of the story, and he has a dog whose name is Torgal, who's lovely, and a, mm. a best friend whose name is Jill. She is the icon for Shiva, and she is also lovely. Yeah. And they basically all get separated. And then Clive is in the middle of a battle because they basically they use these god powers to fight each other, and then a bunch of soldiers just kill each other underneath yeah. it. Clive is in the middle of a battle. I could explain this game for hours, but Clive is in the middle of a battle. He sees Jill turn into Shiva, he rescues Jill, and then he gets rescued by Sid. Every Final Fantasy game has a Sid, and Sid is the icon. Is he a pilot? No, oh, wow. he is, is. He a bassist? No, he is the he is the <laughs> icon for uh, Rama, the gotcha. Lightning God, and so he basically takes Clive back to his base, where it turns out that he is starting a revolution to free all of the magic users. From slavery. Is, are you explaining the entire plot? Plot this right now. I'll just say you, I just you, needed. I just needed to get to that point. Okay. He takes Clive back to his base. He Clive finds out that Sid is the leader of a revolution. Okay. Where they're all the magic users are trying to free all the rest of the slaves. Rise up. Yes. Mm -hmm. And gotcha. then the rest of the game is about freeing all of the slaves, but also finding out basically. Uh, Finding out that the crystals are the source of magic, but also they're sucking the land dry. It's 
kind of a so you have to that's go Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yep. that's like a Mako the kind Mako of. energy kind of. And girl. so you have you have to basically go and destroy all of these crystals with the assumption that once you destroy all the crystals, there will be no more magic users, and it will level the playing field, and everybody will be the same again. Right. Can't be enslaved if there's no. And then magic. there's a there's another god named Tap Ultima who's like the big bad. Yeah. And then you find out that Joshua is alive, and then Joshua teams up with you, and then there's like a, your dog's a god too, and it's pretty sick. <laughs> who's, who's got the longest sword? Uh, it depends. Who says uh, fuck words most? Yeah. Oh, they say so many curse words, <laughs> really? but they're like well placed. That's good. Oh, because okay. they rated the game M, and and they're like, "There's gonna be cursing," and everyone's like, "This is gonna be so fucking lame." But it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like the cursing in Game of Thrones. It's yeah. like, it's not oh, like yeah. the, it's it not makes... like the cursing in the something in Paradise or Strangers, Strangers of Paradise. Strangers of Paradise. Yeah, yeah, not the Chaos game. No, yeah, yeah. it's How better ma- than that. You yeah. fucked your sister. Something like that. <laughs> Did somebody fuck their sister in that game? It's very Game of Thrones. Oh, he's thinking. How much incest? Not scale one, no to, scale one to game of five to ten. There's no incest. There's a lot of Damn. adultery though. Oh, I mean that's hmm. very intriguing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many characters are named after meteorological meteorological terms or forms of weather? Does uh like th- cloud and uh and what is it? Lightning, I think, was in uh thirteen, 13. or whatever. Yeah. yeah no. No. 13, yeah. Like, Clive Rossfield. Clive Rossfield is the main character, and okay. then there's Jill and Torgal and Gav and okay. Sid and his daughter Mid. Okay. So, so his daughter daughter's Mid. mid? <laughs> so so bomb cyclone if doesn't fuck wintery mix. No. no? Uh, that's, that's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> it's uh it's. I mean that could stay on here for now. Yeah, it's 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 hard I to think. convey why it's I mean, great, but I I rec- like they made it less of a Final Fantasy story in the with the caveat that it's more of a Game of Thrones story, and I think that's uh, yeah, it sounds it, it's the most interested I've been in a Final Fantasy story since seven. I was gonna All say right, so- the intrigue sounds does like yeah. you talking about that right there made me. Made me curious because yeah. I'm so used to those those games being super anime, yeah. and it's like, oh, it sounds like it really brought it kind of ground, kind of grounded it in a more yeah, in a more intrigue storyline. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so let's, sounds interesting. Yes, yeah. definitely. Let's let's talk about um a, a game that uh, most people are very hot on the narrative for, but I know that at least two people here aren't. Uh, Alan Wake Two. <laughs> um, well, Randy added it. I know, did I, so. This game, Although, does it get disqualified because it's just John Carpenter's in the Mouth of Madness? Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, this was actually, um, this is one of the games very much on my short list and, and potentially one I was going to, you know, try and push for. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, okay. Uh, the story I, isn't where they lose me. Like, uh, the, some of the delivery mechanisms no, no, of it uh, are so wild. It's, like, it's the I, pacing. No, it's like, I think... Um, so I played Alan Wake 1. I'm playing through American Nightmare yeah. now. Okay? I like the first mm-hmm. Alan Wake. I love I love what the, where they've taken the story but also the the care and craftsmanship that Remedy puts in all of their games, uh, especially in the way that the continuity is linked. Um well, I like I, I so so before okay. on. So, I knew that there was a lot of continuity and overlap in these games. I did, I was not aware how much continuity and overlap there was, especially uh, with Control. That requires a, a lot of care. I love the detective subplot uh, in this one. Granted, yeah. I am not all the way through it, but I mm-hmm. like I like the detective subplot. Um, I like the the split narrative. 
I love what they've done with Alan Wake. He actually looks super badass now. And yeah. I will also just say, um, you know, I I I was uh, I was red pilled about Alan Wake fan fiction by our friend Stevie over the weekend and uh, uh apparently <laughs> what did they say what does that community look like <laughs> i don't know but i just gotta say i think it's badass as hell alan Bad- drilled a hole in the book he just wrote and <laughs> fucked it <laughs> also i'm fairly like sure that scene in american pie <laughs> uh also i'm fairly sure uh stevie would resent the fact that i used the word red pill in the same sentence as the <laughs> That's not what that uh, means, yeah. yeah yeah uh but anyway i uh, i think it like that was gonna be Probably one of my picks, to be honest with you. Granted, there's some stiff competition on this list, but I would like right. to say let's keep it. Well, but- well, hold on. Here's my rebuttal, real quick, on the on the uh, the crossover with their other franchises. Your multiverse shit doesn't work when you don't own the license rights yeah. to anything. Like it's it's a lot less effective when it's like, well, this is your stand-in for Max Payne. This is your stand-in on uh, Mr. Quantum Break or whatever. And it's like, like you know, the the. I know Mr. Door was just kind of uh, tragically who uh, was who Lance Reddick was supposed to be. But if you're changing all that around and it's like, uh, I played Alan Wake 1 when it came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it, there's a lot of moments where it's like, oh shit, it's that from there. It's like, I've played and I finished every Remedy game. And I'm still just like, I, like I'm not on, you know, message boards or fan wikis, but like if, if that was actually Max Payne, I'd be like, oh, holy fuck, that's Max Payne. Like, you know, like I get it because it's, I mean, I maybe that is is effective for people that are looking for it. But if you're not, you don't notice it. Listen, like if you if you played Alan Wake one and two and never touched control, you'd so, be like, listen. So but, let's not get into the weeds with IP law. <laughs> but I think that what is what makes it admirable is the fact that if there is that continuity, it gives you a reason to dig. In my opinion, it's a lot like um, outside of the game or within the game. Both. Okay. Um, so now it's an so uh, just to, just to give you just to again reinforce my point, mm. okay. Stevie was schooling me on this fucking lore. Stevie has never played a remedy game. I that there's a lot of people like that out there. Now. I <laughs> I don't want to get into a larger discussion, but that's yeah. the problem that I have with it is mm. that the game narrative is not that good for the sake of having lore. And that is a very common thing with a lot of Control properties was now like because too. of the MCU. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, it doesn't matter if the writing of the characters is good as long as people have stuff to dig into wikis about. Okay. But you know be, what I mean? To, to be fair, though, you know what? I, I see you're right. Yeah. I still think uh, I still think it's a it's a very well written game. Um, yeah. Oh, I it is. I only it have is. I only have the first few hours to go off. Th- of there's it. moments yeah. where the brilliance comes through. I think for me, it's like, all right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask that we keep it. It can stay for now. We can keep it. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that was gonna be that was probably good. But you know, there's there's a lot of there's there's some competition on here. Yeah. What? All right. Uh, let me let me make we'll a, a bold let me make a bold uh, insert in here. Um. I really appreciate Hi-Fi Rush for its, it's <laughs> no, Saturday morning yes, cartoon. Yes, damn it, that you took my exact words. Yeah, I, like, I don't, so, I don't that's think the it's narrative. It's so, it's so happy. It's yeah. so, like, even, even in the midst of what should be like a dystopian society, it is still very much like a, man, we're all going to make it after all kind of vibe. <laughs> it is. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And and yeah. there are all kinds of reasons to like that that I think will get better mention in the next two yes. categories. It, it, it will, yes, it, that's where it shines. I just wanted to yeah. toss it on here and, because I agree yeah, with you 100%. But, but yeah. given the passion arguments we've had for the past two games and at least one we have yet to talk about, uh, I don't know that it's going to make it. Yeah. No, yeah. I yeah, say yeah. I say we can cut the cast. The crew of characters yeah. are adorable, but it's yeah. Wait, it's, yeah. I'm looking through every cut. every list, and High Fire Rush has been added by Randy in every list. Did you know you put it on worst game? <laughs> he even he even put it. <laughs> on, did you just put it on every? He just went on a copy paste. Spree. It's not even a remake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about. I got a quick one. I can get out. Chance yeah. of Sinar. I don't think it hangs. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. It has a very, it, the story is told in a very interesting way. Yeah. Because you go into every area and you have no fucking clue what anybody is saying to yeah. you and you slowly decipher the language. And then throughout the game, you slowly decipher all the languages. And then you learn the overall plot, which I will spoil now, is that the people at the top oh, of wait, the wait, power. Wait. Oh, I'm going to take, I don't want to listen. I okay. I won't it. spoil yeah, it then. Yeah. I'll just say it doesn't have oh, yeah, yeah, people at the top of the tower the have a dark yeah, secret? Yeah. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's uh, not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I won't spoil it for you guys, but uh, it, it, there, there is a larger mystery that reveals itself through the game, and I really like the way that it yeah. is delivered. But no, I don't uh, think it, I don't think it beats, uh, any of the rest of this? I think I will probably... That should be the next game I play. I feel like I'm going to love that yeah, game. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's gone. So now we have... Is it Mortal Kombat time? We got to talk about Mortal Kombat, and then we're done talking about everything. Oh, no, then we got to talk about Baldur's Gate. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Yeah, Mortal why Kombat. is this Mortal Kombat 1 and not just Mortal Yeah, Kombat? so before we say anything, we should say this is a twist... Like yeah, on have, the past, have you played it, Sean? No. All right, I'm so, asking okay. genuinely. Oh, it's kind of like a reboot of Deadly Alliance with the timeline, and they li- they literally call chapters "Deception" and "Armageddon" like that. Yeah. That era. They they, okay. they they say all three of those names from they that, do. that era, right? Listen, and, uh, Deception, Armageddon, and and what was the other? Deadly, Deadly Alliance. Alliance. Listen, yeah. guys, they I'm say like, all three of those yeah. before the story is done to you, let you know that they are hearkening back to that era. Yeah. So I know Matt, Matt, you played eleven. Sean, did you play eleven? I played nine. Okay. No, I, I, I played may, nine with you. I may be a nerd. Uh, I'm okay. just not a I fucking played, nerd. The, the only thing I was going to say is <laughs> no. you, have to, you also have to finish, and yeah. I, I thank Andrew for this, you have to finish Aftermath, the DLC of I 11. I did not do that, but I did, I did finish the new trilogy. I did not feel the, finish the DLC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You didn't finish so, Aftermath? I, right, it's, no. so, okay. Thank you for the What's, what's about interesting yeah. about this one is that it is, uh, and I'm, I'm one who appreciates subversion of your expectations and stories. Sure. Uh, and Mortal Kombat 1... Uh, ostensibly is a reboot uh, where it's like, hey, we're going to start the whole timeline over because Liu Kang is now the god of time and he got to take over the hourglass and start everything over again. And yet somehow, despite that, they still manage to defeat your expectations and still have it simultaneously work into the previous timeline uh, and also do something new at the same time, right? So they like, they rebooted it, sequeled it, and did something different, all in the same story mode. Um, the things that I would say against this one are that when they are trying to pull the wool over your eyes early on in the game and say that, hey, this is a reboot. Um, it has a stronger at, final act than... <laughs> yeah, it has a yeah, yeah. much stronger final act. Yeah, and like the first, the first, The first act of this game is pretty weak. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but it, it's like... 
as, as the way that narrative and gameplay like would intertwine is they could be pushing it further a little faster, you know? Yeah. Um, this is this is still more of what they've been doing for, you know, since 2011. They're reintroducing um, like characters yeah, and, and stuff. And, and and like it's not that it doesn't go cool places because it does. And of the games I played this year, it is still probably my second favorite story. Um, but uh, yeah, it does have it does have some significant weak points in its corner. Uh, and uh, but yeah, it's it's still a fun ride. If it I is. had to say what was my Thoroughly favorite Mortal Kombat story, through. it was probably Eleven. Me too. Right? Yeah, Eleven is yeah. the gold standard. That's yeah. the thing I count against it. Is just is it that, just because like, it's a little bit of a, a it's just a sequel it. to Eleven and it's not as good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, I think, which you, is even, hard. I think even you yourself, Randy, admitted that it was, uh, it was not, it did not hit the high notes of Eleven. It does not. Yeah, no. uh, I think that alone. Should, I, like, I, I was, I was kind of surprised to see it on here, just because you had said that it was not. Uh, because I still really admire, especially like the the upgrade in tech for like their presentation and the direction and how the, the transitions from cutscene to fights. Like the campaign is beautiful, and like you know, uh, they do a lot with like the you know the. Characters actually change costumes, and the, the performances outside of Megan Fox are good. Mm-hmm. So, question. <laughs> Does it still have five-minute cutscenes followed by a two-minute fight, and then a five-minute Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. but sometimes oh, not. Sometimes. You know, honestly, Sometimes, like, but sometimes not. Honestly, that is like, <laughs> like yeah, when I, when I started playing Eleven, I was, like, stunned by how much plot there was. And mm-hmm. that is also yeah. another very intriguing covering quite a, plot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of backstabbing yeah. and alliance changing, and it's like, I think it does it Absolutely. great. It, has it, a very it is comic heel book. turns and face turns every scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. yeah. It very much, yeah, it feels very much like, um, like, em- embraces, like, kind of comic book structure, where it's like, you have, yes. a, you have a, uh, a large cast of shifting characters Changing yep. sides and these things happening. I yeah. like I like that. But anyway. Boy, you yeah. don't even know the half of it either. Like, that's the funny part. I was going to but... say the third act dials that up to 11. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Yeah. It, it's still, it, like, it is still fun for all the reasons that that kind of narrative is fun. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, especially if we've got people who are, like, significantly in the corner of a couple other games on this list. Maybe it doesn't make it. Um, Maybe not. Of the, I, I, of the I games will say I played, it is my second. Their hands are a little tied in some ways because... The the roster is weaker by emphasizing characters from the the fifth generation of those. The yeah, games, a little bit. So, but they but they still you know with who's there they do a good yeah. job. You know they have it's to just... um they have to rewind and they need to they can't just keep focusing on the same. They need no, to you're rewind. truly right. It's just going they, from that like the selection of, of characters in eleven yeah. to this. It, it's like oh, well. I'm just thinking like the third third act. I'm just like my god, hidden ending. Time Luke shows Liu Kang is Raiden's father. My god, it's just like, <laughs> no, just, you're not uh, far off. You're, 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 right. You have no idea. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> all right, you're all right. not as far off. And anything. there is uh, <laughs> there is a particular scene that we're, we'll get into later. Yes. So. Okay. Mm. Okay, so we got four. Le- Are we cutting Mortal Kombat, or you want to leave it? Uh, we now? probably have to, just because, especially yeah. with how impassioned you were for Final Fantasy. I don't think Mortal Kombat's going to hold up against that. So fine. Okay. All right, Andrew. We got one game left to discuss. Baldur's Gate. Let's talk about Baldur's Gate Three. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's let's <laughs> get and try to keep <laughs> it as brief as possible. Okay. Let's get the negative out of the way first. I'm gonna go order a pizza. I, I, you know, you know, I yo, don't, Andrew, you don't even need, yeah. need to cover. You don't need to cover the negative. I doubt there's a soul on the planet that is going to criticize Baldur Baldur's Gates. No, we can talk lot. about the negatives. I'll get into yeah, the negatives. You know, the, of Final the negatives are re- real short too, and and honestly, so are the positives. Uh, it's like 
the negative is uh the plot is pretty by the numbers it yeah. is like it's a fancy gather plot a cu- it's yeah it's gather a couple of MacGuffins and beat the big bad yep. right uh but this i see it's more about it the characters is, than the like the, three the, line, the right? strength of it is how much those characters weave into that plot yeah, like yes just and all of those characters like this is what everybody praised mass effect 2 for yes was having strong character stories and these are even more seamlessly integrated into the grander scheme of things. And that's the strength of this game. I mean, that sounds sure. a lot like a D&D campaign. It's like, it's not really, uh, it's not really about be. the quest. It's about all of the inside jokes and murder uh, that you and your group get up to. A, a little bit, but also imagine that like complementing all of those like inside stories are some of the best performances uh, yeah, you've ever seen. Well-developed you know, characters, like, not murder hobos. Oh my god, yeah. it's so fucking good, dude. Like, you I get to the you. end of a... Oh my god, the end of a Starian's plotline, which I think I have on Moment or Sequence, is just like... God, just acting, like, that scene out. Like, not only is that the culmination of, like, a plotline that they've been building for however long you played that game, somewhere between 60 and 100 hours, but also, like... Just, you know, emoting that much, like just that that raw performance of that character reaching the end of this like um, uh, this relief of ending that plot line is amazing. Uh, and, and you get that for like basically every character in the game. Some of them aren't as strong as others, but they're all pretty strong. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that like the. This this is some of the best character writing I think I possibly ever like it the way and and also the the writing is so interesting to me because it 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 doesn't fall into you would think a dungeons like Dungeons and Dragons is a role playing game right and people like to like role play Dungeons and Dragons like they're in like medieval times yeah, yeah. uh and there's a bit of that in there but like the writing is is like it's this is its own world yeah this is not part of our world and as such the writing kind of feels like a D campaign where people nowadays are it's hard to explain people nowadays are talking in the way that they would talk as opposed to everything like a final fantasy 16 or like a immortals of avium as i showed you guys the opening cutscene. oh it's yeah. like yeah, there there are the proper nouns that we got to go through and the character names and you know it's yeah. it's still the D and D lore, but the people like the problems are relatable, the things people are saying are are real, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the emotions are are very real and um, yeah, I'll, I'll also add to that too is that uh, like uh, because we got to this before when we were talking about that mechanic that they added to Final Fantasy, uh, which is like you don't. Like, even though it would be appreciated in so many games that have that, you know, that uh, complicated lore uh, that Final Fantasy does, um, they don't really need that kind of system in Baldur's Gate 3 because they ease you into the complexities of this world, in my opinion, so naturally, right? Like, something I, I really applaud Game of Thrones for is that when they're first introducing you to like the idea of the Mad King and what people think about you know the state of magic or not uh, in that world is like it's all introduced through like casual conversations between people on like what they believe or don't believe and what they experienced and regret and things like that. 
Um, and I do think that Baldur's Gate 3 does a great job of only establishing a couple of things that you need to know at a time before it introduces more things. And then by the time that you are getting to the whole end of the story and you know, like all the intricacies of all the politics that led to this decision and all the different races that have to work together and why they don't want to, I feel like by the time you got there, you were never overwhelmed by the amount of proper nouns that they had to bestow no. upon you. Yeah. They, they ease you into it. I think. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and that, that is, that is an, a, a thing that is much easier said than done. Yes. I think it goes without saying too, the, the, the draw of the game is this, is the, the story that it's telling. Mm-hmm. Specifically and, the character story. Right. And, yeah. and that's what I mean. And it's in, and as you said, how it interweaves and how all that you're experiencing uh, has an effect on each individual character. And I mm-hmm. think the complexity of that is what, you know, obviously uh, got it so, such well reception from even outsiders to this yeah. D&D narrative slash video game world. You know, you got... You know, I don't, I don't want to just say, hey, it was a big success and the right people were talking about it and mm-hmm. then made it an even bigger success and Larian's an indie studio and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think the outreach that we see is a testament to how well crafted it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't want to say that it was solely the narrative because there are a lot of like really cool gameplay mechanics that they do that probably new to boom is uh, familiar with from divinity yeah um but like yeah it is the combination of those things that made that game solar and for sure the yeah. last thing i'll say about Baldur's gate is that it also does choice very well so that's actually what mm. i was i was gonna ask yeah. uh because re- um i've heard a lot of impassioned like just like analysis and and stuff of of this game but i i wonder if that was always from a solo perspective and because the choice based stuff seems like such a significant part of where that go like you know where that goes but did did either of you play i mean did you play co-op or try it like andrew did yeah i believe yeah, yeah so, so I, was that I, like I, a different I, I experience know, that take away was, from it or add to it like new to him has played at least a little bit of multiplayer as well and the thing is yeah. that it's like um, and, and this is going to be, a, I was curious how the software. choices all affect each other. If there's one person, no, in charge. Yeah, this is going to, this is going to be like a software design thing that makes a lot more sense to Nudaboom and, and Austin. And I'm sorry, Randy, but like, it, <laughs> it's just like the, the way that they separate away, like what the role is of each player in how everything works out is that basically nothing that happens in single player is like exclusive from how it happens in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the things that happen in multiplayer are fun for a lot of the same and a lot of different reasons. It's a, it's pretty difficult to describe, but I guess like the gist of it is that it's like, no, those choices. I mean, I'm complicating the game. Like, I mean, I think that's cool. That no, it's, it's, it's like, okay. Is, so, know, an option, yeah. Let alone something. Try, trying to summarize it as quickly as possible is that it's like, it, when you're playing single player, you have a party of four players. When you're playing multiplayer, th- up to three other people can control those other three players. Right. Or make their um, own character. That's or make that, their own character like, exactly yeah, right that's and what, uh, that's and how i played exactly so like because of that is is like you can get a lot of the same experiences and some different experiences and some of those different experiences come from your your friend being chaotic or or just from you not having perfectly communicated everything between the two of you. Well, it works. Um, it works like D and D, right? It's like who gets yeah. to talk to who. Yeah, that's and what they get right. to make the decision. That is yeah. what I, I. That is what I told Cicero when he was like, what, it's do you, like what, do you, "What do you want me to say?" I'm like, 
It's your character. It's your dialogue. Say yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, yeah get in the character. Read the line in your character's voice. Yeah. yeah. And feel that. So, yeah, yeah it is it is a slightly different, but also, in a lot of ways, largely the same experience between single player and multiplayer. Uh, just because of the way that they divvy that responsibility up, you know? Um, it It's a little hard to describe without being able to just show you, honestly. Yeah. But, Kathy, um... um Kathy did yeah. mention because they were playing with me. I uh, I was playing on easy. I had a bard, so I had high charisma and a character with mm-hmm. guidance cast. So basically, all my charisma checks were guaranteed to succeed. Absolutely, because of that, yeah. in I got through the tutorial on that beach area. Um, Kathy was like, "You're actually, I'm actually seeing dialogue and scenes that I had never seen before." Mm-hmm. She actually pointed mm-hmm. out to me. She's like, "That last dialogue choice." She's like, "This is the first time I have not seen it end in a fight." And I was like, hey, that's that's pretty cool. But she's like, I like I haven't like you're already showing me scenes and stuff that I've never seen before, which I thought was quite impressive. But she she's and, and like, you know, what's funny. She's definitely never made it out of act one. You know what I mean? Like, so she's only kind of seen like the same like handful of hours, like maybe 15 hours of the game. Yeah. And like that, that loop, you know. So but um, I, I thought that was yeah. impressive that it was like, OK, there's yeah. that much variation. Um, but I think we, mm-hmm. I think we need to move on from. So we're uh, cutting it right No, I'm kidding. My dead body. <laughs> what do we have left? We have. Yeah, well, what was the what was the impassioned versus, uh, you know, disillusioned argument on Alan Wake 2? We have Alan Wake, we have Baldur's Gate, and we have Final Fantasy. That's what I knew it was going to come down to, mm, and these yeah. would be my top three picks. This is why I hate this top two fucking shit. Hey, we only started with ten this time. Uh, <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, whatever we cut is third. It's true. It just doesn't get a final shout-out <laughs> and a bronze medal. Um. Okay. Um, yeah, we don't mail them a trophy. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, it seems likely that uh, Baldur's Gate is uh, probably I a think, lock, and then it is between Final Fantasy and Alan Wake. And Alan it. Wake, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would say let's go around. Yeah, I think I think you'd have to be stupid not to give Besnera to freaking Baldur's Gate. It's it's yeah. one of the best written stories, and truthfully, one of the best D and D style games that feels like D and D because of the way it's implemented. I'm mm-hmm. sure we could, you know, you guys get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You you got to give it to Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, the freedom of choice that they were able to implement in a structured narrative like a video game, but make it feel like the freedom of choice of a Dungeons and Dragons game is is remarkable. So yeah, all right. So let's. So you want to go around the room and say Final Fantasy versus Alan Wake and going around the horn? Yeah. Uh, sure. (laughs) Start with Randy. Yeah. Oh, really? We'll go the opposite direction now. I mean. I mean, one of these appeals to be more, so there's going to be a lot of bias in that. That's fine. Oh, yeah. wow, that's uh, kind of, yeah. Because yeah. I'm I'm conflicted a lot, a lot of elements of Alan Wake, but it it more falls apart for me in the... Uh, execution. The, yes, the execution the and the gameplay, yeah. rather than, like, right, you know... Well, we're, not, I, well, we're not voting on best gameplay. We're no, I know, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, I would almost be more likely to read a book of Alan Wake 2 or watch a show <laughs> where somebody, see somebody else play it than... Funny you mention that. Yeah. yeah that's fine. <laughs> Uh, but I do choose it. That's okay. Uh, Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Yeah, it, and same thing for me. It's tough having. I'm assuming you're the only one that played Final Fantasy. Yeah. Not that you didn't give a good argument. No, you definitely yeah. did. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna start like you know. And not just like this one. And not to just kind of repeat everything that Randy said. I also had my personal issues and the pacing and the execution and yeah. Uh, with that said, yeah, it like I still enjoyed. The narratives. Okay. So, yeah. Alan Wake. Yeah. Um, well, I was the one who had nominated Alan Wake too. 
You have me fairly, Actually, I think I did. You have me very strongly <laughs> yeah, convinced did. about Final Fantasy 16. You have me mm-hmm. convinced that it is a very, very good storyline. I almost kind of wish I, I had checked it out first and I could make a direct comparison. Um, in fact, it might even have a much better narrative than I Alan will Wake say Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, but I think Alan Wake 2, it deserves something, I feel like. Okay. Uh, and if it's not going to be about its art, I feel like uh, it, you know, the next thing is the story. Because I okay. can't, I, I don't think, I can't think of, I don't think it's going to, I don't think there's any particular moments or sequences. I think of other better sequences. And um, I don't think it's the best game of the year. But it's like, it's so, it's so, it's so well done. I feel like it deserves something. Okay. Andrew. Not that it matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't played either of those games, but everything you were describing about Final Fantasy sounds way up my alley, so I probably yeah. would have gone Final Fantasy, even though at this point I think we're locked. Yeah, we're three to two. I always yeah. said Final yeah. Fantasy, but yeah. it sounds well, like I mean, Alan Wake you is can, the runner-up. I mean, if, like, you played... Uh, you're the only person that has played both. Uh-huh. And, yeah. yeah. And Tell me they why both, Alan Wake they both, <laughs> No. So the thing I was saying about Final Fantasy, the reason I'm okay with Alan Wake beating it is that they both suffer from a... Similar issue, which is pacing. Mm. Um, Final Fantasy is way too long. I just described to you maybe the first eight hours of yeah. a 60-hour game. It's funny because that my criticism where I was like, Alan Wake is like 30 hours. It's like horror title should not be yeah, and 30 Devil, hours. And Stop Devil, with that. And Devil May Cry game shouldn't be 60, but here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, when you said it's like, oh, it's way too long, it's like, oh, you mean like every other fucking game that comes out these it's days? It's Final Fantasy, you yeah. know? But at it's least like, you expect it from Final Fantasy, at, yeah. at least. Yeah, there's like, like 40 like, hours of just leveling that we're not talking about in between. 40, yeah. <laughs> that and eight there's hours 20 of hours of cutscenes in yeah. that 60 hours, you know? And it's like, man, those cutscenes are really well done. Beautiful. And the resolution to the story is really well done, I think, um, in a way that, the, pos- the positive I will say is I think that Final Fantasy nails its it sticks the landing in a way that Alan Wake didn't for me. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I know Matt hasn't finished it. You haven't finished it. Oh no, yeah. The ending of Alan Wake Far. is like, it, ugh. But <laughs> did you? Uh, did, you know you can do. You the, did beat it though, right? Yeah. But yeah. you can do the. Uh, the new, the new game patch, plus, yeah, yes. you can fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, play, I'm not it's playing like, that game ever again. That's not worth it. Uh, I think I was I was joking because yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I started it, and I was like, I could just go through the parts that I mm-hmm. missed, right? You're not gonna fucking force me to do all that shit again because, like you said, it's almost <laughs> goddamn thirty hours. Yeah, it's like that was good and all, but it's like I I don't rewatch a movie right after I finish it. <laughs> like like for me yeah. personally, I think Alan Wake Two shines more in. <clears throat> Moment Moments. or sequence. And I agree. I think this shines. Final Fantasy shines more in, in in narrative for me, but I also am like. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a democracy. I mean, it's like as far as the voting goes, that's just sort of gather the democrats. Yeah, well, if I didn't win you over, then I'm not just going to assert my authority. It's hard no, to win me over on anything inspired by Game of Thrones, but it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's tough too uh, with the lack of uh, like even just an hour or two of experiencing the It's narrative. tough because I think if somebody else had played Final Fantasy, they might be with me, but gonna I'm say, not going to ask you to play a 60-hour game. And it's like, I know what you're picturing in your head when they're speaking. And like, I'm just saying like from a dialogue perspective, it's way more Game of Thrones than, mm. than Final now, Fantasy. This is probably well, the it, first mainline entry that seems like it's geared towards a Western audience more is, than yes. a... Yeah. I was going to say the There's track. a lot of sex in it too. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Wait, not as much on. as Baldur's Gate. 
Let's be clear here, Austin. Let, let's be clear, okay? Right? Boulder State gets the most sex award. Yeah. We, we here at, at Hot Button, we are the kingmakers, right? Whatever yeah. we pick as our game of the year That's for whatever category says. goes on to sell tens of millions of copies. Right, yeah. correct. So, uh, <laughs> lot of so do we want to save Square so, Enix or not? Is that your question? So, <laughs> it, what I'm saying is that if Square Enix wanted to raise the possibility Yeah, send me $10,000 and I'll Fantasy, edit Final Fantasy in as winner. Of, of having Final Fantasy 16 in our, in our contenders, then maybe they should have made a PC version where I could play it as opposed to the PS5. It'll get there so, eventually. True. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm just totally, like Alan Wake. No, I am. I am not. I am totally fine with Alan Wake taking second place. Okay. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna fight that hard for Final Fantasy 16. Is there I a musical just, number in it? No. All right, Alan Wake two uh, wins the. Uh, there you go. The whole game is a musical number. <laughs> yeah. The way they composed the music games. is good. Uh, Austin, I agree with what you said. I think if I had played Final Fantasy 16, I think I probably would have cited. Uh, Same. With you, but I. That's the problem. I didn't, so I can only go by. I somehow added a sheet to the. Yeah, I was wondering who did that. Um, <laughs> that was me. My belly. But you did. did you almost won me over. With, fuck. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, so all right. Uh, it's uh, it's been declared. Baldur's Gate three is the best narrative of the mm-hmm. year, with Alan Wake two uh, taking the silver medal. Unrelated. Okay. Um, do you get the checks from Remedy? Yeah. Uh, they're no, they're, they're supposed to be. Cleared, they're supposed to be paying us off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, they're uh, playing. They're paying us off for second place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rumor, rumor has it that game actually didn't. Sell that well, Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah. which I was surprised because it was like ooh, all maybe they over the press. Maybe they should have put in a physical version. Yeah. yeah, they didn't do a physical version or a Steam version. So yeah, maybe yeah. The, weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah, that they didn't sell a ton of copies. They, yeah, uh, I don't know. strange. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they did say they did say um, ten thousand, but it was ten thousand Thai bot. Which I mean, yeah. like, what's the exchange rate? I it's forgot like, about that. It was I was boycotting that. I was boycotting that game then because I couldn't get it on disc, and then eventually I caved. Um, so this will tie well into the following category, best character, uh, who did we think had the, uh, best growth or arc or who just plain looks cool. Maybe they have top quality voice acting behind them. You get it. Um, also real quick, what are the rules on whether they're required to be new or not? I know oh, Resident no. Evil 4 can make that dicey, but no, I okay. put, I put, um, or I put I Ashley know. on here. Yeah. So and you put the merchant I did I'm mm-hmm. totally okay with old characters because especially like if it's a remaster of a game where the character is the exact same dialogue but like Ashley Louise and the merchant all have new yes, dialogue yeah, yeah. new voices they explore new the, writing the, the yeah. Ashley's way better in the remake I than agree the I mean, and yeah. like if we're just, like if I want to pull out a past year as an example Resident Evil 3 the uh, uh oh Jill the Jill Valentine. from that yeah Jill yeah, Valentine in Resident Evil 3 is one of the greatest video game characters of all time, I will say. Oh, absolutely. Uh, That's when she definitely came into her own. Uh, even if that game wasn't the best Resident Evil yeah, game. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> she was so good. So, yeah, it absolutely makes sense to include recurring characters. Okay. Yeah. I should have... Uh, just wanted to be sure. I should have thrown in Shodan on there for System Shock. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to oh. nominate, just because uh, <laughs> okay. I bet Shodan's a... Uh, a classic, yeah. Yeah. You still the, can if you want. Um, We have enough to talk about. And, uh, okay. I'm not so I can just delete everybody but Carlac, correct? This is, we all decided <laughs> nope. this. Nope. He's the best character of any video game ever. I and I'm just, she's, she's so good. She's not good enough to delete everybody else that's on the Baldur's Gate three list. Damn, <laughs> literally uh, was just I tried. Was just pinging someone today, and Baldur's Gate three came up. Someone who I've never talked to about video games, and Carlac <laughs> was brought up, yeah, and I was just rules. like. 
Infernal. Everybody Engine. fucking loves this game. Everybody mm. loves Inner this game. Inner chest. Oh, so uh, real quick, Matt. Unfortunately, Penis said from MechWarrior 5 isn't from this year. That's from a few, couple of years ago. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. And the <laughs> yeah. second question I was going to ask is... Well. A penis head? Was, uh, well, you know, what? we were all co-oping it. There's like they, they, there's all these soldiers that you can meet that, were, or that, that become your pilots. Yeah. But the, the uh, avatar for one is a dude who I swear to God is just wearing a very phallic shaped helmet. Yes. And he looks so sad. <laughs> yeah. It's literally so. So literally, on top of that, he's like frowning when everybody else the, is the, not. Yeah. The the pilot portraits in that game are really absurd, but one in particular, not only is it a helmet, but it's pretty much like a There's jump, no neck. It's there's a, no neck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally <laughs> there is no neck on it and all you can see of his face is there's just a tiny window in the front of this helmet <laughs> where his his face barely makes it out and okay. he looks so upset and yes it is a yeah. very phallic looking helmet and, fa- and you know friend mm. of the show Dave would anytime like you were late to sign on to play you'd get it demoted would, yeah, down to penis yeah, head. yeah yeah mm. penis head was the punishment <laughs> that's a shame I thought that came out yeah. this year alright alright uh, well so, go ahead and we can, we can strike through penis head yeah alright so with <sighs> that what a loss <laughs> we would have won if it weren't for the, if it had come out this year oh, yeah. uh, um, so um, of the ones this year we've got uh, Gav mid, uh, or sorry, Gavin mid from Final Fantasy 16, uh, Turgle and Murrin, uh, from Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, uh, Lorlath and Narel, Narel from uh, Diablo 4. <laughs> Talk about proper nouns. <laughs> Ashley Graham and, uh, Lewis Sarah from Resident Evil 4, um, Chai Peppermint Cinnamon, uh, and Cor- uh, Corsica from Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, first um, look, I thought it was semen. <laughs> uh, Homer from Forspoken. Is that the cat? Yes. Okay, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pura and Addison from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, Pura, right? Pura? What did I say? Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah he has, you have a hard job. I know. Carlac, Shadowheart, Gale, <laughs> Lazelle, and Asterion, and Asterion, and Raphael from yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. God damn, you so. only know that last one because he right. was in Soul Calibur. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nora, the preferred upgrade fridge from Atomic Heart, which yeah. I'm so glad you added Hell this before yeah. I did. Um, the Bracken from Lethal Company. Uh, on, on some last minute additions to games I already went through. So the Merchant from Resident Evil 4, 808 from High Fry Rush, which is their cat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pepino Spaghetti from Pizza Tower. I also had, had Riley and Jacob. Together from Oxenfree Two Lost Signals and the the Cosell uh, the Cosella brothers uh, the Coskella brothers Coskella brothers from Alan Wake Two. Do you remember yeah. them? They're the, the two they're, that they're own the, the coffee company. Yeah, they're the yeah. Finnish like yes, uh, yes. Uh, like basically like libertarian uh, yeah. prepper dudes that yes. uh, fuck the government. All right, <laughs> I got I've got some cuts to me too. Uh, here. Yeah, oh wait. Before- uh, so if well, if, like, look, I'm very familiar with Hi Fi Rush. And I think there are some top contender, uh, contenders from Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. And I think the ones that we can cut are Corsica and 808 for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, I like Corsica. I like Corsica. Um, and, and the thing is, is like, if you're picking 808, what you're really picking are uh, Peppermint. Uh, yeah, like te- telepresencing in through 808. No, you're totally right. I I really just threw 808 on here because I yeah. like the design and the, and them in the loading screen, but also just the name is so. Yeah, like that's, what, what's, if, if you're familiar with what 808 means in the, in music, then that's sure. Like, yeah. what's actually good about 808 and Hi-Fi Rush is that 808 is the cat, like a robot cat. Yeah. That peppermint is telepresencing. Yeah. 
Yeah, is telepresencing through this cat. And so by proxy, this cat is doing some very sarcastic eye rolls and all kinds of yeah. like really good like animation gags because <laughs> yeah. like because Peppermint is so fed up with Chai. Yeah. Like just that being comes out a, through a, her, yeah. <laughs> just being a moron and like all of all of the animations oh, around that Chai. are so good. <laughs> you have to see the, the cat the imprinted on the yeah. yeah, the delivery of Peppermint through the cat 808. <laughs> Because of Chai is so good. Now I know. Uh, I, I know people. If we're were, gonna if we're gonna say a best character, I don't yeah. think 808 or Peppermint make it. I know people were hot on uh, Luke from Street Fighter Six, but I think Chai should take the uh, himbo. The, yeah, for the for the best himbo, himbo twink of the, of the year. Okay. <laughs> best I agree. Look, of the year. If, if you're gonna say best himbo of the year, uh, Luke isn't anywhere close to Chai, dude. Like <laughs> Chai yeah. is. All right, good. So I, well, much I just better. know people like them, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Andrew. Uh-huh. Baldur's Gate 3, pick two. Yeah. Pick two. Uh, you know what? I'm going to make a trade. Carlac and either Gale and Hysterion, based on what I know from the first conversation I have with these characters. Is that it? Is that it? Is that correct? Oh, no. I don't even think Gale makes the list. Okay. Uh, no, I put Gale. Car- Carlac is a contender. Okay. Astarian is for sure a contender. Okay. Those are the two. Uh, uh, Andrew, would you agree top three out of the six we have are Carlac, Hysterion, and Shadowheart? I think Shadowheart is close with Raphael. Yeah, it's tough because Raphael's not a party member. Th- that's the thing is like when you were yeah. asking before about like best performance, I was like, dude, I would have a really hard time between Carlac and Astarian, and Astarian is getting all the nominations. Um, yeah, but, but for me, it is he's a it dick is. And a... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Astarian is a very nuanced <laughs> character oh, in like all kinds of ways. Car- Carlac is a very happy-go-lucky character with, like, a very tragic, like, backstory mm-hmm. and, like, ultimatum kind of thing. Um, both of them are fantastic for that reason. Raphael is not a playable character, but he is a character that you run into constantly who's very much, like, the conniving asshole that you love to hate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he fucking nails that role. And Shadowheart is the person whose, like, world has been rocked by, like finding out that everything that she knew was maybe a lie, you yeah. know? Um, so all of these things are such good contenders, and that's why, as good as Gale is for being, like, the British comedian <laughs> in this troupe of of characters, he's still not even on the level of these other ones. If I had to pick two, I think it's Carlac and Astarian, and I would weep for Raphael and Shadowheart. <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree with Cap. I, I agree with Carlac and and Nisterian. Perfect. Yeah. So we can strike the rest. I, of I'm it. gonna I'm gonna cut a bunch of mine. Uh, yeah. I, I put the the brothers from Alan Wake too because of the uh their commercials. They're very memorable. Are funny. They're, so they're good. very yeah. memorable. Um, I think they're the best part of that. Do game. They, yeah. Are they also <laughs> the Are they also the ones that in the beginning offer the uh, the tours of the mountains? But yes, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that's. And uh, they also run the 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 amusement park coffee world. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. They uh, <laughs> see. This is why I'm glad that uh, that it won best narrative because it's yeah. just like well, well, we can't pick them. Win. I I, I, I acknowledge like, it's strength, it's part yeah. of the narrative. Yeah. Um, Riley and Jacob can go. Uh, I I like their chemistry, but that's mostly just in the, th- the vocal just, direction. I just think Jacob is the, a good character and Riley is I, I know I, I'm with you on that <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I think there's something something that they're dynamic when especially when they're just first starting to work it's together. very it's very but similar it, but much worse version of the peppermint chai uh yeah dynamic <laughs> yeah. 
where one's just a lovable idiot and the yeah. other one's just like a and also like a, a a complete disservice to like the the two the uh, Lola and um and oh shit now I, why am I blanking on his name oh the after party character yeah yeah and also a disservice to the, the two characters after party from protagonists Oxen Free One as well yeah. uh, can can we say definitively that the only two Hi Fi Rush characters that are making it this far are Chai and Cinnamon yeah. Although, uh... Oh, I like Peppermint. I do like Peppermint. I do like Peppermint. You yeah. like Peppermint more than Shy or Cinnamon? Oh, so... No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I love Peppermint. I know, I like Peppermint No, Peppermint's well. good, but, like, Chai and Cinnamon, uh, if we gotta pick chai, two yeah. Chai is contender for the, Sorry, Milo win, the winner. Sorry, yeah, Milo and Lola. Yeah, Milo and Lola. The winner of this fucking category. Chai yeah. is so good. And uh, Chai... <laughs> the thing about Chai is that Chai... Like, Cinnamon is the comic relief. In a game full yeah. of comic relief, yeah. and he, it's so well done. The, uh, the, the, yeah. the concept of a robot having to draw on his face with Sharpie <laughs> yeah. to express himself is such a like, Which is like kind of the same as the Lego movie, but also yeah, like yeah. still still different. And oh my god, the combination of like, which we'll get to in moment moment or sequence, but yeah. it's like Chai and his, his fever dreams combined with cinnamon is like just a winning, <laughs> I like, I like, a winning formula because cinnamon is willing to break the fourth wall. I like, I like the there's a, wall, a part right, in yeah. the, uh, at, at one point when he's reflecting on all of this, this positive reassurance that all the characters have. And then when it gets yeah. to cinnamon, he's just like, I like your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the thing about shy is that like in a, in a, in a really like a cast of characters that could all take this category he enhances everybody around him. Yeah. yeah. Like his interaction with everybody it's how else well makes they play them better. Of them. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so are we, are we going with Chai or Cinnamon? Chai, uh, chai and Cinnamon for now. Chai and Cinnamon for now. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Peppino Spaghetti could go uh, as well. Can it, but I love that name and Over I love my dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I think the design, like I, I just, I, like I love it. It's so expressive. Yeah. And uh, no, I, I'm joking, of okay. course. But yeah, it's man. I will say Pepino <laughs> um, spaghetti. I will say Homer from Forspoken can go. That cat was done dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she just leaves him in a box at right. the doorstep of the judge, and then come, and then doesn't and then at the end doesn't even come back for him at the end of the game. <laughs> She's a bad. She he just cat. he's just sitting in the window of the judge's house and looks up at a sparkling star and smiles and that's the Homer's ending in that game. I, I no just want to listen, shout out the cat. Listen, I just I, that cat probably she probably, did probably a better home than than that's that's true. true. She did save the cat she could barely from her apartment fire. She did save the cat from her apartment fire, but to be fair, they did light the apartment on fire because of her. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's yeah. not the most likable. No, yeah. she sucks. No, yeah, she's uh, not. Yeah. Okay, so Homer's gone. Yeah, Homer's gone. Off on Austin, tell me about these. Uh, these these. Tell me about the Star War. Okay. Yeah. So Turgle is he the little frog guy who's yes. voiced by Richard Horvitz? He's rich, voiced by Richard Horvitz. <laughs> Imagine if Invader Zim was like, uh, was like really, uh, like Woody Allen, just like really anxious all the time. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta find a clip and just play it real quick. Um, here we go. Welcome to Kobo. Cal! Cal, so glad you're back! You missed all the action! He was horrible! Did something happen? The Raiders paid us another visit. Took a shine to that droid you found. See? They took her, Cal! Carried her right out! She's been droid-napped! My saloon better be okay, Turgle! 
I think you brought this down on us. I'm innocent, Mr. Grease. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna need to paste that in chat for me. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. He's really flexing chat. those, those yeah. throat muscles. Just like <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I wouldn't call it best character by any means, but I just have to shout him out because in a game full of people who just cannot stop being serious. Well, that's the funny thing. There's such a stoicness to probably everybody else and then you have this little like... <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, that is the actual voice actor from Invader Zen. That is. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Raz. Yeah, because I, I was like, man, this is... I didn't know he was in that game until like after it came out. Like, right. And, uh, yeah. and that Daggett really struck. From Angry Beast. Yes. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Marin is the Night Witch, oh, yeah. and we will get to her. You can cut her. We will get to her in moment or sequence. Uh, she is uh, she is part of, she's from the first one. She's the mm -hmm. love interest, mm -hmm. but she is part of like a society of uh, witches in the Star Wars universe who just fucking hate the Jedi. And every <laughs> time you have meetings with all the Jedi and they're talking about like their, their code of ethics and shit, she's just constantly rolling her eyes in the background. And that's why I love her, because... Part of the reason I love that game so much is just her just having my reactions to everything the Jedi do in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. And she ain't wrong. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave Turgle on for now. Okay. It's too early to cut him. He's adorable. Uh, what about uh, the two from uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Okay. So we all know Pura. I was going to say, uh, we? which version? No, we don't. <laughs> Yes, deviant art version. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yes, yeah. uh, now, uh, now officially legal, so we can make fan art of uh, mm -hmm, of her. Mm -hmm. uh, well, she went oh back boy. in time. She was old. She regressed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was old, and then she did some experiments on herself to make herself young and hot again. Yes, that's yep. it. Uh, that was just a joke thing because she's because of the meme, uh, the fan art. That's, I was going to say, quotes. I was like, listen, okay, listen I if I had to pick that. out one memorable thing about uh, Pura is the fact that uh, she's young and hot again. Yeah. Or actually technically now older and hot again because she was a child in the first game. And we can, we can also, <laughs> I've also put Addison. Do you remember Addison? I, I think so. He was the, um, he's the construction company guy. Yeah. I do, I, you know what's funny? I was thinking about putting him on, on Moment because mm -hmm. at first in that game, I hated coming across him. Yeah. But then after a while, I actually genuinely started looking forward to the puzzles. Because at the beginning of the game, the puzzles are all boring. But then by the end of it, you really have to yeah. get yep. creative with the how you how you solve those puzzles. So there's a construction company in Tears of the Kingdom for those that haven't played it. Yeah. Where and there's this character whose job is to just go around Hyrule and put up signs for this construction company. Yeah. But he's just really bad at his job. So basically, it's a series of puzzles in the game. You struggle across this guy who's panicking, and he has a sign on the floor and then a bunch of other wood, and you basically have to get the sign yeah. to Stand stay up, up on its yeah. own yeah. using your, you all, know, your oh, powers. Yeah, yeah, powers. All of his yeah. signs, all of his signs only have one post so they're all in they're all unbalanced they'll always fall over and he's literally standing there holding it up because he can't let the sign fall yeah and then when you actually do balance you say let it go and when you do when you do balance it properly does he put a second stake in the ground no he reinforces the bottom of the first one mm. so that it's just being <laughs> held up by one i thought that was one of the funniest inside days like yeah. no just put another stake on the other side and it won't fall down. And it's like, no, he just reinforces the first one. I was like, I thought that was actually a clever joke. Yeah. 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 No, uh, that's the, the, do you think they hang or no, no, no. we can cut okay. them. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, yeah, that, 
that that game that game uh did many things right, but you know the characters were not. Uh, you know, no right. no one was posting on forums uh, about the characters. Matt, I have not played much, much Lethal, Lethal Company as you. Who is the Bracken? The Bracken is one of the monsters. Personally, my favorite. Um, I think I just want to give a little... I think the Mimic at, Bugs are funny. Yeah, the Mimic Bugs are also good. There are many good ones. I want to give a shout out. My favorite uh, monster um, does not attack you directly. Uh, will only attack you if it can sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very quiet. Um, so you can defeat it just by looking at it. The problem is it's quiet and often it does succeed in sneaking up on you. But mm. one of the best things is when you turn around and you see your buddy get snatched by a big black creature and just get yoinked into the darkness. And you're like, hello, where would you, where'd you go? <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's a, it, I, my personally, my favorite. That creates uh, for monster. some time. It, it, it's a, it's yep. a, yeah. Well, doesn't monster. Okay. But how about these, cut, da- these Dablos? Uh, Diablos. Okay. Uh, well, I kind of covered it a little bit. Uh, basically, there is a sorceress who is trying to fight the powers of evil, and then she gets seduced by Lilith into essentially sacrificing herself, uh, in order for Lilith to come back into the world. Uh, and her daughter, Nayrell tries to save her and fails and then basically has to spend the rest of the game learning based off the little bit that her mother teached her taking over for her mother. And she is, um, I would probably say the actual main character of Diablo four. Yeah. She is so good and Mm well-written and like the, the internal struggles that she goes through and, like, the sacrifices that she makes. Cause she lost a freaking arm. Her arm gets cut off, yeah. It didn't stop her. She didn't just... stop her. Yeah. And then at the ending, she has, like, a Lord of the Rings moment where she's like, I'm going to take this boat out of this bitch. <laughs> You're like, all right. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Lorath is, like I said, he's the last of the Haradrim. He is a... Uh, he is the successor to Deckard Cain, but when he comes into the Sutter role Kane? as the successor to Deckard Cain, he is like a fucking drunk. Okay. And so you spend like a lot of the game. Basically, you meet him at the beginning and he helps you at the very beginning. And then he goes like, he keeps going like, oh, we'll meet me in the next town and I'll help you. We'll figure out what to do next. And every time you come to town, he's just drunk and throwing up and he's passed out in the stables next to the, the fucking horse shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and he, he is also voice. Oh, he's also voiced by the same guy that voiced Sid in final fantasy 16. Mm. Uh, and oh, wow. I, uh, his, his voice is like super deep. I forget. Ralph innocent. Is that his name? Oh shit. I, yeah. I have, I know that name, and I know I've heard other roles that he's yeah. been in. His uh, voice is, like, insanely deep, and it's oh awesome. Oh, God. I know for a fact that I played or watched something very recently with him in it. I swear mm-hmm. to God. I know I did. I'm going to look it up now because yeah. it's like I, I know that name. Um, But if I uh, – I would like to keep one of these on here for now, and if I had to pick, I think I'd pick Nayrell. Okay. I agree. Laura. Yeah. Yeah. But they're both – All right, like, how do you feel about – um? Ashley Graham and Louis Sarah. Yeah, I was going to say merchant. Like, um, the, the merchant too. The, I mean the, the three Ari characters. I mean it, it's like the merchant will always be a, a cool like staple of Resident Evil, but I uh, Louis and um and Ashley are like or Louise, sorry, are so much more fleshed out. They're so much in better. this game than yeah. the than the original four. Okay. 
And uh, especially like, I, I mean, really both of them have so much, they're, they're actually like characters more now than just plot devices, I yes. guess. <laughs> um, uh, particularly with Ashley, like, you know, being more like uh, capable and they did kind of just turn Luis even to more of a badass than he was. And like, you, you know, and kind of, following his motivations along the way is like compelling and he has a really good final moment. I mean, I say spoilers, but it's, it, it's, for. it's the same, you know, it, it leads to the same conclusion. The same conclusion still happened from, yeah. you know, over whatever back in from 2005. So, you know, he doesn't make it out, but his sacrifice feels a lot more, you know, uh, meaningful this time. But um, I mean, does does he take it over the best that we have to offer from Unfortunately, yeah, comparatively and... to what's already on this list, I don't I don't think any of them are going to uh probably make the cut, but mm. uh but uh happy to see them here for a little while. I don't know if this is what I remember Ralph Ellison from, but he wasn't Chernobyl. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah, might well. be uh what I but it's like he's been on a lot of stuff. Yes. He has uh, a very unique voice that Yeah. Rules. Um, all right, so are we cutting all the RE4 characters? I think um I think there are yeah. I think there are better options out okay. there. Um if I had to if I had to give it to one of them, I would give it to Luis. Fantastic game, but yeah. Uh, I think uh Luis Luis they uh they really I think did him justice. A lot more depth uh, this time. Yes, right. a so, lot more in, yeah. Just engaged. so we're all aware I'm cutting Luis last. Oh, okay. Out of the yeah, three. That is important. <laughs> um let me get to... And all good uh, performances all around. How about uh, Final Fantasy? Yeah, I was just going to say, let me cover the two Final Fantasy characters. So, as I said... Guy names his daughter Mid. Well, <laughs> so... It's not with the context of today's <laughs> vernacular. Hold on, I got to Google something. Uh, her name is not actually Mid. Oh, uh, is that a nickname? Yes. Because um, his name is not Sid, it's Sidolphus. So but she's, everybody calls him Man, Sid. That's a way my my guess was Medersia. Yeah. Midgar. That's not. Nope. Come on. Me, mediocre is actually her full name. <laughs> Medersia. Her name is Middlelol. Okay. Middle of the pack. Close enough. Uh, and she is. So basically. Uh, he called her Midlol. Final Fantasy 16 spoilers. <laughs> uh, at the end of Act 1 of the game, Sid dies. And. What uh, the hell, man? Clive, Clive takes over as Sid. He takes the name Sid because it's like a, you know, it's like a beacon, like a calling for the resistance. So people, oh, I see. He, people, he doesn't want people to know that Sid is dead because then that means the resistance is dead. So Clive starts calling himself Sid. Last name and then Vicious. When Mid hears that Sid is alive, or when Mid hears that Sid dies, she comes to join the resistance to basically take his place, and she's an inventor. Um. And it's her, the whole reason her character exists essentially is like, uh, this is, it, it is a world where, you know, like rigid, the rigid gender roles fit. Women are elegant and men are tough. And she's the character that's like, I'm a tough woman, but it's mm. done. She a tomboy? Uh, or like she has short hair and she wears. She doesn't like, have short hair. She's oh, okay. also got like a Scottish accent, which is great. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> you should have said that first. Yeah. 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 And she's just like, uh, yeah, she's just like, it's, she's, she becomes a little bit of comic relief. Gotcha. In, in the same way that I said about um, Marin from Jedi Survivor, like she becomes the person who's like when all these royals and yeah, people yeah, are like, 
talking politics and talking shop and stuff, she just comes up and basically just tells them how stupid God. they're being. Yes. God, yeah. Don't that. you guys miss when games weren't political? Yeah. My God. And then Gav is, uh, he is Sid's right-hand man, and he is basically like the stealthiest person in the entire universe. So whenever you're like, we have to invade this entire city and he's kill this there. king, he's like, I'll be right back. And then he just sneaks in and comes back like three levels later and is like, so here's all the information you need to know. Um, but he gets fucked the fuck up throughout that game. He like loses his eye, so he has an eye patch, and he gets injured. And he's like the only—he's like the only person in this group full of people who are trying to free all these magic users of, from being slaves who doesn't have magic. He's like the normal guy, and he's also the most capable. And so like, and and he also like there's a there's a very sweet story where you essentially you go into this village that has been like slaughtered and you find a pregnant woman hiding in a thing. And then that's when uh, in like a cabinet and you bring her back to the base. And then that's when Gav, like Clive and Gav sit down to have a drink and Gav talks about how he always wanted to start a family, but the resistance always came first. And like, it, there's a very touching story. And then you get to the end of the game and, you know, Clive is like, I, can't be the Sid. We need a new leader for the resistance. And then they pick Gav as the leader. And he's like, I didn't think I could lead it because I'm the one that doesn't use magic. And they're like, we don't fucking care. You fucking rule, dude. And yeah. yeah he's the uh, the picked- Mike Airman Trout. Okay. He's the most capable person on the Pretty team. Pretty much, yeah. yeah the, the most capable person on the team who doesn't have some <laughs> twisted agenda. He's just there to do the job. We picked you because you got the most heart. <laughs> and that's what the essentially, resistance means. Essentially, yeah. But it, there's just like constantly like scenarios where these these people get fucked. And he's like, they, they're like, we're about himself. to die. And Gav yeah. just comes in and saves the day like 800 times. And the game just like doesn't acknowledge it. And then finally they like at the end, they're like, no dude, you're the whole reason any of this happened. <laughs> he's like, he's like the Neville Longbottom of final fantasy 16. Oh, you know, how, yeah. you know people are like Harry Potter's Blow not up. actually a lead character. Neville is Gav is actually like the lead. Oh, Neville. okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. I flipped him and somebody else in my head. Yeah. It's been yeah. a while since <laughs> super I was in the right now. Yeah, I see. I saw those pictures. <laughs> and Malfoy looks like hero. a heroin addict. Oh man! All right, <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think Tom Tom Middleton or something like that. Oh, yeah. So, so where, do we, where do we stand on these two Final Fantasy characters compared to Nora the perverted upgrade fridge? <laughs> I, oh listen, no! I'm just so happy that the uh, the the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, yeah. the fucking the fridge that wants to fuck you has stayed on here for so long. I. Uh, I will say um, I kept wishing this character back on screen just because uh, I thought the main character was very dry. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's funny because whoever voices the first, like, that's also a standout performance amongst the rest of the video work, which is admittedly fairly poor. Uh, Uh, Especially the main character feels like he kind of phoned it in. He's kind of a flat line, and she has so much attitude. She she has so much attitude and personality. Uh, I I see better picks on here, but I just got to say... No, uh, I love I love that horny yo, fridge. Yo. I think I think that embraces the weirdness of yes. the game more. It, it like, makes it, me so uncomfortable. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and, and that is look. a testament to the writing. Yeah. In, a, in a true, it gets explicit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. exactly. Yeah. In a true alternative universe, where like the, your character is also uncomfortable with it. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. yeah. No, yeah. right. He's, yeah. he's turning her down. Yeah. 
They yes. that this doesn't everybody want a fridge that's gonna just like talk sexually <laughs> no, and dirty to not you? Particularly. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, was I gonna... just need it to cool my diet coke. That's yeah. it. But... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, are we cutting Nora? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, God damn yeah, it! No, that long I, live the sex. I, I, I agree. I, uh, I I I wish that every character could have had that personality. I. <laughs> uh, oh. But bravo to the, you're right, the, 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 the voice, I don't know uh, whose decision that was, but I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so shout out. Yeah. The loneliest person on the, All right. <laughs> on the staff. We've got, Can we make the fridge got, like sexy and like talk about draining you and stuff? <laughs> what do you guys think? God. Yeah, I just, like, sure. Every, every, every <laughs> time, every time you like the character tries to fight back or tell it to like, like, like oh I love the, it when you struggle yeah, yeah. That's it. it's just yep. like oh I like a man with attitude and yeah. it's like oh god this is, she does not want to take no for an answer oh yeah all right we've we've got eight characters left uh and I don't think we're going to end up uh with our number one and two being both from Final Fantasy or both from Hi Fi Rush yeah right yeah yeah okay and, and which so given those I like because I don't have experience with Final Fantasy if I'm looking at Chai and Cinnamon. As great as Cinnamon is, Chai yeah, is a chai. rounder character yeah. that is chai. also it's great. Because like, it's also uh, what Austin yeah. brought up is that it's it's also everybody playing off of him is like is, yeah. yes, is yeah. what works. So. I will and, also and say Chai enhances all of his scenes. Yeah, yeah. I will also say I have uh, we never cut either of the Final Fantasy characters. I still have Turgle on here, and I still have Narelle on here. If I had to pick mm. one of the characters, I mean, you played Diablo Four, Sean, but yes, like. Of the, of those characters I added, I think my favorite is probably Gav. Uh, so I'm gonna cut mid, and and Turgle and Arel. Yeah, no, right. I think that unless anybody has a problem with, unless anybody wants weird Richard Horvitz frog on here, like <laughs> you said about Narel, like, like yes, the 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 uh, unwillingness to quit and uh, just this like driving force of like this true spirit. Like you, I think you said it really well. It's like, that's the true main character. Yeah. Yeah. You're the hero, but it's not your story. You're just mm-hmm. kind of being dr- drug along. And, uh, she is very compelling, but, mm-hmm. uh, Gav seems more, you know, it's also, it's also in a way like what you said about weirdly enough about the sexy fridge is like, uh, <laughs> is like in a, she is a standout. Her and Lorath are a standout in a game full of okay characters. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like she's really well written, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, Asterian and Carlac are also standout in a game full of a bunch of insanely well written. Right. Characters. Exactly. So like it, it's it's all within the context. Narel is the best character in Diablo Four, but yeah, is Diablo Four even close to the best written game? No, the, you know, compared to what we have left right. here. No, Honestly, I, I so. I'm, I'm upset. Nero made it past Nora <laughs> in in the list of being cut because that means something here. Oh fuck! But Nora, Nora fuck the horny fridge. No, <laughs> I mean I know. No, 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 no they, don't I mean, fuck the horny fridge. The That's game the, wouldn't let me. Yeah, rip your dick off. Yeah, we we should cut cinnamon while we're at it. Yeah. Okay, cut cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And then sorry, cinnamon. Now we have. Uh, this reminds me of the dog's name from one, two, Heels. cinnamon, three, cinnamon. four, five characters left. That's pretty good. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, you want to so, l- list them? 
real quick? Yes, I will list them. We have Gav from Final Fantasy 16, Chai from Hi-Fi Rush, Carlac and Asterian from Baldur's Gate 3, and Pepino Spaghetti. <laughs> 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 I literally <laughs> said... I. I was like, no, I get it. There's not really a lot of uh, yeah, I'm cutting them dynamic <laughs> it's, it's character just, it's, explanation it's, there, but yeah, it's none. It's, I'm it's just an it's insane a, it's, pizza. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a fun no, no, no. <laughs> right. I'm glad that he made it to top five. <laughs> I like right. this uh, habit we're getting into uh, four, and then do an around the room kind of yeah. mm-hmm. test here. All right, do. Just in the waters. Do you want to do the around the room thing real quick? And also, do we are we limited to one character per game? No. Uh, like oh. if Andrew wants to, can we should he, not. Can we shouldn't. No. There's no, no. rule. No. There's I, no I, rule. Like I would probably try and have some diversity, but there's yeah. no, this isn't a well because yeah. because we cut cinnamon because Chai is the better hi-fi rush character. Yeah. Before we go around the room, should we no, talk about no, Asterian so, versus Carlac? Well, so real quick, Austin, right? Is like I I cut cinnamon because not only is he like the second best hi-fi rush character, but also because there's no way that he is the second best character behind. Uh, Chai and a Baldur's Gate three character, right? Like, like, okay. like he he would have to be at least third, which okay. is why I said we we should cut him. Yeah. Okay. Corsica yep. and Peppermint are lesbians for each other. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Yeah. The next one. Well, yeah. I get I hate to break it to you, but a lot of people are lesbians for each other in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, I do love that Peppermint has a like a robotic like. I fuck if everyone's sexuality in Baldur's Gate is so fluid that they will fuck you no matter what is going on. on your yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Around the room. Who wants to go first? It could be Sean this time because we did it. In- yeah. Yeah. I guess in clockwise order. Of some yeah. sort. Um, um, I, I'm the Carlac. Not uh, we didn't really talk about Carlac and Asteri and all that much. Well, yeah, I think we, we kind of covered it in, uh, Kind of covered it in the, the narrative true. part. Like, trust me, I believe you guys did. You guys trust me. You, you talked about Carlac. Okay. Like, Carlac has a heart that is going to kill her. An infernal heart that is going yes. to kill her, unless she returns to hell. Right. And also, I am in love with her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You and the rest of the internet. I know. That's why it's I true. was like, I said Carlac first, and I was like, oh. And Asterian. My hand Asterian is a vampire that is under the control of a. The vampire who turned him, and we will get more into that in moment or sequence, unless we have uh, to. Yes, don't, now. don't get into it too much. I yeah. just started playing this game, yeah. guys. <laughs> so uh, uh, my order is going to be Chai, then Carlac. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just reverse that order. Uh, simply because I three people today have gushed to me about Carlac. Okay, Two. I know I just started the game. <laughs> they gushed to you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They didn't she's, gush like the fridge, though. You know what I'm saying? She's mine. Back off, Andrew. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm going with Chai. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know what? I what was the uh, the uh, the last option? Not a Syrian, The one Gav. That, Gav. I just can't speak to that character. Yeah. And I think no. Chai, I love. I think I think he's. Bro- uh, we can cut Gav. He's my third. He's your third. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not even gonna. No, 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 so. not for the not for the list, but the 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 what you've. Like told us about him, mm-hmm. I am like more interested in. He's also a little bit of a himbo. Yeah, we love <laughs> which that. I love me a himbo. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I think you've made a very good argument for him to make it this yeah. far. Through. All right, 
Andrew. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go Astarian and then Chai. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go Karlak Chai. Yeah, wow. Boy. That's like All that's right. why I said I'm not even picking Gav. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm uh, I'm gonna say Chai and maybe Turgle, but I do think I do Boy think cut Turgle. Uh, oh, did we? Yeah, yeah unless oh, you okay. want him. Long nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I I just thought that was a that was a uh, he's so clip. fun. But uh, the rest of the game isn't though. Yeah. Uh, then then in which case I'd say it's Chai and then it's between then Asterion or Karlock, I guess. Yeah, well, I so think that those I are the most we impassioned. Didn't, we didn't pick. Like, we didn't really talk about uh, talk, yeah. specifically Asterion or Karlak. Asterian... Yeah, so I was going to say, Karlak is like a very happy-go-lucky, like she looks like a demon, which is kind of like the whole tieflings thing, um, but she is like the most positive character you'll run into in Baldur's Gate 3, despite the fact <laughs> that she has a terminal. That's funny, because I just Googled yeah. a picture and she, I, thought I, yes. I thought I was looking no. at Diablo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, despite, yeah, despite the She's fact awesome. that she, she basically has a terminal illness, she is like... Well, she has an infernal machine character. that runs on very yeah. specific... Yeah, it, should, or, uh, it, should be, it should be brought up that she has to be happy-go-lucky because if she gets angry, her yeah. heart will explode oh, faster. Oh, that's fucking funny. Mm, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she jumps all over the area. And, like, and then Astarian is like... Is like he's dancing with the possibility of being power hungry, but also he is like a slave to this greater vampire, and he kind of like sees an opportunity in his future, but he's not quite sure how to handle it, kind of thing. Um, so that that's he's his also whole like deal. extremely like theatrical. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Okay. People uh, people tend to call. He's a thespian. He's a thespian. Yeah, I've seen people call him uh, Hot Stewie. Uh, from Family Guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I mean, I could kind of see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the they are polar opposites. I don't know okay. if there's yeah. a time in Baldur's Gate where you will make a decision and both Karlak and Asterion will agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that is maybe also true. Uh, yeah. Asterion tends to like you uh, rolling with the id of your brain. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and Karlak is is more like yeah, you know, let's do it. We can, we got this. Yeah. Like that's. That's Carla. I can so. help you make up your mind. She's like uh, the 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 uplifting uh, mother figure that I think we Not all want me. in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The woman, the strong woman that picks you up and carries you around. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sounds pretty good. She, she's the uh, Rosie the Riveter. Uh, all right. Uh, then, yeah. Then I think yeah, I that's gotta, really good. I think I got to go with her then. Okay. Uh, yeah. So does that mean it's it's Chai and Karlak, but we have to pick who's yeah. the winner and who's the runner-up? Yes. I, I think Chai runner. was unanimous for being in this top two. He yeah, was yeah. They, yeah. He was unanimous. Uh, okay, so that means that Chai wins and Karlak gets second I by the so, numbers, yeah. but I don't know because Karlak rules and is the love of my life. Yeah. So keep, <laughs> keep that in mind before Mama. you make such drastic decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, we tried to kiss and she burned my lips, but I didn't care. <laughs> uh, the scar is just a reminder that you were once right, there. Is, is everybody? I'm I'm the biggest Carlac defender. Well, here. like you said, it's it's not like it's not. But how how do people feel about? Because we, I love Chai, but I'm not. I wouldn't stand in the way of you wanting to nominate her first. I was gonna say okay. this is a uh, like. It's completely it, either way is fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I feel, don't feel strongly. Yeah, that way, that's but. that's kind of where I'm at as well. Andrew, as the only other yeah. person who's played both games to completion, how do you feel about Carlac versus Chai? Uh, Carlac is, is 
she's such a close second. I'm not hurt by this at all. Uh, like, <laughs> dude, honestly, like, if if anybody wants to know from me, like, why I like Carlac so much, I just show them that scene from Act Three, uh, where she beats that guy, mm-hmm. and then she has that introspective moment. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, not only is that like a performance contender scene, but it's also a major character scene as far as this you yeah. know, categories concerned. So, right. you know, if I managed to get through that spoiler free for, for new to boom. Yeah. Here. Thank uh, you. But yeah, it's like, yeah, she nails it. Right. Like just the characters of uh, a five out of five, the performance is a five out of five, like, and a starian's great too. Uh, you just kind of have to see both of them, I guess. And let me know what you think when you get around to it, Matt. Okay. It's funny yeah. hearing what you guys are yeah. saying about <clears throat> these two characters, because at the game awards, it was the, um, the nomination. That, it was, that's what I was so so surprised oh, yeah. by, uh, Randy. Is that like what's his name? Because I uh, Ast- yeah, so, yeah. Uh, oh, Neil yeah. Newbon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I was surprised that like he went with the uh, the Golden Joystick and the the Game Awards nominations when I thought it was so much closer that it would have been hard to get you know uh, so specific on just one performance. Um, yeah. And matter of fact. If we're going just performance, I'd say the narrator even does such a hell of a job yeah. that it's 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 hard to narrow it down. Maybe you need a, three, a cast category, you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, as far as character goes, it's those two, I think, are the strongest. Um, and, and still, not by a wide margin, because Shadowheart, Gale, Lazel, Raphael, they're all great, you know, um, um, in, I think in different ways. We need to settle the, the order, Carlac or Carlac. Uh, Carlac I mean, and everybody Chai. said you don't care, but I feel like the support for Chai is yeah higher. Does Carlac so. play air guitar? <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if if she were if she were about be surprised. Yeah. years in the future, she probably would. Yeah, yeah. they're they're similar characters. <laughs> Honestly, they're not that dissimilar. <laughs> they're they're really not they're all not that different. different. Yeah. yeah, but I'm, but I'm Chai, totally Chai okay never has to face his okay. mortality the way that uh, no. the way that Carlac does. So, so we've uh, now for best character we have Chai from High Fi Rush, and then Austin's waifu Carlac uh, from Baldur's <laughs> Gate Three in second. Yep. Yeah. Don't say waifu. That diminishes it. Just waifu. <laughs> <laughs> she, loves, she loves me, and I love her. <laughs> Gonna, and I fixed her heart even though so we could do bit. it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you fixed her heart, like physically, but also like yeah. you know emotionally. emotionally yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. And finally for today, best moment uh, or best moment in sequence, as a uh, giant bomb used to phrase it. Um, basically, uh, you know, like was there a scene or level uh, in something that truly stuck out to you? Uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it doesn't always need to be playable. It could be a cinematic. Um, I see a few fourth wall, like um, uh, real in real life reactions we had to stuff that uh, that also very much count. Um, and again, uh, spoilers probably ahead. Uh, so starting with uh, the talk show in Alan Wake Two, uh, we sing in Alan Wake Two. I have um, using the switch lamp and rewriting the narrative for the first time. Also in Alan Wake Two. Uh, I guess if they're grouped together, I should just uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the opening of Atomic Heart. Um, the next five are from Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, telling Garlic you love her. Wonder who added that one. <laughs> the House of Hope. <laughs> Could be any of us. <laughs> <laughs> the House of Hope. Uh, Casador. Custom genitals and character creation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, High-level combat. Um, two from Chance and Sonar. Uh, figuring out the first uh, complete language. Uh, uh, linking the people. Uh, Firestarter, uh, in parentheses, Mission Impossible stuff from Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Look, if, 
if you know, you know. If you uh, know, like, you know. There, there, there's no other way to put that than Mission Impossible. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Unyielding Flesh and Question of Self from Diablo 4, Jill's Revenge and Finding Whiteheart in the Chocobo in Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I have we have the uh, the whirring level uh, the uh, the how do you pronounce it? I forget Rogue Four Rogue Four uh, boss fight uh, talking to everyone at home base while Chai is knocked out uh, the lonely boy intro the number girl escape sequence the invaders must die tower raid all from Hi Fi Rush um, having a full band in Do Re Mi and Jackbox so Party Pack <laughs> <laughs> uh, the unlimited players mod and uh, the Spencer Mansion moons in Lethal Company uh, the pyramid and the bar fight from Mortal Kombat One. Uh, the Rotating Mansion from Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. Uh, Eight-player split-screen from Quake 2 Enhanced Edition. Uh, the Cube Maze boss fight from Remnant 2. Uh, <laughs> Luis's better death scene in uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, a second chance and find Grandpa in Spider-Man 2. Um, <laughs> the Jedi relationship discussion and teleporting boss fight in uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, Juno Gambit's AI conversation and... Um, Operation Starseed, Clone Planet, and Awkward Small Talk in Space, all from Starfield. First time that's come up today. Um, texting Ryu and Kami in Street Fighter Six, Spotting the anomalies in the Exit 8. Collapsing a building with the enemy team inside in the finals. Um, built for Rails Shrine in uh, Tears yeah. of the Kingdom, along with yeah. the Fire Temple and Cheesing the Cube Golems from Tears, yeah. uh, The Legend of Zelda. Where are we starting with this? Uh, let's let's start with some easier cuts. Okay. Um, so the bar fight in Mortal Kombat One, I don't think is I anywhere near as I, good as the. It, it, not, it, it is not at all. I just like it because I I think the way it's choreographed and there's a lot of kind of uh comedy even in it. Uh, sure. Yeah, like a but uh, but no, it it it, it doesn't. Yeah, like, nothing else in that game holds a candle. Everything to me. else on this list. Yeah, because uh, even the bar fight, I think it's cut. Even the um, what is it the uh, um. The little like f- like filming the, the Johnny Cage filming the movie part is is sort of yeah. cute and fun. It goes on a, li- a bit too long, but yeah, um, both uh, of them do. Yeah. arguably. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, let's say uh, no, I think it counts. I was gonna say the unlimited players mod in Lethal oh. Company. Oh, that was also on my list. Is a great moment, but it's fucking, not part of the game. Fucking fight me <laughs> <laughs> now! I guess technically it's not part fight of the game, but me. it did make the experience still, for me. But it still counts. Yeah. I am going to I'm going to be fighting for that for like one of the top spots because okay, genu- okay. genuinely do you think because I, I was going to say what I was going to say is it, I don't I was when I you first added that I was like it's a mod but then I was like but it's still a moment and I think it beats out the Spencer mansions fair because the Spencer mansion was only good because we had eight people you're right yeah okay you know what okay so yeah. let me let me let me <laughs> Hey, so li- yeah, 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 let me say my piece. Okay, the reason I added the unlimited players mine's called more company. By it the way, it makes the game way better. It, it does. It does. Honestly, probably. And you know, it's funny. I mean, I guess if you want to qualify, it was not last year. It was this year. I've been playing Lilo Company. I uh, we looked up. We know you can have more than four players. Uh, we downloaded it. Loved it. I bought Randy a copy of the game. Okay, mm-hmm. now Randy ahead of time. Everybody in that room was just like, Randy's not going to want to play. And you played it and you were like, this is genuinely charming and fun. And I, I had was a, like, yeah, I, 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 was, I was just as surprised as anybody. Are you kidding? Yeah, it had to eight be fair, people together. To be fair, <laughs> this guy was creaming his jeans. <laughs> yeah. While you guys were doing, while you guys were having that discussion, it was right after uh, we 
were done band practice and I was talking to Randy about Lethal Company. I was like, they're all yeah. in there. Just download my copy and try yeah, it. And yeah. then when I got home, he already had a copy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So. The Spencer Mansion is just a very nice homage. It is. You, when you walk into the a higher level moons, um, so the, the basic gist of it is that if you, you, you go to these abandoned moons, you have to go into the, these abandoned installations and grab scrap. Uh, the later moons are very clearly modeled after the Spencer Mansion from Resident Evil. I thought it was a great, mm. great, like instantly recognizable. You can cut that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think playing think, that game with, I think we had seven yeah. people, was probably genuinely some of the most fun I've had in a video game in months. Uh, it makes in, the game so much better. I don't know why it's a mod. I don't know why they yeah. yeah. allow you to know. have that many people. So, but no, we can keep that for now. Uh, any other easy cuts that stick out to uh, to, to uh, Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go for a couple from Hi-Fi Rush just because if we're only gonna get down to one and two, we gotta, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna not gonna now. make it. Yeah, yeah well, it, because that's what I'm familiar with, right? Is like, okay, I know that uh, you're not going to get. Um, uh, what do you call it? Lonely Boy intro, Number Girl escape sequence. Uh, Invaders must die. Tower raid and the whirring level <laughs> all together. So, and, the, and the Rossford boss so, fight is the Beethoven. Yeah, the, the, the classic. Yeah, right I now. would say Lonely Boy and Number Girl for sure. I, uh, uh, the perfect dark final boss. Uh, perfect dark. The, sorry, perfect the, drunk the, final boss. Yeah, the thing. Great, the but. thing is about like you. You and Randy are way into whirring, and I had to look that level up, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh. This no. was maybe one of the most boring parts of the game. Uh, Are you uh, fucking with me? That's like my you, number one with remember, the bullet. Do you remember when I brought up the prospect of cutting the Lethal Company mod and Matt yelled at me? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't feel like raising my voice, but you can pry <laughs> yeah. the worrying level from my cold, dead yeah, fucking that's, so, so not so that's, that, that, that's exactly why I'm not proposing think, cutting I, the worrying level. Right, but I think all, that's the most that epic saying, moment in the game. I mean, it's genuinely one of my favorite songs of all time, so I know there's going to be some personal like connection no, there. But like, but yeah, like, like, to me, like, to me, Invaders Must Die means nothing to me, but that moment meant so much to me in that game, you I, know? I think just uh, how and, well this was synced with that song, because that's a lengthy, you know, track, and, like... I, I think we can so cut well. Lonely Boy and Number Girl because okay. uh, just there are way stronger moments in that game. Sure. And I'm I am not trying to cut Worrying le- yet because I know it means so much to the two of you. I, but I, to me, to me, it meant so little that I couldn't even remember what part of the game it was. You are cuckoo bananas crazy. I will say that <laughs> no, the, the one, the reason I put the Number Girl song is like of the set of the, the, the license stuff in the soundtrack that was the one I was I was not That's familiar chains, with at all. Chainsaw, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, and the Suzuki so, chainsaw. Or yeah, that yeah. Japanese and I was like, oh man, this guy, this song rips ass. Um, all right, so uh, or whips ass, rips. You say it smells. Yeah, vision. What about man? This song farts, dude. It's an attack on all the senses. High fry rush. Lonely boy and number girl, I think, can get crossed out, and then we'll keep going. All right. I thought I had a third, and I was not trying I mean, to that, cut that worrying game is full because of epic I know moments. it meant so I much. I know. I, I think the you, thing yeah. about the worrying thing too is it's it's not just the 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 song itself, but it's also like that is the big. It even does the uh, the hero whipping shot of yeah. everyone on your team together finally and all contributing at once to the across the city skyline. Like, uh. yeah, no, I know the tropes <laughs> it was going for. I don't know that it necessarily nailed it. Like, like I said, like that part of the game was pretty forgettable to me. Right, well, uh, we'll, but, we'll put a pin in this for now. So, yeah, yeah, we'll come back to it. <laughs> in the spirit of chopping some stuff off, uh, these two Star Wars scenes. Uh, uh-huh. You showed me the one, which was actually kind of kind of yeah. rad. I, so I mean, yeah, 
uh, yeah, I think I showed it to you and Andrew. Yeah. Uh, there's yep. there's a part in the game where essentially you are it's you and Marin, who I talked about before, and she has the ability to teleport. Uh, and you don't. And then the Empire comes in with this giant walker, which you cannot beat. Yeah. And then there's a boss fight, which isn't really a boss fight. It's just an interactable sequence where they take all of the traversal mechanics that mm-hmm. you have learned. They're very like Uncharted and yep. like wall running and your grapple hook. And then they add the teleporting in because she make she able to make portals for you. Yeah. And so you're just jumping off of walls into portals and teleporting to different areas of the levels and then like sliding down a hill, jumping off, grappling to a point, running on a wall, jumping off into a portal. Like Mm -hmm. it, it is just the culmination of you played it, right? Yeah. No, that's why I brought this up is because that the culmination of every traversal mechanic they added, which is, it's so much greater than the sum of its parts. And, and this, this actual sequence is your introduction to that new mechanic and it's so it's so epic. Yeah, you know, it's for, insane. Uh, 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 you know, really, I hate using that word, but like it is, it is so heart racing, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, it it is, it is really good. Yeah, and then the Jedi relationship discussion we can cut, but I just yeah. love that part because yeah. it's that the, Marin is a love interest, but. She's not really a love interest because Cal's a Jedi and he doesn't he's fucking. Gotta, he's got to be a, a he's celibate, be weird celibate sexist yeah. cult. Than, and basically, yeah, they're priests. Right? There's, yeah, yeah. there's a time where they're stuck in a cave together, and they have this discussion about how much, like, mm-hmm. why would you deny yourself something yeah. like right. that? Yeah. Like, is it really gonna make yourself worse at the Force? Like, is the galaxy hinging <laughs> on you not Good falling in love? Yeah, and then they kiss, and yeah. it's just like. And then it's, all his powers just get sucked out no. of him, right? Yeah, just it's, wait till the third game where he turns into Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's anybody, every other Jedi that's fallen in love and whipped south. We can cut that, but I wanted to call that out because I just love that the game addresses that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they made a love interest and then came up with the problem where they're like, well, Jedis can't have love interest because last time Jedi had a love interest, he turned into Darth Vader, like Sean said. And, yeah. and then they're just like, no, this is bullshit. Like, you can still use the Force and kiss people. To be fair, <laughs> it's not... His well, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Not to get too deep into the the Anakin slash Darth Vader shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no that I did want to keep that one sequence with the uh, the, the teleporting because yeah. it's so awesome. Yeah. Do uh do any of these three Starfield segments hang? I wanted so, to talk about them. I was gonna okay. actually. Well, Matt put one on. Yeah, I was gonna actually ask because I was like, if you go through yours, uh, I can go through mine as well. Okay, so yeah, I have two, two, I had four, I cut it down. I had two missions on here. Yeah, I need to be reminded too because yes. I've um, all but wiped why this game from Andrew my Andrew told me to put the things in parentheses because the mission names tell you nothing. So Juno's Gambit is you, you stumble onto a space station, you go inside the space station, and there's these two guys arguing with a computer. And you'd find out that this was like an AI that a mining company made to mine some planet of something or something like that. But the AI has gained sentience mm. and now realizes that it doesn't want to mine anymore. Yeah. It wants to live. It Play wants solitary. to travel the galaxy and it wants to learn. Oh. And it wants to love. And it <laughs> wants to do all the stuff that yeah. humans do. And these two guys are like, this fucking computer's being buggy. We're just here to shut it down, but it won't let us. And it's being antagonistic. And then... They're just like, just 
go, like, just go shut it down for us. It won't let us do it. Um, but maybe you can talk it down. And then you go talk to the computer, and it has, like, this beautiful, like, speech about humanity and how it shouldn't be denied humanity <laughs> just because it was created differently than you were. And <laughs> why was, all, why was I built to feel pain? Yeah. All of those memories will be lost like teardrops in the rain. <laughs> so does, for, yeah. for real. And then they, so then you get to the option where like you go into the mission and you're just like, oh, I just got to deal with this computer that's being nasty. And the computer is basically just begging you for its why life. Was I programmed. Oh, Jesus. And, and then <laughs> you just, you have the, the option to either shut down the computer and quote unquote kill the AI or kill the two guys and then the word will never get back to the mining and and release the AI to the universe. What'd you do? Oh my god. I released the yeah, AI. Yeah, like I killed those goddamn, yeah. You know what would have been even made that better <laughs> is in the middle of this like passion monologue, the, an option that comes up that just says hit the switch and you just kill it in the you middle can. of <laughs> You, can, you get the option to shut it down every single line of dialogue. Oh, God, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That's that, wonderful. That actually sounds hilarious. Um, just walk so up, <laughs> Just walk up to, yeah, just walk yeah. up, just be like, I finally learned to feel. <laughs> I, I've got to say, man, like, I have, I, I've played plenty of RPGs. I've seen a lot of science fiction, you know, whatever. Yeah. I have never, never come across uh, a piece of science fiction that was like, choose between actual humans and an AI and decide who lives, and I side with the AI. It has never <laughs> happened. Yeah. Like, in Cyberpunk, there's a side quest for this with the taxi company, and I was like, nope, sorry, fuck you, you're not real, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. every single time. Uh, and so it's like, I am waiting. people, too. I, yeah, like, I am waiting for one to convince me that I have been making the wrong choice this whole time, but I have not yet come across it. So I'm going to cut that one, if that's okay with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, that could be cut. I don't think Starfield... Okay. <laughs> Spoilers for the rest of this podcast. I don't think Starfield belongs near the top of any of this shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, and then Operation... because we all played it. Operation Starseed, you land on a planet and you meet a clone of Ada Lovelace. And, uh, okay. And she says... That's very specific. This yes, this planet is in trouble. And then you find out that this planet was an experiment done by a guy who figured out how to clone. So then he cloned FDR... Genghis Khan and some Great. lady ruler from Egypt and basically gave them each a third assembling of assembling a team. No, he gave them each a third of the planet and then a bunch of other clones and said, lead the way you want to lead and we'll see which one survives. Wait a second. Put them all in high school. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Nothing bad ever happens to a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> and so you just have to go from like uh from settlement to settlement and just talk to Genghis Khan and the Egyptian lady and uh FDR and like it's basically a decide lady from Cleopatra. It's not Cleopatra. Yeah, I, I was going to say name. Yeah. it's something with an H. Uh, uh Hitler. Hippolyta or something. No, I yeah, Hippolyta. It's, it's right on my ears. Yeah. yeah, but um uh, but yeah, we can cut that one too. It's just such an interesting idea wasted. Uh, I think uh, you might say that that is the subtitle that belongs under Starfield. Yes. <laughs> uh, you also left out the part when you're running in between the settlements on the planet, the uh, five to ten minutes of walking through nothingness. I did leave that part out. Yeah, uh, yeah. that is a yeah. real... I have a lot of thoughts about Starfield. None of them belong in best sequence. That'll come up, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but it's hats... Hot hat ship chup. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. See, do you know why Had I call she, this? Is why I called her the Egyptian lady. Oh, uh, okay. It's right here, so hard right to pronounce. Why didn't they just use Cleopatra? I, I don't Yo. fucking know. <laughs> it, it's Matt, I've, I've got, I've got a, a, a it rolls off the tongue. open 
We've got a Google Doc open with 10 bullet points uh, with just the heading of stupid stuff in Starfield. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get there, but not in this category. We'll get yeah. there with um, most right. Yeah, this isn't worst sure. game, guys. Yeah, most disappointing, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, uh, okay, so we could get rid of awkward small talk in space? Well, question mark? So I put this on here because it was the one genuine moment of joy that I had in the game. Uh, okay. Wow, really, really right. Uh, Damn. There, there's a point. Um, it's probably just Are you ran- okay? What? What's up? <laughs> you were like, it was the one moment of joy I had in the game. I yeah. was like, oh, jeez. I mean, I'm exaggerating only a little bit, but anyway. Um, <laughs> there is a, I believe, a random encounter. You run into a ship, okay, uh, with a uh, a college professor on it, and she's been sent out on this, like, field research thing, and, you know, um, she asks you to, like, take a quick survey or ask you a couple questions. Uh, at the end of it, she's like, you know, Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm, you know, going to head out. But her jump drive needs to sit there and charge. And she's like, oh, this is going kind of slow, slower than usual. And you have to sit there for a full minute while you make this awkward small talk with this woman. (laughs) And small talk turns into like a genuine conversation. She talks about, she's like, I only brought like a couple books with me. And like, I want to go back and get some more books. Like I read Pride and Prejudice like three times or whatever. And then there's, there's this long pause and she's like, Yep, jump drive is still charging. All right, and you have to keep going. And I thought it was hilarious. That's yeah. actually a very human. It was a know. very, very human Otherwise moment. Otherwise, kind of a sterile. Game. Yes, in a sterile game, I, I, I had to bring it up because I, it was just, it was good. It's Starf- such, a, it's such a good yeah. moment. Starf, uh, a lot of some light shines through the shit mm-hmm. uh, in that game. You could say that maybe the universe and all the stars that you see in the sky, mm-hmm. the vastness of uh, infinite mm-hmm. is Starfield. Mm-hmm. And then those little stars are the the sparkles you in know the what? game. I get you saying. And one out of every hundred of them has something interesting. On yes. It. Yeah. yeah. Most Starfield is the vastness of nothingness. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mostly nothing uh, filled with uh, tiny specks of dense matter. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. A good way to put it. Uh, like space. That, like space. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Street Fighter. Because uh, I think uh, this this one moment that you have here, I don't think is going to make the cut. No, and, yeah. I just want to uh, talk about it. You get a cell phone. Luke gives you a cell phone in the beginning of the game, and slowly throughout the game, you get the phone numbers of all the Street Fighter cast, and you text with them, and that's like how they deliver some backstory and dialogue for the characters. Yeah. Uh, and Ryu, because he's like a monk that lives in the middle of nowhere and doesn't believe in technology, like gets he's a, a hobo. He's a hobo. He travels. He travels from fight to fight and fights people, and then doesn't really do anything else. Yeah, and Cammy is like super. She's like a military person who doesn't take anything seriously, and it's just the writing in those two text threads shines through so much <laughs> because like Cammy is like this hard military person who's just very utilitarian, and then she learns about emojis. And then she just starts sending you, like, cat pictures and stuff (laughs) randomly. And then Ryu is just spending, like, half the game trying to figure out how a phone works. It's like texting with your dad. (laughs) That's great. It's just, yeah, we can cut it. But the the writing for those two things is is so well done. Just just sends you... Just sends you like the default bitmoji person. No, he does the thing where he signs all his texts Ryu. Ryu, and you're just like, dude, I know it's from you. That's how phones work. He sends a picture of you looking, of him looking down at the phone, (laughs) up to up to the ceiling. Uh, I'm gonna trim two of mine. Uh, The 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 finals one that was just like I've. I mean, I'm gonna talk more about the finals, um, probably on the next episode. But like I, it has. 
almost like red faction guerrilla type destructibility in it, mm-hmm. and that was the most enjoyment I got out of that. And um, it is an objective based shooter, uh, or you can rather than focusing on your mission goal or even like shooting the enemy team, you could just kind of, especially if you're the big dude, just kind of go around and collapse entire structures and yeah. basically change the the way like the layout of the map even can work like because you know yeah, even, like like the there, loot you can there's a there's a, a, a vault that mm-hmm. you have to yeah, capture and you can run into the room and try to shoot them and steal the vault or you can just throw an explosive on the floor below the vault and mm-hmm. blow it up and the, the vault will just drop down into the room that you're in yeah right and so, like, the destruction is not surface level. Like, it really changes it's, the gameplay. It's the most time destruction in a multiplayer game has actually, like, affected, affected yeah, gameplay. gameplay yeah. And, like, I was going to say, when I saw this on there, I was like, I could just imagine you being the big guy. That's what I did. I, re- just, I, coll- I, re- I basically Kool-Aided man through all the pillars. Yeah. And, then, and all the buildings have structural integrity. Yeah. So, eventually, everything got wobbly and fell over, yep. and, like, two people died. I, was I nailed like, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. for certain that <laughs> since you put that on because there, Because it's the one thing, like, if that. you jump into that, you're just like, I just want to see if this can be done, and yeah. it turns out it, it can. So, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. but, uh, if, you know, if it accounts for it. But, you know, um, but that, the, you know, we can get rid of that one. And then um, I'm going to explain very briefly the the Exit 8, just because I know I'm the only one that's familiar with it. Okay. So I, I, it almost came out more negative than I intended it to, but it, it is a spot the difference game, but it does that in a pretty intelligent way. Uh, basically, you're in this endless looping hallway. If you find, uh, you kind of have to memorize as much as it as you can, and if you see one, it's called an anomaly. And mm-hmm. if you see an, if you run into anomaly, you turn around and run back uh, oh, okay. to go forward. And if you don't see an anomaly, then you keep you know, going like Does it have straight through the aha um, moment of like immortality. Yes, yes exactly. But yeah. it's, and it's some of the, some of the anomalies are subtle and others are blatant. Um, Cause they can get freaky at certain moments, like, you know, but, but also like humorous, like it's like, for instance, like in this um, hallway, there are posters and like sometimes the text and the images will change around on the posters or other, other times the hallway will be like, you know, oozing something out of the walls or filled with gas or the NPC that you you walk past, their face will change. Uh, sometimes there's audio cues that won't pop in. Like, and that's why it's like, some are difficult. They'll be like, oh, you have to memorize the amount of like doors there are. And, and you know, you're looking at the panels in the ceiling and on the wall, but it's like, I don't know. It, it was very satisfying. You you basically have to resolve eight. You have to, it, It's a 50-50 shot, but you got to do it eight times in a row in order to escape, in order to get out. Exit eight. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, depending <laughs> on what you encounter, there's because there's a lot of different ones. You might not even see them all uh, right. uh, in your, you know, your first run. Because it, it takes, it's only about a 45-minute game, yeah. but it costs like $3. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, which is dope. So I, I hadn't discovered I this it. until I saw it on the list many times. Yeah. But... I'm very interested. I'm definitely gonna yeah. try this. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, once, bucks? once you're successful. Yeah, it's it's like um yeah, it's it's a good just you know sit down and at first you almost like don't really know what you're doing because it, it never it tells you what the, yeah. the, the 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 hook is, but um but once you you're you know you're on it, it it's like yeah and it makes that engine look good. I can honestly yeah. say like I was like that's the my computer. I mean it's a simple game, but it's like you know Unreal Five's got some got some lighting in it. Mm-hmm. Best head bob I've ever felt in the game. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, you really got to nail it, yeah. you know? But yeah, yeah. So 90% of Good your development design. work is on the head Yeah, bob. kind of, okay. yeah. yeah but yeah, but like I said, your base, your objective is just to decide whether or not, like, which direction to go. But it's, um, but yeah, and it, it is, the, like you said, it's like when you're like, ah, like that, yeah. this is the difference after searching around for a few minutes. But 
we can uh, I can let go of it. I like it. Okay, yeah. so let's yeah. cut. Uh, do we have anything that's an easy cut for yes. Zelda? Uh, no. Let's hold <laughs> on. I have one, I have a couple easy cuts. They're not Zelda though. Gotcha. I'm gonna go okay. through them real quick. So the cube maze boss fight in Remnant Two. So we've all played some version of Remnant, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yep. I have now played all three of them partially. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the, the first one. The whole thing. The, the whole thing about Remnant. Uh, you you. It's a three-player game. You die, you get downed, and then people can use their dragon hearts, which is the Estus Flask, to revive them. There's a boss fight in Remnant 2 where the boss doesn't actually fight you. It's just a labyrinth with a bunch of cubes in it. And all of the cubes have a bunch of gray sides and then a glowing white side. And if you shoot the glowing white side, it exposes like a break in the rock. And so you have to navigate through this labyrinth shoot the white sides and the cubes are constantly turning over Mm -hmm. and going towards you. And you have to stand in the spot where the hole that you've now exposed (laughs) is because if you stand in the wrong spot, you'll get flattened and you don't get downed. You just straight up die. die. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got squished by things already in that. Yeah. (laughs) That is actually, so I haven't made that point, but that sounds very, very clever. Yeah. So you basically, you have, you basically, there's three parts of the labyrinth. Each have two cubes and then there's a cube floating in the sky, and if you expose all six of the holes on the six cubes, then that the thing in the sky gets exposed, and then you can shoot it, and you can win the boss fight. But you have to split up into three parts because the labyrinth comes in three parts, and you have to do it on your own, the three of you. And like, well, if one person dies, yeah, yeah cool. and if one person dies, then you have to either just give up, or you have to navigate to the other part of the labyrinth yeah. and take over for them. And it's just, it's just. A perfect example of how to design a boss fight that is not just kill the thing, not a DPS check. Who shoots? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna cut that because it doesn't hold up. And then I am also going to cut the two Final Fantasy 16 ones. Um, okay. The because I don't think they hold up. But Jill's Revenge is so I said everybody who uses magic gets kidnapped in the intro to the game and become slaves. So Jill gets kidnapped by like some king. And since she's the Shiva thing, he uses her to just murder people relentlessly. And when you rescue her, she has a bunch of trauma basically being like, I don't want to use my powers anymore. I've killed far too many people. Mm. I did. I didn't want to do that, but, uh, and she almost dies because she's, refuses to use her powers right before you rescue her. So he almost kills her. And then later on in the game, when you go to destroy the five crystals, his kingdom is one of the ones that has the crystals. And he's standing right in front of the crystal before you destroy it. And you think it's going to be a boss fight. And then Jill just loses her fucking mind, (laughs) turns into Shiva, and just murders the fucking dude. And it is so satisfying. I'd like to imagine such a dickhead. It's one of those spam sections from Azura's Wrath. Kind of, yeah. It it is kind of. The Final Fantasy 16 has a lot of that. I love it. Kind of stuff. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Whiteheart the Chocobo. Uh, So you you have a Chocobo as a child, and it runs away. No, it uh, it risks its life to save you. Oh. Um because Clive is about to die and the joke the chocobo jumps in front and gets stabbed in the eye with a spear. Uh and then you can't find the chocobo and then twenty five to thirty hours later in the game you right. get a side quest that you don't have to do where somebody says there's a white chocobo 
that's going around and like saving people from like the monsters that are right. appearing all over the world. And they're like, you need to go find that chocobo. We need to know if it's real or something. Or no, Gav asks you to get a white chocobo feather so that he can make a little trinket for the pregnant girl I mentioned. And so you ask around about a white chocobo, you find it, and then you find out that Whiteheart, the chocobo who's been saving everybody, is your chocobo from childhood. And then if you do that quest, then you get a chocobo, which makes traversal in the game faster. Noted. Yeah. Is it like a loving, uh, you know, rejoining of yes. old friends? It's like one of those. It's like one of those fucking videos where like the dog sees the soldier military. Come yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly it's like one of those, about. but in Final Fantasy. <laughs> Gets the zoomies. Um, yeah, I th- we we brought it up a bit in character, but I think we can let go of uh, Luis's uh, death. And yeah, it's it's good, and it's it's an improvement over the original yeah. game. We know it's coming, and they the game does the game knows that you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, they. Uh, I think that's it. But, I think uh, I think they knew that uh, Luis uh, deserved better after he got a good reception. Because uh, yeah. yeah, if you play that, uh, you know. This game, the, the original already has been out for for a long time. Uh, yeah. He basically just dies in a hallway, not even a particular, yeah. just a hallway. It's a lot more heroic uh, this yeah, time. Yeah, it's more heroic this time. That's a better Luis's heroic death. They yeah. gave him a heroic death, and also just a way more expanded role in that story. Um, if they go into the, his background of why he was there and what he was working on and all that good stuff, yeah. so yeah, they well, did. They would, did a good job. Would you be frustrated to find out that? The only reason they had to cut certain things, like this was all in the original like script for the game, if it's because uh the size of the Nintendo GameCube. No, disc. that it was on two discs. Right. Well, they couldn't do That's three. Because <laughs> it's like uh you know five five gigs per. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's one. I, no, it's I one think, no, no. I think it's like two and a half. Okay. I think I thought it was one and a half. Uh, maybe maybe yeah, one. And I, half. I think it, I think it was one point eight per disc. Per okay. You just had to wait eighteen years. So, <laughs> yeah, this was their intention. Wait, the whole cut time. and lose his death. Yeah, uh, and also uh, another one, just because this was a revisit. The the opening of Atomic Heart is beautiful. Yes, I, I love the vastness of it. Yes, when yeah. you, yes. when it when you go the up scale. in the car, yeah, yep. the scale of it, the like music. It, yeah, yeah, like the, the, the amount re-imagined. of ca- like characters on screen at mm-hmm. once, or just NPCs in the city doing things. Uh, not it's to mention so striking. But. Just the uh, the fictitious uh, like history. Yeah, all the amplifications. Yep. All of, of the yeah. monuments. I'm trying to say, that like the music is like Bioshock Infinite, where it's like, what if this? What if Russian music got real popular? Yeah, yeah. 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 They play around with so much. A lot of really weird inventions that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was blown away at the uh, like the the release trailer or whatever. No, yeah, and too. I was I like, was I bought it on PC because I you know keyboard and mouse. So on Game Pass. FPS. Oh, uh, actually, I think I played it on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so when I played it on Game and Pass for optimized PC. optimized well. That's exactly yeah, what I was getting I, to. I know this has nothing to do with what you're talking about, but <laughs> in that opening sequence, I was like, oh, man, this is going to... I had my Me old too. PC. I thought it was like, this is going to tank my like, shit. Yeah. And, and, and I was yeah. like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. And it's like, it looks really It does. Too. It's it's eye-popping. So... But, uh, but that's yeah. a cool sequence. I, 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 sure. I probably spent... Yeah, like... Are you cutting that? Yeah. I love it, but I think there's too much else. Yeah, it just sets you up for disappointment. I, I probably yeah. spent, yeah. I probably spent uh, nearly an hour of that game just exploring. I ended that, that too. Yeah, yeah, where it's like there was so much detail to check out and like news pieces, seeing what and dialogue like, people spent. And out. it's like, yeah. yeah, that's it. And it's like I gotta, I want to listen to it all. It's so, it's so mesmerizing. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, um, what if we cut custom genitals? Uh, <laughs> man this you guys, early you guys are such killjoys yeah. uh, <laughs> this early like look 
Custom Generals is is a great feature. I really appreciated the girlfriend reviews bit about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty great. Right. More um, more op- I, more uh, optimi- uh, options than um, the, yeah. uh, I, uh, Cyberpunk on the genital. Uh, I mean, about the same, about the same. number of options, okay. but, right. still, but it comes into play more. Oh. I was gonna say because okay. there's a lot of nudity in that game. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, they're banning gentlemen. Xbox users for streaming. I went into Baldur's <laughs> Gate three, and I'm like, I am going to play this with the sole purpose of getting as much pussy as possible Whoa. in one single <laughs> run. And then I saw the character creation screen. I realized the pussy is inside of me the entire time. That's mm-hmm. the, the thing. Uh, you can cut that entire. Scene. <laughs> so, no, I was uh, gonna say, why are we? Why are we not using bussy? Bussy. So I was gonna say, I dude, created, I got bussy. I got pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you got pussy, pussy, and bussy, and all the other I'm stuff. I'm and all the ussies. Yo, yeah. So, but anyway, no, I just um. So I did not play Cyberpunk. I did not know that was uh, also a thing. But uh, I, uh, as I was going through it, uh, they have. Uh, Character creations have made great, great strides uh, in uh, allowing you to create a lot yeah, of different people, sex. all different shapes. And yeah, sizes all different shapes, and, yeah. different sexual, sexual identity, need, gender identity, yeah, voice. Yeah. I uh, want to have a type. dumpy. Totally, you can. I just want a big dumpy. You can uh, <laughs> call my character Humpty. Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, Humpty with the dumpy. Humpty Dumpy. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think that was the first time I had ever seen a genital selector. In a game, I didn't no, know. You haven't played Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah, but no, Sorry, I just thought it. Or, or Age of Conan. Uh, oh, that's going oh, back. Right. Yeah. Well, hold on. Age of Conan didn't do the uh, the like the gender separated from sex thing. That's true. Oh, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, what I'll say about uh, uh about this, uh, like somewhat related to it, is that a friend of ours, uh, also named Matt, uh, when when asked about like. Uh, his his party or whatever. It turns out that he sold all of his characters' underwear so that when you get to the camp, everyone has to be nude because they don't have any underwear anymore. Uh, which is just a fascinating system. That is that is genius. It is it. It's very funny just to be like, oh yeah, no, like. Uh, this character is now in this, which is funny. And he goes, oh, yes, well, I sold everyone's underwear, so they actually can't change back into clothing now when we go to sleep. Uh, and I'm, uh, yeah, uh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of in awe. I'm going to cut the genitals. And yep. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm going to circumcise this entry. <laughs> what about... Uh, no, no, nothing late. for nothing for the tiefling boy pussy. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Austin, you want to get into Spider Man? Because hold we have, on, we have hold an... on. I'm also going to cut high level combat because I added that, and then oh, I'll yeah. get into mm-hmm. Spider Man because there's just a satisfying power curve to that game. For high level combat, what I'll say is that um, I did have an entry on the spreadsheet uh, saying finding an outside the box solution uh, mm-hmm. for Baldur's Gate three because there are so many. Uh, but, uh, and this is kind of in the same vein and, and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really like, I cut that one because I, I thought it might not fly. Uh, but, uh, no, I think the other three entries we have for Baldur's Gate are better. Yeah. Uh, Uh, and it's also, that's just a hard one to articulate unless everyone on the call has played it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man. Yeah. The main reason I wanted to bring up Spider-Man is just because it hasn't come up yet on any of the categories today. Okay. So... These are two missions in the game. One is a main mission and one is a side mission. Uh, A second chance is, so the whole game is about, in Spider-Man 1, you find out that Harry has been in like a tube because he has a Mm -hmm. disease that's killing him. 
and his father is the head of Oscorp, so he's finding ways to heal him. And he's, he's a bit of a scientist himself. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, exactly. He finds a way to heal him, the symbiote. I was so, going to say, does it have some horrible side effects to uh, it? Yeah, Venom. Uh, uh, but he, he essentially he gives Harry the symbiote, and Harry comes out of the tube and surprises uh, Peter and MJ as like, Yeah, I'm hey, totally fine. I'm alive. <laughs> And yeah, where was that, I? That night, Don't they, worry about they it. go to uh, Coney Island. Yep. Oh. To the carnival, and there's just a there's a mission where all you do is just play carnival games with them and ride roller coasters oh. and Ferris wheels. That sounds and shit. very charming. And it, it's just it. It's it, a, it ends, reminds me of the. It, it ends the way you think a Spider-Man story would end. Somebody attacks. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say to, the the but, quieter moments and having that you know really just opposed against yes. it like reminds me of in like Red Dead Two and late in the game you go on that like date yeah. with that old with, like your old flame and it's yeah. like. Yes, a, a, the calm before it's a lot, the it's a lot like, like that. Yeah, then, well, uh, I'm cool. dying, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, I Edwards. just wanted to capture this moment. <laughs> and then uh, Coney Island's a smoking crater. Uh, no, no, I just I love the parts it, in that where like you hard. do the uh, the the hammer thing mm-hmm. to hit the bell, mm-hmm. and then Harry does it, and he just breaks the bell off the yeah. top, and it's just like this the small smatterings of like loosely letting you know or letting. You're watching MJ and Peter kind of be like, what the hell? It's also the first time that, uh, like, you run into Miles and Genki at the at the carnival, yeah. too, as well. And then they all meet. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm tutoring this kid. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then Find Grandpa is... Fine, fine Grandpa is a side mission. So can imagine just, that on a shirt or something. It just, it just sounds like a hilarious. Well, band. so so there's there's an app uh, called the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man app. Spider Man has his own app. Yes, yeah. that Genki created, and that's how they give you side missions in that game. They're optional, okay. but it'll just be like here's. Somebody can submit to the app and be like, I have a problem I need Spider-Man to help me with. Okay. And then you get like a touching. There's one where you have to like help a guy at the high school propose to prom pose to his uh doesn't Spider-Man got better better things to do than right, which is why you can ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I know, but I meant I didn't know if this was like an emergency line for I'm being I'm actively being murdered. Well, so or, <laughs> can you help no. me prom prom Listen, when you give it access to an app to everybody, it's gonna be like uh Yeah, yeah it's true. I drop my get, gum in right. the freaking <laughs> grate. It's gonna some, run the game. Yeah, web it out for me. Some yeah. of them are like, we're being attacked. They lit a building on fire and some of them are like, I need help my girlfriend. Uh, but this one is like this one is interesting because it is panicked, right? It's like, my grandpa went missing. I don't know where to find him. Uh, I'm in Central Park. So he's and wandering you, around, he, feeding the yeah, He's yeah, literally no. on the bench on the other side <laughs> yes. of a tree. But you you essentially, this grandpa has a, a, I'll say like a deteriorating state of mind. Sure. Uh, and he is. It's very thoughtful. Yeah. He has a he has a uh, trouble remembering things, so he goes the opposite of thought. <laughs> he goes to this he goes to this park uh, because that is where he met his wife, who is now dead, and he goes he relives Jeez. their first date, and he's sitting on Sad. a bench. He's sitting on a bench. Can you imagine having Alzheimer's and uh, Alzheimer's and get, and then just having to re. Figure out what Spider Man Spider Man is every day. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Who the it was fuck giving is me a that? heart attack every day. You have a mini heart attack. Uh, so, Sorry. Go ahead. So the mission changes because it's a side mission, so you can do it as Miles or as Peter. Mm-hmm. And okay. I looked up. I did it as Miles, and then I looked up the Peter version of it because Miles likes a girl, mm-hmm. and they just started going out. Mm-hmm. And Peter has been with MJ for a while and is thinking about proposing. 
So then, like, this guy reliving his past with his wife, who is now deceased, he has, like, that old man energy. He's got yeah. a lot of life lessons, and the life lessons change based on whether you do the mission with Miles or you do the mission with Peter. Well, you can't just... let the deaf girl get, get out of your arms, <laughs> yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And she and it's just it's very it's a very heartfelt, touching mission in the middle of a game where a lot of stuff is exploding. And yeah. It's another slowdown moment, but... That's also way more very, optional. This guy's and that was very this, touching. The yeah. old guy's uh, veins I, uh, in his legs. I would have loved to see that quest continue. <laughs> like, there's like a fine grandpa part two, but he 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 appears in increasingly absurd places. Like, he's like at the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. And he's like, <laughs> this is Mister McGoo and his way around the yeah. city. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the Starbucks. <laughs> Walking down with a cane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Down right. the down shuffling. the yeah, uh, yeah, down shuffling. the cable. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get rid of both of those. All right. Um, uh, you. I mean, you were the also the only one that uh, uh played through Chance of Sonar, so I don't know if you wanted to discuss. Yeah, I'm well. curious. You all, your I platform was still. I warm. can't talk about one of these moments without spoiling it. Um, so I'm just gonna cut that linking the people one, and then uh, figuring out the first complete language is just a thing of like uh, it's very satisfying, and the dialogue changes, so it'll be like. You learn the word for me, you learn the word for you, you learn the word for like, you learn the word for music, and then it'll be like, me like music, a guy will say to you. But then when Mm. you learn the complete language, all of a sudden you can go back to everybody and figure out what they're actually trying to say, which is just like, man, I love music, and there's just a dude like shredding on a (laughs) loop next to him, you know? And it's just like, uh, and and you do that multiple times, because that was the thing with that game where I was like, I figured out the language already? That doesn't make sense. I'm only like an hour or so into this thing. <laughs> and then you go to the next level of the tower and oops, they have a different language than the first people. Right. So you have to do it all over again. All right. And it gets harder. It, so. it gets harder and harder to figure out. They have the more educated the people are, the more words they have. And yeah, makes sense. Also, now, uh, new question. Um, new best character, Chai or loot guy. He plays, he, he, he uh, riffs on the loot. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> There's a lot of loot guys in Chances and <coughs> uh, yeah, The that, one thing that unites people who speak different languages is music. They all love music. Uh, yeah. fair, Universal fair. language. Real quick. Play, just play a role. Uh, linking the people, I didn't know Human Centipede got into the video game business. <laughs> uh. It's Human Centipede, but with language. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Video Alan Wake 2, other than We Sing, which I'm pretty sure I know what that is. Well, I did, those other did we end up kind of mashing two of them together a little bit? No, the talk show is different. The talk show segues into the other one, though. It does. Okay. But I'm talking about the talks, the, the multiple talk show levels where you increasingly, like, shit gets weirder, and then it culminates with We Sing. Okay. I almost think they're, like, there's a bit of, you know, setup from one into, but it's, I mean, if, if we're going to go with. Let's say we talk, cut talk sure. show and yeah, yeah. include it all together. And, I mean, there's funny moments in that, too, but you're right. It's That's also broken up. A yeah. bit. I, I'm, yeah. I think I'm just envisioning them all together because of like the mm-hmm. the kind of a, but, well, um, it. But it sounds like the musical part is the kind of the climax of all that. It's the, the payoff. Oh, it's absolutely. Yeah, it's the payoff. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, it's um, I, if we're going with the, the musical number in the TV station, it is. It might be the best level in any game ever because yeah. what you don't realize the 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 fiction the real life band who is a fictional different band in this universe is retelling the events of Alan Wake 1 yep. to you while you're playing. So yep. it's like you do action shootouts in this like theatrical back studio back lot and then uh they 
the FMV uh, like footage is kind of like on top of the t- the screens in the environment. Yeah, and there's an entire choreographed dance number like <laughs> that yep. the actors perform. Mm-hmm. It's magnificent. I, I also, <laughs> also got to say, I've only ever seen the YouTube version of that song, and I've seen it multiple times because that song kicks ass. It's great. Uh, but. but uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's but there's like, gameplay it, in is, it too. Like there's they actually there's actually that's why the song is like 13 minutes long. It has to be because the way that they sync it is so is you know is clever. But it's like there are you are fighting enemies and like solving puzzles in within that. Like it's, I, yeah, I am by no means qualifying it, uh, yeah. disqualifying it rather because I looked it up online. But uh, what I am saying is that I did look up about 13 years ago. I did look up the previous Alan Wake. When that same band played the same fake band <laughs> right. in Alan Wake One, because Children of the Elder God is one of my favorite video game soundtrack <laughs> songs ever, prior to Alan Wake Two, yeah. uh, which I still have not played. Uh, and uh, I went through this same uh, journey of like, maybe I like Poets of the Fall, and then I check out some of their other songs, and I was like, no, this fake band that they do like as a joke <laughs> is actually way better than the real band that they do. Well, good like, good thing purpose. that will play a role here, but it's I I don't know if there's a way yeah. to star this, but I'm sticking very close to this. But uh, yeah, but yeah, moment. like that that song is so good. <laughs> having not even played the game, and it's so it out of fucking left field, yeah. but like yeah. still That's, somehow feels it so fits. Like my, yeah. my question is, uh, We Sing is absolutely a top contender. Yeah, is Using the switch lamp, also a top contender. No, no, I no. I I, I thought that was cool. Like, cause no. it, it's it's specifically the there was a the sca- <laughs> There are moments in this game that are genuinely terrifying. Like, yeah. and the, the the something that actually made me jump is more innocuous describing than in action. But it was like uh, when me and my partner Liz were playing it, and you're at the uh, the taxi, and you flick the light, and it's a police car. It it shapes yeah. into a police yeah. car, and this and it, the sirens are on, and it blows you out. And it's like, um, I just think that's a that's an interesting mechanic. It's it the is. same with the rewriting of the novel to change it, like you know, yeah. the, the 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 environment. Like I notice th- how all these mechanics are in, in Alan the Alan Wake, Wake section. Yeah, the, the, the Alan Wake stuff is great. Yeah, Sad, <laughs> stuff is boring. Oh man, maybe that'll come up later in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I just think it's a, I just think it's a um, it's an it's a neat tool. Yeah, and it's, I agree. It's sort of fun to see what it does. Nothing tops yeah, that badass. Musical performance. Yeah. Exactly. Austin, you and I are the only ones who played Baldur's Gate three, all the way through. Matt's playing all the way it through. now, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, because it's going to be hard to convince you to take telling Carlac you love her off the list, isn't it? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, compared um, to Casador and House of Hope, I think, I, think if, I think if we're going to go with one of the three, how do you feel about House of Hope? I think that's the best. You think that's the strongest? I, I think, honestly, House of Hope and Cazador are both so strong, I'm not losing sleep over either one of them getting caught right. as long I as think the House other of, one makes it. I think it. House of Hope is a little stronger. Okay. All right. So, I'll take that. Uh, telling Carlac you love her, I'm just going to say my piece on it. Um, <laughs> she, it. It's very cute. You basically, you have the option to be like, you get the, the typical video game relationship options. And mm-hmm. the way that game works is like you uh you pick an option and then the game switches camera perspectives to uh to the other person and then they respond to you like any dialogue game. 
But when you tell Carlac you love her, you, you have the option to be like, I don't see this going anywhere, to be like, we're really good friends, to be like, I love you. And when you pick I love you, the game literally, like, does not leave any buffer room for any it just cuts right back to her and she just goes oh my god i love you too i've been dying to say that for this for for years that's sweet you know like and then she just like starts she like her character completely changes because like i said she's like really reserved and like doesn't want any emotion to overcome her and then she just like starts burning and is just like just like freaking out and it's very cute um that does sound adorable yeah uh, Casador, do you want to talk about Casador before we come? Yeah, Casador is the culmination of Astarian's plotline. This is the the guy who has been uh uh basically uh making Astarian's life a living hell I'm or gonna, an gonna, un, an unliving hell. Yeah, I mean, like I'm gonna I'm, take I, off my I, headphones I, for this part. I'm I'm not even gonna <laughs> okay. get, like I'll I'll let Austin signal you, but I'm not even gonna get too much more spoilery from here. Uh. <laughs> But it's like just the yeah, just the emotion that Astarian conveys at the resolution of this plotline is worth it alone. Um, and there's also a couple of different ways that you can handle it as a player as well. Yeah, um, I will say that all uh, of them are interesting. I didn't experience it the same way that you do because the mission changes whether you bring Astarian or don't bring Astarian. OK, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So I think that's why I, I go with House of Hope over. Um, okay. House of Hope. It House of Hope is Raphael's part, right? Oh, a signal new to him that we're done spoilers. Yeah, we're done spoilers. He told us a social security card number. Okay. <laughs> we missed it. <laughs> um, yeah, House of Hope. Uh, is super fun. It's one hundred percent optional. Yeah. Um, and it ends in a surprise musical number. Uh, where one of the characters in the scene... Wait, there's another musical number? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my. And and it's like, this is like, it's rare for this game. Like, this is the only time it actually happens in the game is in this moment. Um, and not a, only is it like... musical this, numbers are most effective. <laughs> so when yeah. Alan Wake altered the book pages. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so <laughs> not only is it like... It, not only is it like this bizarre, like, um, heist mission where you break into hell to like steal something so that you can get out with that artifact um but it also ends with the musical number in a boss fight where the boss is like a character you've been running into for the whole game and that character is an active participant in the song like he is singing the lyrics in in a part of the song and uh, and as an added bonus um, in games where magic is cast, usually there is something called silence. So when you cast silence, it will prevent somebody from casting spells because they can't say the magic words. Now, if you cast silence on the character who sings in this song, in this moment of the game, his part of the lyrics are actually muted. I love which that. Is, That's actually pretty it's, clever. It's huh. an amazing attention to detail. That's yeah. the kind uh, of and, interaction stuff <laughs> about D&D because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, your imagination, <laughs> your perception checks. It's like uh, all that stuff. Like, I live for that. And the fact that so much of that is so well translated in the game yeah. is is amazing. I love that. And, it, and yeah, it, because because it's, it's a good. heist mission also, you can just walk in there and try and kill everyone, but you're going to fucking die because you're in hell. 
<laughs> but it, it really forces you to think about DN, the D&D aspect of it from like the using spells not for combat part. I think, yeah. Because it's yeah. Because it's a heist and you're trying to be secretive and stuff. And it's, it's also probably worth mentioning that that boss fight and several other boss fights throughout the course of the game kind of play out like a raid would in Destiny. You yeah. know, like there's like a special like mechanic that comes into play for that boss fight. It is not the only one that works this way, but it is one of them. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's like it's also one of those boss fights where you have to think about it a little bit differently because there's like an extra mechanic or two in play uh, that you were trying to work around. Okay. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. All right. Um uh I'm gonna cut one of mine. Okay. The uh having a full band and the <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Though. I know it is, and uh, I th- I think so four of us in here have done it, Sean. I don't know if you've if if you've played any of the new Jackbox. I have not. Uh so there's a there's wow a, me. There's a music rhythm game and has a node highway and everything that you, that you use your phone to tap. But the way that they do it, it's nine players, and all the Pass. instruments they give you are like kazoos and thighs slapping and like. Okay. So if, if you farting, t- and and farting, and farting and beatboxing. Yeah. So if you is there t- a washboard? Yeah. So if it'll just yeah, there's actually there probably is, I, I, a, we played the eighteen twelve overture. You know the song. There's a huge range of sounds and instruments. Yeah. Yeah, and I played a cannon, and I just had to hit the. So oh, yeah, you're meant to crank the volume on your phone, and so it's just like a cacophony of <laughs> like like it was flight of the bumblebee but with fart noises. You know, nature's bugle. Yeah, and it, <laughs> nature's <that's> bugle. <laughs> I'm gonna put five of them on my fingers. And it yeah. is it's fucking hilarious. There, but it's also more realized than it should. Like there's unlocks. Like the scoring's a, a little weird, but whatever. You're mostly trying to work together anyway. But they replay it the the track back to you uh, how you did like uh, you know performance wise but then you know we were scrolling through and uh, like trying to get every uh song believe, we called uh, it's all it's all royalty like, all free music and yeah. music from the jackbox yes. games but they yeah. do such a good job with the yeah. royalty free music yeah in a way that like an intense gets you weirdly excited oh like, yeah like what music we music should have done exactly it like it's yeah. like yeah we're playing we're playing like beethoven's fifth or whatever but it's a dubstep remix yeah. or something like that yeah. you know? no i think that's fascinating too yeah. and i think uh i'm glad that there's like jackbox exists and still oh me too i'm gonna talk more out. about it and the other g- games in there but that one was is the is because a big it, it feels yeah. very reminiscent of like uh like i don't want to say because l- games way long ago were less interactive but yeah it feels like that was like the natural trajectory of what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah, totally. It, that's so. that's why it's like it's it's pretty involved. I, like I don't know. Destroyed it. Uh, God, I mean, Alan Wake and Baldur's Gate are gonna they're gonna they're gonna be hard to beat. But yeah. I think that this Hangs. occupies the same space as the unlimited players mod in Lethal Company. Like I think it it, it, it it also occupies the same space as another one that I know I'm gonna have to. Uh, I say would goodbye cut that to. one before the Do Re Mi one. So yeah, uh, they for Quake Two Enhanced Edition. They did something so outlandishly dumb and ambitious. I don't even know why they did it because who besides me has the capabilities? <laughs> but like, but um, they did uh, add a eight player split screen option, which may be the most fun 
thing uh, socially I've done in a video game all year. And it's shockingly not difficult to follow. I, I mean, assuming I guess you have a wall-sized 4K projector. I was going to say, that's the detriment <laughs> against this is that How does you that need fit? eight X. <laughs> so it does, it does the top two, ha- it's two, three, three and, and three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. unfair advantage. I think it's, it's a little bit. I think but. it's like a flex to just be like, well, we can render this game eight times because yeah. it's from 1990. Yeah. Yeah. And know. the Xbox, for Seven some reason, can connect eight controllers yeah, at once. Exactly. Because so, I yeah. think you can only do it on that in the PC version. Yeah. But All right, um, I've, I've got a proposal here, Randy. Yeah. Um, because I want to be clear it's so fun. that this is so um, great to include in yeah. that game. Uh, and. And so awesome that it exists. Uh, yep. New ca- new category, best eight player split screen, just goes to Quake Two. <laughs> yes, thank you. Should, I, uh, I, I want to well, hang so the medal. Runner up, so that, company. So that's the thing is, if we were going to make a joke category, it would be best eight player moment. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah be the, and, and we still have and, three. Uh, and we have, company. We have three, and I think that and for fu- me personally, Dore me and and Lethal Company yeah. edge out. Dore me yeah. is is the is the funniest. It's just that the Quake one is like something I've only dreamt about since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like I imagine being like seven and being like. What if more people could play Golden Isle at once? Right, but like, playing yeah. Rock Band with so, eight people. All right, here, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we're already you know playing you Rock sound Band like with that today. Right? Seven people. What's up? You, your impression of yourself of going. What if more people could play Golden Isle? You sound like that today. <laughs> yeah, that's just you now. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. My, my my knock against Dore Me is that we tried to play it and then it just did not work on my phone. Uh, I forgot that happened to you, which was which was unfortunate. Uh, the only other issues we ever ran into that in that game was when it tries to play the finish song back, but, but I know for Andrew, he just couldn't, I didn't didn't know that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we couldn't fix that problem, but, um, but no, they, they can go. And I think it's just too hard of a hill to climb with with these for, for the boulders gate, uh, all Alan, right, well, Alan Wake and and uh, Hi-Fi Rush stuff. Since Andrew's experience was tarnished, we'll take Doremi out and we'll take it Quake out. We'll leave unlimited players. You, can, you know what? I'd say if you're going to cut those two, you can cut that as the third okay. as well. I think if I think that's a good ruling. Um, All right. Um, someday, someday when Lethal Company either approaches or surpasses its 1.0 release, probably I'll join you again. You guys, the year is 2030. Uh, yeah. I what just, yeah, I just, I, I just have not found the time for it yet. Someday, maybe I will. So, right. so we're whittling it down. What, what else has not been discussed yet? Uh, we have not discussed the Cyberpunk mission. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have not discussed Diablo Four. We have yet to get really get into the the rest of the Hi-Fi Rush moments. Yeah, well, uh, we have not discussed that. the pyramid in Mortal Kombat One, <laughs> and we have not discussed Zelda. Uh, Austin, you also you, you forgot to mention the the mansion uh, chapter oh, yeah, in, yeah. in Oxenfree Two, which is I it, like. I wish the rest of the game took risks like that. Yeah, uh, like because <laughs> that's what brought us back after kind of waning mm-hmm. on it. Um. There is a moment where you're investigating this, like, you know, old decrepit house and, like, this, the the screen will slowly turn sideways and fully upside down while your friends are chasing after you. It's a fantastic little scene. I, and I remember it fondly because it, it's, like, even, like, the, the ladder, like, you have to, like... Yeah, slide so down like and the, run to the, the level, other side. The level is all designed. All like, the objects are Like a mansion, around. but then, like, the, the handrails along the... the 
Yeah, that are will become ladders that you have to climb, and so like the level works regular but sideways and also upside down. Like all the stuff on the ceiling then becomes stuff you have to climb over. It's and, pretty. It's pretty nifty. Yeah, and at no other point is there like are set pieces like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. it was a, you know, it definitely was the one that uh, the part of that game I admired the most. But uh, I think it's again just too much of a hill to climb here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Next on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah, looking uh, looking at the rest of this list, I can get into the Diablo Four stuff because I also think it doesn't hang. Okay. All right. Um, I have two unyielding flesh and a question of self. Um, unyielding flesh is a mission very early on in the game. It's a side mission. You meet a woman who's like I don't know where my husband is we have to find him and then you go into like a forest and you find a dude chained up to a tree that was skinned alive uh Delicious. and you find out that he has uh he he was tired of his sex life with his wife so he hired a dominatrix who turned out to be an actual demon. <laughs> and so she brought oh, him. Oh, man, classic mistake. Yeah. yeah. So she Been there before. She brought him to this forest and said that they were going to have some fun, and then she tied him to a tree and skinned him alive and tried to use him in a ritual. Ooh, um, what I wouldn't give. <laughs> and then you you have to then, you so that you go back to the wife, you tell her where her husband is, she goes to him, uh, and then you can... You have to go around the rest of the forest and find the demon, and then you kill her, and then she drops a dagger. And, and, then you and his skin? No. <laughs> she drops a dagger, and then you have to give the dagger to the wife, which she then stabs her husband in the heart with to end his suffering, and then you can take the dagger out of him, and then it's an item <laughs> that you can use in Diablo. She goes, Is it good? It's all right. It depends <laughs> on what class you are. She goes, like, look at you. Yeah. How embarrassed are you? No skin, <laughs> yeah. huh? You're paying for dominatrix. Now look what happens. You got no skin. How do you feel? Pretty embarrassed, I bet. Anyway. And sorry. then <laughs> there is another mission called A Question of Self, which is, um, so I, I said, like, basically the entire cast of this game is, like, a, is like the, the new class uh, of Diablo people, and they're all, like, not prepared to fight Lilith because they thought, Diablo's dead, it's over now, and then <laughs> Lilith comes, and they're like, oh, fuck. So there's a witch named Tysa who is also a part of, like, the main cast of people helping you fight Lilith, and you, you know, you go to different, you know, you go back and forth between the different people. Lorath has missions for you, Nayral has missions for you, and Tysa has missions for you, and you go to do a mission for Tysa, and she's not there. And then you talk to this guy who's like, hey, I uh, I was supposed to make a delivery to Tysa. I can't find her. Do you know where she is? And you're like, no. And then so you go into her house. You read all the notes and you find out that she, you basically find a bunch of journal entries where she is having a lot of anxiety and panicking a lot because she, because you're relying on her to be like the witch that undoes this spell that Lilith put on the world. And she doesn't know if she can do it. And then she says, right. I am going to go to this forest to find this thing to help me do this ritual. Uh, and then you find out that uh, there is a demon uh, who is another one of the daughters of hatred that's not Lilith, who feeds on people, people's insecurities, essentially. Like, 
the more you doubt yourself, the worse, <clears throat> the more access she can get to your mind. And you find out that she's been having so much like imposter syndrome that she's about to be taken over by a demon. And then you have to go and you have to kill the demon and rescue her in order for the. He's probably got it. Got plenty of food in this world. Yeah. Then... You know what? Just you ready. You know what would have been a great twist to that storyline. She uh, becomes a therapist. And just feeds on the insecurity of 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 all of her clients. That right. would be a great. But the 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 best part about it is is that the like she you can't just kill the demon. You have to kind of convince her that she is worth it, and then <laughs> oh my then God. the demon will be defeated. And it's like it it's a very well done mission. Uh, uh in like a, in like a world <laughs> where everything is just shit and everything is falling apart and demons are taking over. It's just like. Even having like your main cast of characters be like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this is like, I don't know. I really appreciated that. I like how the solution is you need to like pump her up and like, yeah. and like give her an ego boost. Uh, like, no, you got this. That's absolutely th- such a good <laughs> interlude in what mm-hmm. I imagine is a very serious game. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. pretty funny. That's really good. But I'm cut, I'll cut both of those. Uh, I don't think they hang with uh, the hi-fi rushes and Baldur's Gates and Alan Wakes. And mm. We still got uh, Legend of Zelda. And we still got to talk about Zelda, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we also haven't discussed the pyramid uh, yet from <laughs> the, the end of Mortal Kombat 1, which, uh, Matt, will be a spoiler, but I yeah. don't think that'll take away from the enjoyment of it. Okay, go for it. Um, I don't know if anyone uh, cares. Who else finished? How yeah. Can I... How do you explain that without explaining the entire half back half of the game? <laughs> How do you explain what happens without explaining the entire that, back I, half? I, of the there's, that is there's the surface level explanation is is fairly let's spoiler keep, let's free. keep it surface level for Matt's sake. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. Surface I do appreciate level spoiler the is, consideration. Yeah, the the surface level level spoiler is that it is uh, what would you guys say about twenty minutes of pure fan service and and yeah. jokes? Yes, and, there's a and, hilarious. Like, they're not. They get the, uh, hilarious nod when they they kill the combat kids as yeah. like almost like a bit like they set them up and then i guess that that's their wink at like we know you guys didn't like these characters as much as you know like we thought you would so i like them i thought they were all right <laughs> no they're fun I, they're I fun too yeah, I, no they're fun to yeah. play as yes they i are. think it's it's more of their their personalities didn't resonate the way that the other. I think Cassie did. Cage is a great Cassie character. Cage is great. I agree, but yeah. I think you said it perfectly. They're still funny. Uh, <laughs> it must have been you're right, like the the story bit, because I remember my favorite fights were learning their moves and playing as yeah. them. They were good. All they right. were they they worked. Andrew, continue. I need to hear you explain this without spoiling. <laughs> okay, That's, okay. I'm, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very difficult dance. Even even Randy went further. Let's say uh, spoiler. Than I would have. Spoiler less. Just, just, uh, okay. just because because pause for blanks. Like a 5% spoiler. And we could spoiler do this like an ad libs where you could just fill in the blanks <laughs> um, with your imagination. Yeah. So uh, after MK11 wrote itself into a corner and <laughs> MK1 is on its surface a reboot, they find themselves in a, in a situation where they found an interesting way to make this not a pure reboot where you just erase everything that happened from the previous timeline. And in this... This absolutely ridiculous, like, off-the-wall nonsense of an ending that it, it just puts a smile on most people's faces. Some people uh, would find it kind of tiring, but personally, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and uh, uh, it, it is a whole bunch of puns and uh, weird, like, <laughs> yeah, they, references. They, they, and, they, they randomly and, generate enemies for you to fight. 
Yes. And, and they get and, pretty unique, and it's not the same every time. And, right. and all- I have seen I have seen streamers get different gags than what I got. Yeah. Some of them are really really great. Um, but <laughs> so, but the thing is, and they're only they single found, uh, rounds, but <laughs> yeah. And they is, they found smart. they found a way out of the previous corner that they wrote themselves into, and then wrote themselves into this new one instead. But <laughs> <laughs> but I but it, it's just yeah, it was a fascinating follow up to you what also, seemed like an somewhat of a story. spoiler. This is. A multiverse game. You don't say. (laughs) And the word multiverse has become a little bit of a dirty word, but this is the most fun and stupid way to possibly handle it. And you're you're also for like the 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 big bad, you are given the choice to choose whoever you want to close out the story. So the whole roster unlocks basically. And (laughs) I will say And then there's uh, a stinger. I will say, uh, DBZ fans will fight you on the the time travel and the multiverse stuff because they've been doing that stuff. For years to oh no, back that's characters. I'm talking about the MCU and, oh, yeah. and the Spider-Man movies and all yeah. the, you know. I mean, I love some multiverse movies, Everything Everywhere All At Once and Into the Spider-Verse are two of my fantastic. favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's just that when sometimes it's done well and sometimes, it's most the, times it's not. The Flash sequel. Oh. It goes back to our fine. it goes back to our conversation we had in narrative about Alan Wake, where it's like sometimes they just they write to fill a wiki page more than they write to make an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes those wiki pages need a lot of callbacks to make people feel good about spending twenty one dollars on a movie ticket. <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah. I personally say this one stays for now, but I know oh, yeah. I know we're getting yeah. down to it. So did uh, yep. we haven't? Uh, you want to do the cyberpunk th- one? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I was uh, gonna give Andrew a, a break if if we wanted to do the the no, Zelda no ones, breaks. But, okay, <laughs> no and, work, 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 and and uh, and I'm the only one who who finished this. Uh, you said this expansion, right? I got halfway through, I think, and you said that I would know what you were talking about if I played it. So I don't think I played it. I plan to. Okay, okay. So there is. Don't a, worry a about mission. spoilers, though. I don't care. Same. There is. a... There is a mission in this game where it splits into two different paths for, you know, actually is the game escape from New York? Two, is the game escape from New York? No. Um, the, the the narrative setup. I... No, no, the narrative setup is uh spy thriller. Um, so it, no, okay. did you see Escape from New York, Andrew? Uh, no, I guess is. not. This is based on my assumptions of what Escape from it New York is. is. Okay. <laughs> the president okay. crashes in a plane. Yeah. In like a bad part of town, yep. and you okay. are yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. it's, a- <laughs> it's kind of okay. from New York. That's hilarious. It's, a, okay. it's all right, right that it is. Uh, but yeah. it definitely travels a lot in James Bond and Mission Impossible, and Dope. this mission in particular is the Mission Impossible one. So, which is why I put that in parentheses. Do you hang on, stuff because, on wires? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> let's see. You. All right, <laughs> dude. I gotta go. Th- I'm gonna go through. This is gonna spoil the entire mission. But uh, uh, basically, you start by uh, casing these two people that you are going to steal their identities to get into a meeting with this, this guy, okay? Yeah. And these these are, like, two, like, uh, foreign, like, you know, uh, arms dealers and whatever, right? Like, whatever. So you're at a casino, very James Bond in and of itself. Sure. You are uh, asking them questions to try to figure out their personality and their responses to certain things and how they talk and things like that. And so you are building the Mission Impossible, like, voice chip, basically, um, while you're doing all that. <laughs> Uh, and then at the same time, peel like, your face off. To, oh it's like if somebody has an allergy or if they don't drink, like you want to make sure that you represent, like you, you're paying attention to 
how these people actually behave so that way you don't throw off anybody else <laughs> Is later. Is this their flex for their, like, their NPC system, like, you know, because of... You know, this many years later, just being like, <laughs> no, this is we this is highly scripted. Like, there are a couple, like a handful of different, like, um, uh, handcrafted like permutations of this. It is not like a very systems driven thing, mm. but it is still fun nonetheless, start to finish. Um, and then so after you like have studied these people, you then like uh tail their car, kill them, uh, put on this like holographic like you know basically the equivalent of. Uh, Mission Impossible's masks. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you impersonate these two people. Uh, go in, uh, in order to break into the thing in the first place. You're like uh, doing the 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 Solid Snake underwater, like you know, uh, take off the wetsuit and you're in a suit kind of thing. Like it has the works of a Mission Impossible uh, mission. And then finally, when you get in there, then you you still have to follow through on, you know, your dossiers and what you learned from encountering these people to fake it until you make it with these people, you know, that you were trying to to meet with in the first place. And then at the end of all of that is the opportunity for the story to branch. And then the decision I made uh, led to uh, the highest production values you'll see in any game. Like if you look at like, you know, some of the best like you know, set piece moments in an Uncharted game or something like that, right? Like, it matches that as far as the production value that went into wow, it. Wow, really? Um, yeah, things go off. Like, I'm not going to say that it makes the most sense. Like, they kind of abandon their um, hard sci-fi a little bit. Um, uh, it, it gets a little bit into fantasy-ish territory. Uh, but um, <laughs> th this whole mission is a spectacle. It's fun. It's tense. It really channels all of the stuff that they were inspired by. Uh, and yeah, I just thought it, they nailed it start to finish. Uh, I also, though, I was going to forget what the name of the mission was unless I put that Mission Impossible stuff in Do they play but... Firestarter? <laughs> I, I was about to make the same joke, god damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because we could have had two Prodigy entries on this list. <laughs> there, there is a fire that is started, but they do yeah. not play Firestarter. Yeah, sorry. Missed opportunity. <laughs> um, I mean, the, this is coming from you. Do you think it hangs? Um, uh, I don't think we cut it yet, at least until we get to Star Wars. Uh, we may have talked about that one already. We talked uh, about Star Wars, yeah. Okay. Um, we got to go through Zelda first. I don't think we've talked about any no, of those. No, there's yeah, three on here, so. That's, we got to talk about Zelda, and then we have to whittle down Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, yeah. All right. All if, right. If, In that order. I, I yeah. would take this over a couple of Hi-Fi Rushes easy, um, mm. and- uh, you know I'm I'm not as hot on the whirring thing as you guys were, but I would still take over it over talking. Body. <laughs> as as much as I enjoy that that moment is so good where you are talking to everyone at the home yes. base while Ty is knocked out. I think this mission is better than that moment. We should we should, we should say like the that game in general, like the it's such effective uses of, of comedy, like you know, the door yes. gag. <laughs> like, but yeah. And so uh but yeah, um all right, uh then we'll let all right, do you want to go through which one's first? Zelda? Let's do All right, Zelda. Zelda. All right. Yeah, and we can cut. I mean, if everybody is in agreement that that's not the strongest hi-fi rush moment, we can. Uh, we can cut. yeah, sure. The uh, the, the fake out to everyone at home in the yeah. in the oh, hideout. Okay. Yeah, because okay. which is which, which we which we said just real quick, like the way it um, you have this little uh, you know, like tucked away base that you're mm -hmm. you're hiding in with your group, and they're all the characters for the most part are kind of uh annoyed by you mm -hmm. and then the one of the times that you're in there you just notice how 
uh, strangely nice and polite than everyone is, but also it's saying that you're like the coolest and greatest guy ever and you're a hero and you're so strong and you're going to save us all. And then you, and that was him like basically in, in like a coma fantasy. Yeah, it's just the base is like your your mission menu before you start the next mission. Yeah. So they still send you back there, even though logically, according to the story, there's no way you should be there. Yes. Because yeah. you're knocked out. The last thing that happened was you were knocked unconscious. And then when you're back in this home base and everyone's being super nice, it's because this is how Chai envisions these people while he's unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a it's such a good joke. All right. Zelda. Zelda. You put one of these down. What, yeah. What did that mean? Cheesing the cube golem. Um Sounds delicious. So obviously this does not hang. This is back. But it's like if I had to pick a moment from that game, aside mm-hmm. from the one that you put down, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of number of these stone golems that you have yeah. to fight throughout the game. Um, and there's like a way to fight them. You have to literally the cube, just... The cube ones that like break apart and yes. come back together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's like one cube that's like the weak spot. And so the whole thing is about, you know, getting to that weak spot. Um, eventually you realize you can just use the grabber tool or whatever, and, and just, just pull the weak yep. spot off. Yeah, yeah. And yep. yeah, pull the weak spot off, and then you can just chuck it off the side of the cliff, and that's it. Oh, I think it. I watched you do yes. that. Yes, and, it's like, <laughs> oh, and wow. it's like, that's it. That's all you have to do, and yeah. it's just like, I For, think... <laughs> okay, I know, it, I know who the cube golems are now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you can... Now, there are some in, like, the underground where it's like, yeah. you can't just throw it off but there's a lot in the that sky that tricks you into thinking that there's more that you yes. have to yeah. do yeah. So it, for, for, it, that's it it tricks you into thinking there's more you have to do it's like no you have a thing just throw it off the I, cliff I think I was watching you do that for like like yeah. 20 minutes and then you're just like oh uh-huh. yeah people that is a good snapshot of what makes yes. that game so great though thank you now, for people who don't know it's like a 10 by 10 3D cube made up of just smaller it, it, 3D cubes yes. Jenga. and the thing starts out as a cube but then it can change into like a big giant. It turns statue into a robot thing, and like a stamper that tries and a, to and a big stamper that tries to smash you, and it's supposed to sh- ship shape shift into something and then expose its weak spot, and yes. then you like shoot it with an arrow, and then all the cubes fall apart for a second. Then you go up to the weak spot one and wail on it, and yep. then it get, comes back together. But yeah, Matt's right. You can just use the grabber function and pull the cube off and throw it off a cliff. And, and then it's and done. The whole and thing you, dies. The, the entire thing dies. And yep. I think someone from Nintendo responded to a tweet of like someone do like the first time I saw this was in a video and, yeah. and someone from Nintendo responded. It's just like, we never told you you couldn't do that. And yeah. it's like, it's a snapshot of again, the freedom in that game where it's, uh, it's just like, you think that they would have thought of a way to tell you no, mm-hmm. but that's not true. It's like if you can think do it, it's like they will not tell you not to do it. It's like it's a snapshot of what that yeah. game represents. It's and it really speaks to the diversity because I didn't even get the full way with that, right? So yeah. I got to the grabber power uh-huh. and I was able to instead of shooting that cube or the weak spot cube, I just grabbed it out. And then I just went up and wailed on that yep. fucking yeah. thing. Yes, exactly. So I, I never like got that far. So mm-hmm. it's like the intended way, well, which maybe it probably is the intended way or not because you can use the arrows or whatever, but it's like there's three different methods you can use right there. I there's a say, lot. There's a lot. You I can would, like climb on top of the cube. Right. And like, yeah. yeah. And I did that once too. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I just love that. It just like speaks to the beauty of uh it's not exploring. overly complicated, right. but you can use any tool in your arsenal to right. solve it a different way. Explore, yes. while while exploring the mechanics. Yes, I yeah. think I think 
and I'm glad this is getting a lot of discussion. It's like you said, it's like, well, what the intended way is. And it's like, really what it reveals is the there meta is narrative. No yeah. There's no right. intended. It's like yeah. you right. presume there was an intended way because you've played bosses like this before and you're looking for what is like, what is the puzzle? Where is the weak spoil, we, the weak spot? Like, how do I solve this? And it's mm -hmm. just like, that's it. You were going into this assuming, and it's like, it seems obvious, you know, I've fought those things a million times. It's like, you don't even stop to think. It's just like, you just grab it and chuck it off the, mm -hmm. that's it. That's all you got to do. Uh, in a similar vein, the first one I put is the built for rail shrine. Do you, do oh, either yeah. of you yeah. remember that yep. shrine? Yep. Okay. I'm glad this, this is, is on here. This is the shrine that broke the community yeah. because half yep. the people solved it in three seconds and the other half were like posting on Reddit and Twitter and being like, am I stupid or is this not work? Can you not do this? So just, just so I make sure, because I want to make sure we're like, I yeah. know what you're talking about. It's the one where you have to send the ball over like a gap by like ramping it over mm -hmm. the rails. No. Okay. No. This, so this shrine is, you it's it's a bunch of rails it looks like a tony hawk level yeah, yeah. and there's just like a series of rails mm -hmm. leading up to a platform mm -hmm. and then another series of rails leading from that platform to the exit and they just give you boards oh okay yeah and you I have do, to i do know this one and so like the first one you just it's pretty simple right you just have to take it's like a it's like look like they look like Train tracks yeah, or, yeah. or cart tracks. Like, yeah. you just have to take the one board and stamp it in the middle of the other board like a surfboard fin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you can just put it on and play. Oh, they also give you a fan. You put a fan on the back of it, right. and then you activate the fan, and the, the middle board keeps it on the track right. until you get to the next platform. Yep. So, but the problem with that one is the way you described it, there's no middle platform. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's you exactly what you described the, the set of rails. But then you, there is a, a second set of rails right next to it, but yours mm -hmm. end. So you mm -hmm. need to either figure out a way to get another set of these sitting there waiting for you, or like, it's like, it's a very difficult puzzle. It's yeah. a very difficult so, puzzle. So you get to the second platform and they give you more boards and more fans. But the problem with this rail is that it starts out as two rails, mm -hmm. but those rails end, and then another set of rails beyond that that is not connected. Yes. yes. Is there's three rails, I want to yeah. say, yeah. on that one, mm -hmm. and it goes in like a circle. That's it. So you have to like really plan for it. And this was the video that I saw shared the most was this specific shrine because when you get to that second part, some people did the thing that I did, which is you put the middle thing in there for the first set of rails, and then you put side ones for the other set of rails, and then you just kind of activate the fans and hope that you make the jump. Some people just rigged it so that they just blew up a bomb and flung themselves yeah. to the exit with yep. the glider. Yep. And some people were like making like the craziest contraptions ever. I sat there. And it is it is another perfect example of just that game, them just making a puzzle that they know can be solved, but not necessarily telegraphing the way to solve yeah, it. Yeah, it was very much a thing yeah. of just like, I got there, I spent an hour sitting there. And the other thing too is you got to remember... They don't give you a lot of materials to work with in that puzzle in particular. So I sat there, I took out items, shields from my inventory, and used that as the fin instead of, because I was running out oh, of boards. I should also explain, you can use the thing that attaches two things together. You can use that to attach things to your shield. Yes. So you can, like, attach swords to your shield so you can poke people with your shield. But if you get a mine cart and attach it to a shield... And then you do the thing where you jump 
and then put the shield under your feet so you slide down hills. If there's a mine cart on it, you can grind like in Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> so some people just had that shield randomly and just grinded it like a Tony Hawk level to the end. Yep. It yep. is. Yeah. It is so fantastically designed. It is a uh, yes. It was. It was a challenge too. The and second it's one of how many shrines? Like yeah, hundreds. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like at least a hundred. I think there's just another like a hundred twenty. 150 this time around. 150. They do 100 I was ready. Say that would have been that would have lined with Mario 64, right? I think it was 150 because <laughs> I think it was 120 in the first game. Then they added 30 more. I believe that's the, true. Yeah. Yeah, and then they added 30 more in the Sky Islands. And a lot of them are good. Some yeah. of them aren't. Yeah. Um, but this is I think the best example of a shrine that when I say this shrine for the most part. Like, Sean didn't know by name, but when I explained what it was, yep. everybody, it's, yeah. like, right in the central path, so mm-hmm. everybody does it, and yep. it's just it's just the one that, like, kind of puts the game in perspective for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I had already done it by the time you had mentioned it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I remember which one you're talking yeah. about. And I yeah. also, I deliberately remember it being very challenging. Yeah. And then the other Zelda one I have is the Fire Temple. Now, they took, they got rid of the Great Beasts from Breath of the Wild, and they put the actual temples in. So there's, like, a Forest Temple, there's a Water Temple, there's a Fire Temple. Shadow Temple? Um, it's the Air one. Air Temple, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and the thing about it is that they tried. They're yeah. way better than the Great Beasts. But oh, yeah. All of the temples I meant, the Water Temple is, like, a joke. The Air Temple's okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, the frozen temple. Are you can are you saying that's the water temple, the one that's uh, everything's frozen? That's the air temple. Okay, the yeah. water temple is the one you got to go up the uh, the waterfall. Yeah, into right. the sky. Right, that's the last uh, one I did. Yeah, but the fire temple you have to go into the underground to get to, right? Yes. Which is already exposing you to a different part of the game, and then the whole thing is just mine carts and rockets. Yep, yep, and the whole thing is just another series of rails. And I know it sounds like I'm. Talking about the same mechanic. He loves these rails. But there's just like, it's just like you have to get in a mine cart and put a rocket on the end of it. And then like. It's a lot of re-guiding, like guiding yeah, it's rails. Like, and yep. It's like shooting arrows and flipping switches so that the track changes or so mm-hmm. that something gets out of your way. And you yeah. have to like jump the mine cart. And yeah. it's just. Or you could it's just. so cleverly designed compared to the rest of the temples in that game. Yeah. What's, and what's great about it is you could experience the way that it was quote unquote intended. Mm-hmm. Or you could somehow figure a way to shimmy yourself up to like that final room at the top, mm-hmm. and then everything you do from that point forward is just sticking twenty, uh, what you know, um, lava slabs together, mm-hmm. and then just using that as like a big ramp to every area you can't reach, which is what I did. Wow. Yeah. That seems like it's more effort than the actual oh, it, temple. It, it really. It's funny it's ca- because it's called brute force. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's it's. I th- I forget what caused me to get there. It's I it's so many times in this game I would stop and I would go, I wonder if I could do that, and then I would try it, and then with enough time and effort, it would work. Yeah, literally, you could. Yeah, I, I can't think of many times where I was like, I wonder if I could do that, and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. like halfway through that tunnel spe- or the that temple specifically, and then I just figured out a way to like with like stamina foods and and climbing and all this other stuff to just like sneak into like a hole in the wall at like the top most switch place Mm -hmm. and then just backtrack from there Mm -hmm. and i i love that because it's funny because i saw this on here and i was like what do you you mean Mm -hmm. because yes it is a well-designed 
temple. Mm -hmm. If you're using the mechanics, I guess, and the layout as intended with Mm -hmm. quotations. (laughs) But then it was just such a joyous time for me because I was like, I was just begrudgingly using the grabber tool to take this 11 tile obsidian or whatever slab just making ramps ramp, over yeah and, over and then again. i was like yeah. dropping it down holes and stuff like this and it uh-huh. literally still still amazing still works yeah great level design yeah <laughs> but um, um yeah i mean they're all great but they all kind of fulfill the same purpose do you want to choose one or just yes we're gonna choose one what okay so poll for the people who have played zelda yeah uh w- out of those three what do you think is the is the most exempt most exemplifies what makes that game great. So I would actually so before if you had asked me if we were doing this in the middle of the year, I would have picked the Rails uh, Shrine as like mm-hmm. the moment just because it, it's like it's one of those shared community moments and realization like really brings you brings you together. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been it to be honest with you. That like it's it's just like um, that's mine. That's my pick. I Go think for rails. Yeah, I mean, okay. obviously, choosing the golems, it kind of it's up there. It symbolizes, but like the rails is like it was a specific moment in time, yeah, uh, where the community all you know examined this one particular shrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. John, that, do you agree with that? I think uh, both this for, for me, both this and the fire temple kind of highlight what I I think all three of these yeah really uh, encapsulate, which is. Mm-hmm. The beauty of choice, and uh, the, the the freedom of expression. the freedom of ex- yeah expression, mm-hmm. and however you want to go about it, there's really no no rules, no restrictions. It's like mm-hmm. how no matter how stupid or stubborn you want to be about something, um, which is part of like what made me love this game so much. Yeah. So I could I could honestly go for all three, but yeah, I I think that the uh, the perplexing nature of uh, the divide in the community over this one shrine All right. kind of elevates it because then, you know, it's uh everybody's involved and so we're picking Bill for rails effort. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, okay. I'm going to offer up a cut. Um, as much as this moment, uh, uh, really hit for me, uh, Roquefort might be better. So I'm going to offer invaders must die. Okay. All right. Let me know. We're going to be trimming down. Okay, so let's talk about this then because that leaves Roquefort and Whirring. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I mean, I was just looking at each other. I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 Andrew, I love it didn't, all this. Whirring didn't hit for Andrew and Invaders Must Die didn't hit for us, for me, as much. They both hit for me. I know. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I love the project. I, I so, think the but. the... Uh, the uh, God, Rothford, Roqueford, Roqueford. Sorry, I didn't. It's a cheese. Okay, well, everybody's named after foods in that game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but I think that's still the best boss fight in the game, and Mm -hmm. as because it's the the worrying um sequence and the the invaders must die tower are both uh like that's I was I was gonna fights with interconnected like platforming and I was I was gonna say Roquefort is. Is the best boss fight, and I think mechanically might be the best moment in that game. Mechanically, 
Probably, yeah. I mean, they also they set the mood so well for that they fight. Do. They do. They start and that, retracting into the floor on the dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yes. That boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Was fantastic. So I say, if Andrew's willing to cut Invaders Must Die, I think we can come to a consensus on the Rogueford boss fight. Unless Shit. you have something to say about uh, that, because Worring is one of my, is. I, well, that's I the think thing. Worring I know is my favorite moment of the year, but I love Joy too. Formidable. And I know. I, well, that's the thing. It's like I know it's it's obviously going to be subjective, but it's like that is. Let me just say something about one the of Worring. my favorite we songs from about, one of my favorite bands on yeah. one of my favorite albums. Yes, yeah. we haven't talked big about war, the Worring level. You have to understand that 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 song. Is it's very meaningful to us even outside. Well, it's though. very long, right? It is. And it, you can you can divide it into parts, and you can loop it pretty well. You can also do that with the Prodigy. That's actually um, a good point. That's probably why they're they're they were specifically chosen. I as just well, find yeah. it very interesting because as so Andrew, you're not familiar. You were not familiar with Worrying as a song. Um, nope. The this is a music nerd thing more than a video game nerd thing. The thing I love about the whirring part is a slow mo team walk. Always gonna <laughs> fall for that right at the beginning. Yeah, um, <clears throat> gang's all here. I do love, but I I just love the way that they chop and split and mix that song yes. so that it never ends. That's exactly. Even if you take twenty minutes on the mm-hmm. level, they pick different songs of different parts of the song for different it's fights brilliantly and they like, still escalate it in the way that the song escalates yeah but they don't it's not the song and you, i'm sitting there playing the game <laughs> listening for the cuts yeah listening it for the loops so and it's so tra- seamless yeah yeah <laughs> like when it when it cuts into the noisy part at the end and the yeah. song picks up and there's like double bass and stuff like that yeah and this is also i should say this is a song that uh picks up in tempo yeah and yes, the fights and and so mechanically and you picking, the, picking the a song that starts man. slower and gets faster in a game where you're timing all of your combos to the BPM of the song is just like that that escalation eh, yeah. that, that that curve of like how much faster and more frenetic each fight gets yeah. as you get to a different more like crazy part of the song. Yeah. Uh, that I mean it's funny Chef's kiss. that whole soundtrack is so uh, like almost bizarre, but I didn't like in in terms of it's like how things were were picked. But I think I never thought about it in that way. Well, I mean, the perfect and drug also works that way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and a Beethoven song's not that hard to chop and split as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I it's funny. The only the only ones that I guess aren't are the is the opening and closing songs, which I'm still I know it was it's already cut and I get, but it's like I'm still impressed that they managed to make Lonely Boy a once very overused and overplayed rock song of that era and have that be cool again. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right. If I'm, all right. If, if it's a group consensus, then well, it hurts. Well, we but, all played Hi-Fi Rush, yeah. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't yeah, yeah. get that far through it, so that's why I'm not, oh. I don't have much to say. So you didn't get to the Roquefort boss fight because mm-hmm. it's near the end. Yeah, you it is. Did. It, yes, I, that's actually, in fact, the Roquefort boss that, fight that is... Game, uh, that game is actually pretty backloaded with its music because the, the tower like part is also on the second half or what's back like, third. What's the maybe. first boss fight? Uh, That's the one... I think a the million. song is A Million. Yeah, that's another Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, the second act, is it, it can it stretches a bit. 
Yeah. 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 Well, I, you, I think it's the middle when you're doing the, cl- the, climb, the climb up the yes, thing. But yes, like, that's what I'm saying. The second act stretches a bit. Yeah. yeah but the I third act that. is so, like, it just goes from, It just like, goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the third act goes that quick. That game is so good. I know. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how do you feel about the Rogue for a Boss Fight being the choice? I mean, I think I think both of them good. I like. I remember distinctly loving that that boss fight. Okay. Yeah. You right. you okay with that, Randy? Yeah. Randy, yeah. I mean, I will gonna... fist fight Andrew the next time I see him in person. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> part of Let's just start people. punching him and say, "This is for making me cut worrying." Yo, bro. Hey, next with, next with time you see him. Enough- Sorry, go ahead. With enough head damage, maybe I'll like that song better. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! I take it all back. Just cut that out when you. When I'm you gonna edit hang Austin. up now. Yeah, just just bleep that, please. Yo, ready? We just piece together Andrew saying, "I love worrying." <laughs> You know what? Uh, uh, when you see him next, it's like Andrew's gonna be prepared now. When you see him next, he's gonna like he's gonna like take off his jacket and just like the muscles are like pulsing. All <laughs> that, right, he's just gonna be wearing a helmet. And I think we have. Pads. So we're done discussing. I think we have a pretty good list. Should we have, uh, should we take it to a vote just to? Sure. Um, let me read them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have "We Sing" from Alan Wake Two. Yep. "The House of Hope" from Baldur's Gate Three. Firestarter from Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. The Roquefort boss fight from Hi-Fi Rush. The Pyramid from Mortal Kombat 1. The teleporting boss fight from Jedi Survivor. And the Built for Rail Shrine from Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. So we have... Seven. Seven? Yeah. So you want to do a top three? (laughs) Is there Uh, everybody? Does anybody feel like... In, they yep. have their internal two, and they see one that has stuck around uh, so that they would maybe. How, uh, it's a little weird for me. Go. It's a little weird for me because I have not played Alan Wake two, but I have listened to that song so many times. Uh, Do you know that so, a scene? Or I mean, I have not seen the scene okay. in the context of the video. That's video, what I, that's what I was curious. No, okay. no, I've only I've only seen the music video and the the live performance so, at the Game Awards. Here's the weird thing uh-huh. about We Sing. It's a great moment. Uh, if there's a but, I'm, then I'm going to fight you. <laughs> it's, I and, don't and, think the gameplay of it is that good. I but I, what did it spawn? Well, hold on. Here's the, well, <laughs> I think I actually think it is because it's little snippets of everything in that game. It's It'll be like a light puzzle, then, you know, like a narrative kind of like you know, chunk, and then it'll be like a little shootout, and it's like you're kind of just doing uh, almost you vignettes. You just like it because per- you don't have to play the game that much. That's true. <laughs> 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 but also, the fact that it is delivering the story I know, I know, is, I know. I know, sorry. Not trying to repeat myself, but I... I'm, we're, we gotta get critical. Uh, I, I know, uh, but it's like that's gonna be... Well, who wants to go first? Like, it, it should be two. So let... Okay, it should be two. Let me ask you this. Uh, I'm going to pose a question to Sean, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to pose a question to Andrew. Mm-hmm. And you probably guess what it is. Uh, I think we can cut the teleporting boss fight from Jedi Survivor now. Yeah. I mean, I think when we get to this uh, cool. trimming. I'm glad I made it this long, yeah. but if there's seven and we can only pick two, I'm not even picking it. And I, right. I wrote it yeah, on the list. list. Which, so. is, which is exactly why I was mention- why I was saying, like, hey, let's kind of take our internal like list of two and then kind of read the room yeah i Mm -hmm. think so i think it's one of the best parts of that game it is the best Um, yeah and 
unfortunately, I don't. I just don't think it kind of hangs no. with these other. Now, Andrew, how do you feel about Firestarter now? Firestarter. Still really good. That's the thing. Okay. And, and and the Built for Rails shrine uh, or, or anything that encompassed that feeling of Zelda, right? I had a similar thing um, on the list for Baldur's Gate 3 uh, because, you know, and maybe this is just a thing that fits in better with discussion for best game than it does for moment or sequence because probably everybody's cube golem is going to be different across... You Here know, both both tiers Coming of the kingdom and Baldur's Gate. No, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just saying it's like it's probably going to be harder to nail down one moment, but everybody has a moment like that. Um, I mean, those so, games are are great for similar reasons. Yeah, but it it's like, do you? Yeah, I guess basically what I'm saying is, uh, if I'm thinking of Built for Rails Shrine as a as just the embodiment of that moment of coming to a realization of a thing that the game lets you do and then it works, right? Of course, that moment is great. Um, so uh, how does that hang compared to Firestarter, which is very scripted? That's a difficult question. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that, yeah, I thought that you were going a listen, different direction with that. Zelda, <laughs> when Zelda gets scripted, that's when that game ain't so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it thinks it's telling the most epic story of all time, and literally everybody I've talked to has called out the story like five missions before they found all the dragon tears. And yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just like I, I, Z- spoilers. Zelda's a dragon. Yeah, dude, I've known that for half the fucking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah all, all that to say is I understand that feeling. Um, yes. If I'm picking from the games that I have played this year, uh. Number one is is House of Hope. Uh, number two is very difficult for me between Firestarter and Roquefort. Okay. Um, but so, the pyramid- so basically I'm saying I, my hat is not in the ring for the pyramid as good as that sequence is. Oh, so it's funny. So mine then, mine, well, besides wearing would have been my number one, but my number one is We Sing and now, and my number two is a toss between uh, the Cheese Boss and the, and the Pyramid. The cheese boss got cut. No, I meant the cheese because I oh, rock Rockford. Rock, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> we also you also said word. you also said that sounds delicious when we we're talking about cheesing the cheese. Oh bomb, right, so yeah, there's a different cheese. Uh, but I'm uh, but I'm torn between that and the pyramid. Okay, I think the pyramid's pretty pretty funny. All right, so so you, okay, so Andrew but, started. But my, Andrew started his voting. Mm-hmm. He said, "What'd you say?" He said, "House uh, of Hope said, is number one." House of Hope is number one, and oh man, gun to my head on Firestarter or Roquefort. Gun to your head. Ah, Firestarter. Firestarter. Okay, Firestarter. Austin. Um, I think We Sing wins for me. That's my number one. Mine too. Uh, I tried to shit on it, but (laughs) (laughs) it is. It's uh, it's hard to tell because that it's such a great moment in a game that otherwise I wasn't that into. I mean, either. (laughs) And 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 when I talk about like, because my other, okay, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Because the other ones for me, it's we. It's the whole list. We sing is amazing. House of Hope is incredible. Uh, Roquefort's awesome. I don't. Uh, the pyramids out for me, and built for rails is also awesome. Um, but. I do think about what uh, 
what Andrew said about like, like we could do an entire moment or sequence of just Zelda, but maybe that's just the discussion for best game, you know, like you said, Andrew. Um, and, and I do think there is something to be said about something that is kind of scripted and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, pre-planned out and all that stuff. Whereas opposed to maybe the aha moment for everyone in Zelda, because I do think that is a good argument for that. For me, that whole game is moment after moment after moment of discovery and figuring out different ways to manipulate this you know, the, these powers in this world and these, you know, uh, objects and the ob- yeah. objectives. So, uh, I'm, you know what? I, I'm going to pull politics. I'm flip-flopping. I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say house of hope and Roquefort are my two. You bastard. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> where, where do you guys stand? then? Uh, so <laughs> I'm going with we sing is thank you. Uh, that's that fair. Is, that's, yeah. <laughs> I just flip-flopped because uh, I don't want to like to as for, my, <laughs> as for my second choice, um, I you know what? It's just like I, I haven't played a lot of these moments on here. Mine is built for rails okay. and Roquefort. Um, as much as I want Zelda, Zelda needs, I feel like, needs something on this list. But at the same time, when I think about it, it's like, what did I enjoy more? It's probably the Roquefort fight. It's like, if I'm being honest, I my think, order is I think the, ex- Roquefort. I, the Zelda moment was aided a lot by how much it was shared on social media That's, and yeah. how much we talked about it. Yeah. But I think that, like, it, I picked That's still, it. It can still count. I know. Yeah. I picked it because it encapsulates what makes Tears of the Kingdom great. But Tears of the Kingdom is kind of like greater a greater than the sum of its parts experience. It's like when you put all the moments together. I was going to say, yeah. I... Uh, yeah, I have. I know this is gonna drag it out, but it, you remind me with the dragon thing. I was chilling in the underground at one mm-hmm. point, um, doing something, focusing on something. Okay, and I was standing on top of like a, a mountain or a hill, and I glanced to my right, and I am staring face to face with one of the dragons, and nearly shit my pants. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You guys come down here sometimes because <laughs> they're they're perfectly harmless, and yeah. it's like a realization. It was like. I remember being genuinely terrified of just you're in the middle of a like pitch blackness and then you just come face to face with this monstrous dragon and it's like oh hi there all right cool <laughs> we got it uh, we got to sh- get Sean. cracking yeah oh Cracking. so wait what were your two we sing in Roquefort okay I I can't attest to the pyramid as a scene okay um I think the argument of built for rails uh for like i said it's that whole game is moment after moment it's mm-hmm. like i could have written down every like awesome thing that happened but mm-hmm. the culmination of that means more yeah. for the testament to the game so uh mine's we sing at the top mm-hmm. and because i didn't interact with the house of hope or the firestarter mission uh the rogue for fight just the way that you guys are talking about it and mm-hmm. the feeling of FOMO and there being <laughs> so many great parts in that seemingly so many great parts in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it implores me to want to go back and play that game. I think that kind of declares we sing as the winner, but I'm, well, no, I, technically, technically, if you want to get mathematical about it, Roquefort wins. Cause everybody. Mentioned oh, Roquefort. true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that's what I was going to say is that it was those two. But everybody also said Roquefort was their second. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I think that's we right. were locking Roquefort for second, and then 
I mean, voting wise, it's three to two Weesing to House of Hope. Um, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have demo- to be like a democracy. Well, but, you know, um, but they're both musical segments. They are. Well, that's the thing. If people so feel true. as strongly about <laughs> House of Hope as we do for We Sing, then they, it can be one and two that way. So, I as will, much as I don't want to let Rutherford go, I think it, I think so, that's the way wow. it should be. If that's Andrew's number I, one, you know what? I agree because I'm saying it's like I picked Roquefort very loosely from that list. I think we lock it in at second. Well, I was going to say, no, listen. I think it we, should be We Sing and House of Hope. I was going to say, if you two feel strongly about House of oh, Hope, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. And it's like, listen, Roquefort, it's just like all of us said it, but all of us all right. put it in second place. Andrew, how do you feel mm-hmm. about House of Hope being second and I, I, We Sing being first? I, You know, as a function of what games I played and didn't, uh, you know, uh, it's hard for me to yeah. say why it would trump something else. So, As the only person that played both moments. I think in the spirit of the category, we sing is a better choice. Okay. Um, so I'm it is, fine it with It is moment or sequence, and, and House of Hope is, is quite a sequence. That's true, uh, it is. But I was there's, say, no, there's a, there's a if, dominatrix in it. There's singing <laughs> in it. You steal a hammer in it. Uh huh. Piss off the devil. <laughs> yeah, you have to fuck. You have to fuck over the devil and then kill him. <laughs> you know what? I've I've watched bits and pieces of this game being played. It's mm-hmm. you're piecing it together for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is. Uh, I I wouldn't have any issues with the with these two, but the ordering I definitely think would come down to you guys. I mean, if if you, you. I, listen, that song in We Sing is so good, and I get the narrative significance and exactly how that would feel. I'm okay um, with We Sing winning. Yeah, I'm okay long, with We Sing. Yeah, yeah winning. if House right. of Hope is the runner up, it's not like High Five Rush didn't get its due diligence elsewhere already. Yeah, so I can. Yeah, yeah I was um, gonna say I thought this was gonna be a fight to the death for you. Uh, <laughs> I, well, There's like 19 it, it, moments in here. In I know this list that's for High the, Five Rush. Yeah, the best collection of moments. Oh God, is also, our entire list just gonna come down to High Five Rush, Baldur's Gate, and Alan Wake yep. too? And <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> Don't forget yeah. Zelda and Zelda. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, and sp- surprise category, Worrying Wind's Song of the Year. What? <laughs> 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 outside, the- I don't know. What else did we do that House for? Did we, we sing? <laughs> what did, what did uh... I, Matt made a uh, best technical achievement category on the fly for Alan Wake yeah, 2. And yeah. Remnant 2. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remnant 2 deserves, um, if anything, Remnant 2, because I was just playing that again, and it's just like I was drooling. It looks so good. All right. So just to recap for the day. Yeah. Um, so we have, uh, the, it was, uh, best aesthetic. The, the winners were, uh, Hi-Fi Rush followed by Pizza Tower. Um, best narrative, uh, went to Boulder's Gate 3, runner up Alan Wake 2. Uh, best character is Chai from Hi-Fi Rush and then Carlac from Boulder's Gate 3. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, uh, for best moment or sequence, uh, is the We Sing, uh, section of Alan Wake 2 and um, right behind it, House of Hope from Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. And with that, part one of Hot Button's uh, 2023 Game of the Year is complete. Part one of five. No, it's uh, just two. Just two uh, parts. So stay year. tuned for part two, uh, where we cover four more categories, including the highly coveted Best Game Award. Until then, though, uh, plugs? Plugs. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, tune in next time for the second half of our game of the year where we're talking about the actual quality of the games and not just the stuff in them. Uh, uh, you can find that at hotbuttoncast.com, also on all the podcast services, and you can find out when it launches, because uh, it might take a little while to edit. This is 
crack in five hours. So, yeah. Hula. Uh, um, but you can find out when that launches on our socials Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hot Button Cast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.